this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat with everything. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Salt of the Streets podcast, the show where we discuss news, government, and culture, and how it all pertains to you, the individual, and your natural rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I, of course, am that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin. I am, as always, joined by my co-host, brother-in-arms, the Nero of Neoprene, the original salt of the street himself, Mr. Donovan. How are you today? I am excellent, sir. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Uh, what, 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 what day is it? What time is it? The, the topics? What are we doing? Yeah. no, The today, whole deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, today it is September 17th, 2022, episode 133, as you can see behind us over here whoop, whoop. uh we have some fantastic topics today let's see i actually don't have my notes up here i was busy listening to you um of course we are running our four part show today so ooh, should move over here uh number one we've left me ask you this obviously we have our local stories uh we just have a couple little things here uh seattle ban on gas powered leaf blowers oh. and then james like giving up his emergency powers Woo. um so and then it's a good day yeah, yeah, in October, uh, the end of October. <laughs> don't don't get don't get too jazzed. Yeah, um, number two part part two we have uh, we're going to talk about we're we're going to do a little throwback to like classic salt of the streets, right? So when this show first started, we've talked about this a bunch of times. I had that story up too, the guy about the coffee shop. I'm not word. <laughs> so that is get so out of funny. my head. Um, when we first started the show, the goal was to just present objective information and it was very political and it still is very political because that's how things happen aside on things like that but um but we talked more traditional politics and like elections and stuff like that mm -hmm. and so we're going to do some of that stuff today because it's been a relatively slow news week and the way that i put it in my notes is as we get closer to the midterms the news starts to show you exactly what they want to show you yeah. so you're seeing very specific topics that are going to that are intended to sway your vote. They're intended to get you to vote a certain way or impact the way you vote. So we're going to talk about a bunch of those different things today. So we have, um, you have some different things about like the DHS secretary and Hillary Clinton and some different clips that we're going to look at. Um, and then we have an update on Donald Trump and the Mar-a-Lago situation. Lindsey Graham talked about introducing a 15-week abortion bill. For some um, fucking reason. Out of nowhere, yeah. We're going to talk about some inflation. Um, and then uh, I don't have it here in the top one, but we're going to talk more about Martha's Vineyard and the stuff that happened there. So we're going to... Um, Especially as it pertains to midterms. I mean, yes. the the migration situation is, like the, like you put it, I mean, it is, it is being presented as a, this is a midterms issue from right. one side or the other. 100%. Bilbo! Bilbo's back! Thank you. Thank you for joining us, you and Will. It is good to see you guys. Yeah, and then part three, uh, we're going to try something new, right? That's what I have. It's just it's let's try fun. something new. Let's is what do I have. It. So we're going to try out some new different segments here. Um, and so the first one, we're going to do a breaking down, breaking points segment, right? We have a clip from breaking points. We talk about the show all the time, but we've had some different people in the comments ask us, like, what exactly is the issue with breaking points? Because we just kind of talk about it in general. It's like, they, you know, they're fucking losing it or they're whatever. <laughs> so we see things like that where people ask about it. So we have a clip that we're going to go over. We're going to stop it. We're going to watch it together as a family, and we're going to stop it, and we're we're gonna family style yeah, we're gonna you know pump up some points and break down other points and stuff like that and then we're gonna do another segment that we are gonna call what do we call it? a scroll down the street yeah. right um, no. where we're gonna go on either of our both of our twitter feeds roll through them we're gonna tackle some arguments that we think are not good some shitty takes some good takes pump them up tear them down do those types of things and obviously um, make fun of each other's twitter 
yes. feed because yeah. who knows what we got in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Everybody's got a little shame in their Twitter for, feed. <laughs> for, for the grab bag, um, we have all kinds of stuff going. The all only two things that I have here, Colin has lots of topics over there. I have um, a change or additional merchant code for credit card companies they're going to change the way yeah. that they classify the purchases for guns from a gun store specifically and then we also are going to talk a little bit about the rail strike that never was or that still could be or yeah. for now isn't uh, whatever you want to call it and then uh you have some other topics that we're going to go over there so yeah the biggest one um i wanted to bring up was uh kind of like the latest movement in the twitter elon musk situation he's been trying to back out of the deal and after a recent recent congressional testimony from a whistleblower, former head of security at Twitter, um, some pretty revealing revelations there. And now he's using that as well as reasons to back out of this deal. But and there's a little bit more to that, too. But a lot of good, uh, wholesome, big tech, liberty based discussion to be had about about that one. So we'll we'll hit that one. And then I got a I got a bunch of other little side stories put in my uh, in my Twitter bookmarks, including a. Uh, story about uh, that the new york post broke um i think this last week about uh fb facebook employees um uh, funneling private messages from facebook and instagram yes. to uh the fbi yes um and uh when you balance that on comments made by our loving dhs secretary myocris which we'll get into in part two uh the fear will be instilled and you will probably never want to message anybody on any of those apps ever again. So be using Signal, everybody. As we've said it once, we've said it again. <laughs> Do it Signal, yeah. WhatsApp, if you don't know, is owned by Facebook. So yep. that's what I always tell people. It's like, yeah, WhatsApp is right, but it's also it's owned by Facebook. So yeah. and they, I, will, they will definitely give your shit to the feds with little pushback. All yeah. they got to do is ask. And they're like, oh, here you go. Here, you can have it. Yeah, so I use Signal. We use Signal. That's, it's the shit. That's the way to go. Yeah, so. we got to get them Signal boys on the phone because we could make Signal like a really awesome, like whole platform for all sorts of shit, not just messaging. Yeah. And that could be the safe haven for free speech going into the future. I have some ideas. I want to get that granola crunchy hippie dude on the phone. He was on Rogan that one day. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that episode. I did not great. watch him, but I know he's, that he was on He's there. like a super hippie that just believes in the sanctity of like free speech. I like and it. It's, it's, I'm like, I'm, I'm into it, bro. Yeah, he I like wants, it. He like had a sailboat and was sailing around the world for years. And I was like, bro, you're, you're speaking my language. You're the right kind of hippie. I That's like wild, you. bro. I know. That's we super weird shit. Also, V's to Mastercard being very compliant with the government. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, we'll get into that obviously um, into the in the grab bag when we talk about the changing of the merchant codes because it's def this is it's they're not doing it because they are wholesome the companies no. right. It's not because they care about excuse me people's lives or dignity or anything like that they no. don't they don't care about guns they don't care about any of that type of shit they care about the public pressure that they're getting and the private pressure that they're getting from the federal government yeah. so yeah i mean you say it all the time but uh, every major institution hates you and wants you to die yeah there it is yeah 100 percent. so <laughs> uh, with that i want to thank you guys again for being here for joining us on our youtube at salt of the streets we also have our patreon at salt of the streets we have our facebook fuck facebook i'm not i'm God, i gotta take that other thing we have uh instagram everything everything is over there at salt of the streets go to the patreon sign up help us make more better content just like this we did have a new patron after the last episode so thank right. you very much go there help us we talked a lot about bilbo you're not here it was a great episode last time i'm sure that you were doing some fun labor day stuff we talked about shadow banning uh with joseph garrett yeah. and 
it's an issue so help us get our message out there help us get the message of freedom and liberty out there of people being able to control their own lives and do what is best for them and decide what is best for them and their families help us get this family reunion that's beautiful help Fantastic. us get this message out there sign up for the patreon share these things with the people that you know with your friends with your family anybody that you care about that you know would be happier being free and choosing their own path share this information with them that's right and help us make more better content just like this. So you can find all this at saltostreets.com, all the episodes, everything like that. Um, and to sweeten the deal a little bit, we have a little exclusive Patreon content we just dropped. That's right. That uh, that you can check out by becoming a patron at any level. Any level has access to this. And, and there then, will be uh, plenty eventually, more of those type of videos. Yeah, because yeah, it's... It was way too much fun. And it takes me a lot of tries. I pissed myself laughing. It takes me a lot of tries <laughs> so, to get yeah. those things done. So yeah. we'll have these, a lot of content. These are the, uh, it's the bloopers and outtakes reel from our last uh, uh, review preview show. And it was, uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Put it that way. I had a really good time cutting that up. It was good. It was very good. It was very good. Well, yeah. And this uh, first segment is brought to you by Swell Blended. Look at this. Woo-hoo. Got the haircut last week, right? So shout out Swell Blended. It's over there. If you're in the local area, swellblended.com. Get yourself an appointment. Get your hair cut. He does a fantastic job. He's helping me keep this, keep the length going. We're doing all, all the stuff. So go there. Swell blended. I just had this really insane vision of you all of a sudden in a mullet, and I really wanted to see that for some reason. It's close. It's, <laughs> it's borderline mullet, so I can see You don't have too would... much business in the front, though. That's, exactly. That's the deal. Exactly. Not enough business in the front to be a mullet. If it was shorter, yeah, yeah. we would be in real danger territory. <laughs> Luckily, I told Paul I wanted to keep the length up front, or else we would be, we would be in trouble. So, yeah. Uh, no, like and it. I want to remind everyone, before we move forward, to evaluate and adjust your relationship with the CCP, with the Chinese Communist Party. Trying to lose every time. I have it at the top of the page, and I always move down and do other shit. So, while I'm up here, we have the book club, we have the beer shows, the newsletters, those things, all the, all this type of stuff, all the different content that we make. Like, comment, subscribe, already do that. Okay, with that, let me ask you this, right? So, <laughs> this was beautiful, seamless <laughs> transition to let me ask you this this time around. So... You know I'm a fan of a hard segue. Yeah, jumping off of the back of what we talked about last episode for Let Me Ask You This. We talked about multiple parties and, um, you know, salvaging the government and and that that type of thing, right? Um, Is there, in modern politics, can you think of a person that if they came into office in the executive branch, into the presidential office, they would actually start to strip down the executive branch like we talked about? actually start to tear it down when they got there and it's okay no. if you so say you can take a minute <laughs> no, think about it if no. you want um so realistically i think there are a small small group of people that would be interested in that you know there's the the rand rand paul's the thomas massey's the the in um thomas massey he, uh, he's the tesla driving dude that homesteads and all that right yeah 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 they would yeah, but other than that, you know, I, I would highly doubt it. I don't think almost. I can't name it. I'm sure there might be somebody in the house that's kind of based in that that realm. But you know, the history going back of no matter who gets into power, of consistently growing the government in one fashion or another, has never changed. Um, it's just gotten exponentially worse. I don't think there would be anybody that could do that. And at this point too, we've talked about. Uh, the machine itself as acting as a as a 
having an immune system, you know, with those faceless, nameless fucking gray suits going around. Right. Trying to kill off any virus that wants to p- take a part of it. So I would, I was, even if you did have somebody that came in like that, it'd be really difficult, I think, for them to do that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe if we, maybe if we got somebody in there that really flexed that unitary executive theory muscle and then turned around and was like, now I'm a benevolent dictator. I'm slashing all this shit because I am the unitary executive. So fuck off. That would be, that would have to be a real, real particular type of dude. Oh yeah. That that was the way that they read the unitary executive theory. Yeah. Not only do I have all the power, it should be very limited. Yeah. Not only do I have the power, but I have the power to go. Yeah. Nobody has any power anymore. Yeah. No, I think Bilbo's probably right that in you would, you would have to get someone from outside there. I, and I think you're right. There's probably a small handful of people. Um, oh, yeah. But, Dave Smith and Michael Malice would do yeah, it. Yeah. If you got somebody from outside that came in, not Donald Trump, but someone who came in like that, you know? Yeah. Someone like that would have, I think, the the immunity to to do something like oh, yeah. that. Because if they're... But just Somebody that would give no fucks. If they don't need to worry about a political career afterwards, then what do they have to lose by doing it anyway? Mm-hmm. Um my concern would be the last person that I could readily think of that that ran and tried to do this type of thing was JFK, and they fucking, and they they killed, fucking killed him. So, <laughs> so that's my concern. Is like, and it was easier to do that type of stuff oh, back then. Like and he was, was like a light version of it. It would be much, much more difficult to carry out a governmental coup assassination in the jfk-esque style oh yeah but then it was in 63 you yeah, know too like much it, technology nowadays yeah get him with one of them hard attack guns or something though but or just time someone send him out hunting with it. dick cheney and have yeah an accident, exactly you know? <clears throat> but i was listening to a book a new audio book that's about Ooh. governmental conspiracies um and the first one was about jfk and so it it was an hour over an hour because I I stopped listening to it to do other show stuff um, of just inconsistencies in the case file of JFK and in the investigation the the Warren Commission all that type of oh stuff. yeah there's just, no shortage yeah we'll whip just, the phone out let's let's see what yeah, this no, is absolutely. I want to find out yep, this, this sounds on, good I found it on Scribd Scribd um, it is good yeah Scribd not an ad is a good yeah, app a that I've been listening show. to um, Scribd is fine there's only a couple things that I've wanted that's not been on there yeah. so it's not been okay it is called Hidden History, an expose of modern crimes, conspiracies, and cover-ups in American politics. And it's by Donald Jeffries. Mr. Donald. Yeah. And it's very good. It's very good so far. So, yeah. like I said, I'm only like an hour into it. I have 16 hours left, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, just this first section was about JFK. And that was oh, that's like, fun. It's like, that's, that's not good. It's no, pretty, man. pretty obvious, you know. Didn't, uh... <clears throat> Roger Stone had like a big JFK documentary or something, right? And then yes. He, then he did like a new one or a revisited one or something like that recently. Um, I like, believe so. I thought or his maybe last appearance on Rogan was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never listened to that one. So. Well, that's interesting because I had a uh, I had a a bonus. Let me ask oh, you this right. today, yes. and I feel like this might generally work in its vein. But let's hear it. For some reason, I got thinking on this today this week and i don't know why but uh the concept of the selective service okay came into mind the yep. draft the draft um i would like to know your thoughts on it and i would like to know um who I, I would like to uh i would like you to maybe pontificate a little bit about how um against liberty it 
is or is not. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think that's interesting. Right? Because maybe I'll, I'll help you tee off a little bit while you mm -hmm. think. Because my initial thought was, you know, it's been a thing since World War One, I, I believe. And the the concept of regardless of any status, essentially, and it's gotten worse over time. There used to be much more kind of leeway with the old uh, conscientious, conscientious objector status. But, mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, you are forced as a citizen to sign up for the draft and then at some point you are forced at by threat of execution or jailing to go and fight in a war that you may not want to which seems um highly against the principles of liberty in my mind right because to gain or to access government service you have to be signed up for the selective service and mm -hmm. when you register to vote you're automatically signed up for the selective service when you get a license you're automatically signed up for the selective service yeah. i'm fairly sure it's like illegal to not do that i think so when you're turn 18 you're supposed to sign up for yeah it. when i turned 18 my mom did it for me she told me hey, i registered you for the selective service because <laughs> you just do it online like yeah. it's just a it's a very quick thing now um, now i yes, had to fill out a, very, a piece of paper yeah no now <laughs> you just do it online it's a very quick thing um <clears throat> i think that it's very interesting and immediately it started to make me think about um the the consent that we always talk about mm -hmm. right granting consent to be covered and i wrote that piece a couple of months ago maybe two months ago that was talking about consent and asking the question of like when did i consent to be governed and stuff yeah. like that and, and if I do you want to know, read that piece it's available right now on a patreon that is exactly just got to uh, subscribe to it's five dollars five dollars five dollars a year gets Boom. you all the newsletters and Boom. it was two newsletters ago that i wrote that piece called when did i consent Boom. and it talked about a similar topics as this and i don't know whether or not i discussed this particular avenue um but when i was thinking about that the only group that i could think of that maybe had officially consented to be governed were people who had signed up to be in the military when you do mm -hmm. that you sign up to defend the constitution you sign up to give yeah. your life to do this everything if that's what raise the old right hand and take the exactly <clears throat> exactly those people have definitely consented to be governed they have signed their life to the constitution for the certainly for for this fixed period of time yeah. you know um after that we can discuss it gets whether gray that, yeah exactly when does the um, oath stop yeah exactly or does it so i it does in true government fashion seems i uh, i struggle not struggle i hesitate to say coercive because let me can i'll just go on and then i'll say why so it seems in true government fashion to feels to me to be coercive that if you want to gain services of the government that we are presuming your consent under you also need to sign up to fucking die for us if we decide that that's what needs to happen at the same time you are consenting to a certain point to deal with the government if you are getting services from them you know if you are signing up for some way to get services but also like i said it's if you it's just to just to go to college and stuff like that you also have to be signed up for the selective service mm -hmm. which is not doesn't have anything to do with the government for you to continue your education yeah, right. you know yeah so i would i would align it with that same presumed consent that's like oh well you're you're from here so you or you're born here so you live here and you pay taxes and you drive on the road so of, of course you know you consent to be governed that i would it feels like it would be lumped in with the same thing that's like oh well, right. you just do the same thing um 
it does seem anti-liberty, especially with, as you were talking about, how difficult it is to object to it in the end. Even notable figures, people who are prominent, fucking Muhammad Ali could have been jailed for not wanting to go. Yep. Um, I mean, think Vietnam era, a lot of right. the draft dodgers and stuff like that, people that didn't want to go out and fight in some war. I mean, you've talked at great length about the validity, if you will, of the Vietnam war and, right you know i mean there's obviously different i don't know the the weight of the call to go fight in a war is different based off of what war but like you know if we were to start the draft up for like afghanistan that would be interesting compared to like the draft for world war Two, yeah or world war one and it's a i just thought it was a very interesting concept some i was listening to something it might have been on malice Somebody's talking about, yeah, with a historian or something like that. And uh, it was Matt Kibbe's podcast. My, I don't even remember. Kibbe on Liberty. Kibbe on Liberty. Interesting podcast. Based Kibbe. It's based Kibbe, bro. Based Kibbe. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it got me thinking that. And I was like, huh. Because I've never really thought about that. I've always kind of been like, yeah, that's, it's, it's patriotic to fight for your country. And, I mean, in the, in the realms of protecting freedom and, and liberty – even from like uh my own like anarchist point of view i still carry that same kind of ethos yeah you know if called upon like that to make sure that i can defend true liberty like that in the home of true liberty like i would have no problem i'm not going to wait to be drafted at the end of the day if it's something i wholeheartedly believe in then i'll go do that thing right right but you know the concept of calling for more if i don't know like i'm i'm strangely comfortable with it well, that's to a this, point. It's the same type of a concept that I don't blame anybody who went, who did combat tours in in the Middle East, right, in Afghanistan or in Iraq or in any of the numerous countries that we were in in this global war on terror, right? Anybody who did who did active duty tours or combat tours in there, I don't blame you for the actions you took, even if that war wasn't necessarily just, mm-hmm. right? Because you believed in the cause that you were fighting for, and in certain times you may not even have known really what you were fighting for you only know what they told you you were fighting for and so if you're being told you're fighting for freedom and liberty all the time and you believe i'm fighting for freedom and liberty really you're fighting to whatever we could debate that all day if it's for oil or to to grow the the uh poppy industrial complex yeah for poppy for drugs for whatever right Mm -hmm. debate that all day um but I can still disagree with that concept, the dishonesty that comes from the government to coerce people into fighting their wars. And where I feel like if you were honest and people believe in that, then I don't fault anybody for fighting for something that they believe in. Yeah. You know, the same way that I would not fault anybody for not wanting to fight for something they don't believe in. Yeah. You know. Good. I'm glad. That, that is a satisfactory answer to my, my question, sir. Thank you. <laughs> good. Good. I think that's interesting what Will says. Um, says, well, I myself have never been relieved of that oath, just saying. Same with the oath I took as a police officer while I'm not active duty or currently a popo. Yeah. Right, and I was thinking that, that when you don't, when you get out, you don't, like, relieve your oath, right? You're yeah. just no longer active duty in the military. Yeah. So yeah, there's nobody that comes and relieves your oath. Right. You don't like sign a piece of paper that says I no longer whatever for the government. Like, yeah. What just happened here? Are we still live? Are we still live? 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That went away. Um, interesting. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so that's well. Um, just to piggyback off of that, yes, Mr. Will, um, I I'm I think this is interesting. An interesting concept. It was from a um, an old Joseph. John Wayne movie. Joseph Garrett's in the house. Uh, yeah, late, but but not too late. There, big shooter. No, no. Um, there's yeah, an old John Wayne movie called Searchers. Uh, fantastic movie if you guys have never seen it. But uh, he's got a line in it where he he says, you know, I, I figure a man's only good for one oath at a time, and I took mine already. I'm interested in uh, in somebody that that really holds like the the sec the sanctity of an oath sacred like that. I'm like. Can you have more than one oath? Can you take multiple oaths as long as they don't conflict with each other? Because then I also feel like some of those people might have a problem um, doing like an oath to marriage if you if you're only good for one oath. Right. Okay. What's the other one there? So I you was know just I mean? thinking that right, and this might doesn't matter. I was watching American Sniper, right, Ooh. and he's there's a scene where he's sitting in bed with his wife and she's you know he's getting ready to go on another tour and she's like you don't fucking you know all the arguments you don't need to do this like you don't have to go someone else can go and he's like no like i i do have to go like that's i i have to defend my country i have to do my part and if i don't go somebody else gonna go she's like that's bullshit i don't believe you like i don't believe that you actually think this and it was bradley cooper um, yeah yeah and i don't think i ever saw that movie he's making the case like what i'm doing is heroic like i believe in this and this is what i have to do this is my mission and from everything that i've watched you've do you know all the different weird military content that I've watched, all the different dudes that I've watched, all yeah. that type of stuff? All those special forces guys, they've all said that exact same thing. They're like this, I signed up to do this, and I believe in the same deal, freedom and liberty and, and killing the bad guys. That's I believe in keeping people safe, whether it is here or around the globe. Those people are doing bad things to hurt people, and I have to stop that because that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's... A Batman complex a little bit. And I don't don't fault anybody for it necessarily no because no. you know you could have taken a, a reasonably objective stance towards good and evil and fight against evil but when you take an oath like that that seriously said so how committed can you be to other shit you know and that doesn't make it okay for you to do any things a lot of people you know people in the military cheat and stuff like that like that's, that doesn't make that that's okay just deal. because you're like i'm just so committed to this one thing that how could i possibly fucking be committed to anything else like that's not yeah. a good argument you know but it's a very i think the concept holds up enough that's like for me in my mind that if you're that devoted to that how devoted could you be to something else because you're yeah. literally willing to give your life for that and i'm not i don't care you know <laughs> I, don't, I don't care I was like, i'm not questioning anybody's fucking fidelity or how much they love their families i don't care i don't care if so if, if a special forces guy saw this and was that sensitive then fuck you i don't care i gotta i gotta <laughs> stop qualifying stuff like that i just always think about like oh what what is someone gonna fucking think of what if they but I don't. I'm willing to defend these. I don't know. I get stuff. So <laughs> it's a conceptual idea. Yes, you know, you yes. could talk about it like that. Um, I believe the military and popo oath do coincide with each other. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. I feel like that's all. You're like layering. You're adding layers to the same. And, the same idea. And this is what I was gonna say. Uh, that's. It's really good that you said that because I think that it's very a very easy 
not even reach to make or just just very easy step to say that the wife and family that that dude has is a direct extension of i got to keep everybody safe yeah you're also married to this person so your your life is tied to them you have children with them you love them inherently even if in your soul admittedly or unadmittedly subconsciously you can't be as devoted to them as you are to this initial oath that you took because you're 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 signing up to potentially give your life for it Mm -hmm. it's a direct extension of that for these people to be I am also going to keep them safe, and I have to immediate yeah. connection to them. Well, and also, it um, you could take the perspective that by being put in a position where you would have to forfeit your life in pursuit of keeping them safe, too, it's right. also kind of in in step with that same devotional oath. Is you, even if you're not around and you're doing this or that and the other thing, you're still out there trying to protect them as well as others as a whole. So right. I feel like there could definitely be coincident 100 percent. yeah yeah interesting how do we get on o's i forgot <laughs> uh because you asked about selective service that's right that's right that's right yeah you did this yeah i did this yeah you did this i did this no so we'll go to local stories so we'll start do with it. with an easy one very quick one it's just silly seattle stuff um about the leaf blowers right so i love this so much the seattle city council this is a super short article that i have from cairo i don't even need to send it to you i'll just read it the seattle city council has passed a resolution that would phase out the use of gas-powered leaf blowers in seattle within the next five years the law would require the city government to transition from gas power to electric power leaf blowers by january 25 in seattle 2025 and seattle businesses and residents would need to make the transition by january 2027 Nearly everyone hates obnoxious, loud, gas-belching leaf blowers, so why do we allow them to continue damaging eardrums, spray debris into faces, and polluting our city, said Councilmember Alex Peterson, who sponsored the legislation. Our cities are banning or phasing out leaf blowers, and it's time to blow them out of Seattle, too. The resolution, you bougie motherfucker. Shut up. The resolution will also explore whether the city should offer incentives such as buyback programs or rebates on, <laughs> on replacement purchases to landscaping businesses and low-income residents in Seattle. The council first began considering strategies to reduce or eliminate the noise and emissions created by the use of gas leaf floors in 2014. 2014. Look at how efficient government is that only eight years it took them to decide to ban gas-powered leaf blowers. Look at how efficient. Shouldn't we ask them to do more? (laughs) This is wholeheartedly... Like, even for Seattle, this is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard my entire life. Other U.S. cities, including Washington, D.C., Burlington, Vermont, as well as California, have already taken steps toward implementing their own leaf blower bans. So that's really what this is about, is all the cool kids are already doing it, so we got to do it too. But hey, that's fine, because you're not going to have anybody left in your city to run those gas-powered leaf blowers anyways. And, you know, you fucking soy boy sipping latte sitting in a fucking office somewhere working from home motherfucker aren't going to be able to carry one anyway so you're going to have to have your little ryobi from home depot with the rechargeable battery on there don't ask where all those minerals come from that keep that battery powered by the way but you'll feel much better about it and you won't piss off the rest of your soy sipping latte fucking neighbors at what point I fucking let's, hate these people, let's man. Take a, let's take a step back at the government, right? Yes. At what point in the Democratic Republic did the state governments, did their job start to be regulating what type of tools you use to fucking clean your house? At what point did that become a service of government? Yeah, can we have like an, uh, 
a Second Amendment Part A. Get the fuck out of my where house. Where we like, we get, you can't. Get the fuck out of my house. Because we talk about guns as tools, right? So like, <laughs> it's just an extension of 2A. I also need to be able to bear hammers, all right? If give, you, give me a fucking leaf blower. If you want to convert all of the people in the city, uh, you know, all the whatever, the people who work for the city like, uh, that do city projects, that they're going to use electric leaf blowers, and you want to say, we're going to only contract people who are going to use green leaf blowers, right, or green, green outdoor tools, yeah. right? That's fine. At no point. And Inherently I'm not, like, this discriminatory. Is, this is outrageous, right? I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> it's nothing like that. But at no point should we be telling people what type of tools they have to use no, or man. can and can't use to fucking move the leaves in their yard. Yeah. What are we doing? And and the only way to do that will be to actively discriminate against oppressed minorities. Because. Well, that's why you have the buyback programs. Or the, <laughs> we're going to make sure we start up a buyback program with rebates on replacement purchases oh. for landscaping businesses and low income residents in Seattle. So, I mean, we're okay. woke it up at the same time. Double woke. Double woke. So, it's like when you get an egg with two yolks in it, it's a double woke. Ooh. It's a, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a double woke. It's a double woke. Double woke actions. Oh, yeah. Of course. Trademark Seattle. Uh, I do not. I strangely do not have an issue with the city of Seattle offering rebates uh, to exchange something like you want that. To incentivize it, like yeah. I, uh, that's fine. Like if yeah, if you want to have incentive programs like that, where if this is what you as a city want to do, I get it. I'm down enough with the with localism and local governance to I'm down with that. Uh, if my if our if our county wanted to do that i'm petitioning the hell out of saying no fuck you We're, right. you're not spending public funds on this but if the leaf blower tax credit yeah <laughs> and no i don't this whole yeah tax credits man tax credits are not <laughs> tax credit is the government's way of spending money and saying that they don't like oh yeah we're gonna do this but then we'll give you a tax credit <laughs> Fuck you. No, yeah. I want <laughs> fuck you. I want I want a Walmart style returns line where I could bring my receipt in and then get fucking cash money. I'll, actually I don't even want cash money because it's worthless at the end of the day. I want something of equal well, value. Of gold. Exactly. From when I bought this thing ten years ago and, and you know the IRS has got my fucking accounts. You could tell me exactly how much I paid for this. I want market value for the time I purchased this and equal return in value for something that you're making me do. With inflation. With inflation. Yeah. <laughs> this <coughs> this in $800 gold. in gold. That would be the way to do it right there. Give me some fucking gold. I, so, some money changer out there sprinkling <laughs> some nuggets. <laughs> it's got the scales up there weighing yes. it out. But whatever. Seattle's a fucking trash city, man. That's awesome. I, uh, These people are crazy. Speaking of uh, woke trashism, I got something for you real quick. Yeah. Um, this was a really fun story I saw. <laughs> nope, not that one. That one's really depressing. Um, wokeism oh, biting shit. you in the ass, right? Um, let me pull this up on the thing. A thing homelessness here. megaplex. Whoop. Are they talking about fucking Pendleton Place? They're talking about... Fucking assholes. <laughs> no, this is a new one. Bullshit city governments. So this is uh, in Seattle, right outside of the what they call now the Chinatown International District, because they can't call it Chinatown because that's too discriminatory. But the people... <laughs> we can call it the Chinatown International exactly. District. Exactly. It's the CID now. If you, as long as you make it an acronym, it's fine. But the people of the CID... Um, are pushing back against the city because they 
they are trying to expand a a what they call a homeless mega complex or a mega shelter yes. in their district, and they do not want it. How many people are going to live there? Let's see here. Let's just do a little yeah, reading. Let's read it. Uh, last week, concerned community members organized <laughs> a rally in China. Oh, you're going to love the language, by the way. In Chinatown International District, Hinghei Park. That drew mutual aid activists, NIMBYs, and Republicans to protest the temporary expansion. <laughs> I love this. Um, temporary expansion of an existing homeless shelter. The Soto Service Hub. So that's all. It, there's already an existing homeless shelter there. They just want to expand it. Okay. Uh, which some fear may bring more unhoused people and crime to the neighborhood. You don't say. And what... How right. is unhoused better than homeless? It's it sounds nicer, you know. It's been it's been means tested. It's been uh, it, what do they call that? The, yeah, the, yeah. It's been means tested. It it, it lands sounds better friendlier. with the with the voting Sells blocks better. that we want. Right wing keyboard warriors branded the shelter a homelessness <laughs> megaplex. This is from thestranger.com, by the oh, way. So God. I love it. And demonstrated, claimed the city, county, and King County Regional Homelessness Authority, the KCRHA, planned to planned the expansion without the without adequate outreach to the nearby China, Chinatown International District, which some say saw as racist, as Seattle's homelessness crisis of, officially turns seven years old Jesus this Christ. November. Wow. That's just when they officially called it a crisis. And if you guys aren't from here, it's fucking bad. It's super bad, it's man. bad. Super bad. It's uncomfortable. If you're not from Seattle, if you're not used to it, it's uncomfortable. Oh, dude, it's, yeah. Even if you are from Seattle, it's fucking uncomfortable. Uh, but let's see. The county officials dispute the protesters' claim and argue that the shelter expansion will actually alleviate visible homelessness in the area. Uh, classic King County leaving out Chinatown. I, I love it because it's just such a, like, they're calling out, like, right-wingers and NIMBYs and all this, but then also fucking on King County for being a bunch of racists. Um, in March, the county announced a $66.5 million plan to expand the 270-unit shelter that opened Damn. last summer. 270-unit shelter last summer. And expand it. That's Holy right. fuck. The plan pays... The plan pays to preserve the existing units and adds 150 units of the shelter in the area, including 40 high-capacity shelter beds and 40 to 50 tiny shelters. Oh, the county paid for the expansion son. with one-time federal funding, covering the cost for a five-year lease that the county does not anticipate renewing. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's talk about this, right? Okay, so holy shit. Let me tell you I thought why. You would like this. Let me tell you why it's so terrible. <laughs> let's start here. Walmart is subsidized. She'll stay a place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's start here. Obviously, we don't have any problem with anybody being homeless. It's none of my fucking business. I don't care if you want to be homeless, if you want to live in the woods, if you don't want to live in the woods, if you don't want to be homeless. None of, it's none of, none of it is any of my business. I don't care if you want to use drugs, if you want to do whatever. None of my business. I don't care. When you start to fuck with other people's things and you interfere with other people's businesses and you interfere with people's homes this is when it starts to become an issue right yeah, like if somebody if the if the state if you will in whatever iteration local city county decides to plop a a homeless shelter in a residential neighborhood yes that seems to be an issue so the idea of this is a great idea because obviously you don't want people to be homeless and seattle there's a we have gone over the issue before about like the zoning, single family housing and all this type of stuff. It's really weird the way they choose to do things in Seattle. So yeah. 
it the the idea of it is not bad at all to get people off the streets a place where they can be clean and have a place to go at night so they can have a job save some money and then get a house mm-hmm. that's a great idea right the issue the issue with places like this and why can use an example specifically of one that we have in a town near us called bremerton right i looked at a house on, on, a, on a street that was I did not know until we went there. That's why. I'm, that's why I mentioned it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Directly next to a facility called Pendleton Place, and this facility in Bremerton. Will Wallace knows what you're talking Will about. Will Wallace knows what I'm talking about. There was a track hoe demolishing homes in Camelot the other day, not far from me on Warren. Happens all the time. There was a homeless man on top of a building in our same complex two days ago when I got to work, and I had to stand there and speak with the police and stand there with Benito, a nice man that works in front of the building. It was horrific. There's at the the parks next to our building. There's, I mean, homeless people just all up in the foliage and everything. It's it's oh, horrific. Yeah. It's horrific, the state of the towns around us. So Pendleton Place, right? It is run partially by the mental health authority of Kitsap County, Kitsap Mental Health. That's what it's called, right? It's a facility underneath them. So it is for 74, 75, something like that, chronically homeless individuals for them to live there who also happen to be severely drug addicted or also mentally ill, but not so mentally ill that you would need to be locked up. They live there, right? Because that is the type of facility that it is, right? Because it's for people who are addicted, you're allowed to use drugs there. It's okay for you to use drugs there, which, again, I don't inherently have an issue with people using drugs. Uh, so really, so long as you're productive, but also if you're unproductive, it's not any of my issue as long as you're not interfering with my life. That's kind of a separate deal. But along with the drug use comes with all these other beautiful things like prostitution and drug dealing and ODing and things like that. And the core issue at all of that is that it's happening on the government dime. It's all happening with your tax dollars. This facility was built with your tax dollars. The people being housed there with your tax dollars. They're being paid for, resuscitated with your tax dollars. They're allowed to sell themselves in a government facility with your tax dollars. They're allowed to OD and use drugs in a government facility with your tax dollars. And they're allowed to ruin neighborhoods right next to it so you can't move your family in with your tax dollars. There's a beautiful house that was beautiful, amazing for me for me and my family to live in. More than enough bedrooms, more than enough space. It was a fantastic price. Huge basement for us to be able to build a studio in there so that Colin could come and see us and I didn't have to spend uh, 10 hours away from my family every other, every other week. There's a fucking homeless facility literally directly across the street. If you stand in the driveway and you duck down, you can see the back of Pendleton Place. The beautiful thing behind that is the government is so fucking inept that that's where they put it. It's right in the middle of a neighborhood, right off of the highway, miles away from all the other government facilities. Miles away from all the other government service facilities. And on top of it, the government has run so fucking poorly that it's understaffed. They're pulling people from other facilities to work there, and they have one security guard that's fucking walking around like every four hours. And to even add insult to injury from the government standpoint at that point, they are pulling money out of their own pockets because while they are dumping more taxpayer money into this situation, they are drastically reducing any property values within that vicinity, cutting back on their tax revenue. But hey, if it saves one life, Donovan. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> so Well that that this is that's why, fucked. This is why I am in favor of this type of shit being handled 
in the private sector. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if business does this, at least you're not fucking doing it with my tax dollars. I didn't have anything to do with this unless I donated to your business, right? Unless I donated to this thing that you are doing. And if you're going to build it there, I have an issue with this business, not with the fucking government that is forcibly taking money out of my fucking pocket. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're ruining, you're ruining the neighborhoods. You're ruining the area that people are trying to live in. It's, and it's all done with the fucking money that you're stealing from me on a weekly basis. And it's just, it's enough to break a person sometimes. <laughs> um, Your soul is feeling rather dejected right now. Well, let's do this real quick. Let's. So I don't blame these people for being upset that no. they want to expand this in their neighborhood, especially with how fucking horrific the homeless problem is in Seattle. Especially. That's some, that, those are real, those are real homeless people. Those yeah. are real those homeless are, people. Those yeah. aren't just people who just are down on their luck those are fucking real homeless people in seattle um so let's do this real quick because you You guys know what i mean you had brought up the point that uh you know maybe this is better handled by the private sector yes um the instant response to that is generally like well yeah so that way you know you you equate so like some evil business tycoon some evil capitalist can come in there like running a private prison and take advantage of all these disenfranchised people that have all these mental issues and they have drug addiction problems and they're just going to take advantage of them for profit what what are some ways maybe the private sector could get involved with um in in the industry of i guess addiction and and homelessness and things like that in your mind how could the private sector actually handle something like that right so a really easy way is to work with businesses in the area because obviously you get people off the street the first thing the business is going to do better if there mm-hmm. are less people on the streets the businesses are going to do better because there's going to be more foot traffic it's this that's obvious right after that there are like on a donation type basis right go around and talk to them talk to the business owners be like hey we want to do this thing could you offer yeah, some donations from and... from them from from regular people for, so yeah so mm-hmm. the first step obviously is fundraising right fundraising but i mean after you get people off the street the businesses will be happy about that because yes. they're going to do better yep. after that the door is open then for they they will likely be more willing to work with you on whatever program you want to do with even prior to that most businesses are happy to hire people who are ex-cons or have some type of shady past so long as they are on a corrective path to the future because they will get some type of government incentive from that they will get a some type of tax credit some type of something from that that is beneficial right or at the very least those a lot of those people are willing to work for lower wages or work apprenticeships because they're trying to get experience so they can get a better job right so the state is fond of relocating people the the state is fond of relocating people yes so that's that is a, a good first step to break into that is mm-hmm. to turn them into turn them into a workforce. I mean, to that, that's what you do to be productive. You yeah. find a job, you make money so that you can have a place to live. So and that's what actually helps. Pe- that's what changes people's lives is really is yes. gi- giving them ownership of, of their own destiny like that is by allowing them, especially somebody that, say, is like a, a felon or something like that, yes. that, that is going to have a hard time seeking employment in the free market by having something like that they'll be willing to take a lower wage like that to get job experience alone enough years of job experience after you become a felon kind of speaks for itself at that point you can't go work for the feds again maybe but you know if you got five years of good job history on a resume after you got you know out of 
whatever situation you were in. As a former business owner, I mean, like, I would have no problem with that. I've hired felons before right. because they they are not that they were they're not that person anymore. They have done their time. They did better right. and they went on to live very successful lives after that. And you start small, right? So if you start with a very small group of people and you fundraise the correct way, however, I don't I obviously don't know what the numbers would be, but you can even work with the businesses to subsidize the salaries of those people. So the yeah. businesses are only paying half of the salary and you are paying the other half mm -hmm. for a X period of time until they reach whatever the 90-day threshold of whatever, um, what, are, what do they call that? A probation period, right? Yeah, There's yeah, a, yeah. We'll, we'll give them a 90-day probation period where you pay half their salary, we'll pay half their salary, and if you like like them at the end of that, you hire them on full time, and we'll call it good. And then we'll continue to house them this whole, you know, until they have enough to get an apartment. We'll help them get an apartment. We'll get them squared away. Um, yeah, that seems very, very simple. Uh, yeah, know? it does. Uh, and the the positive, one of the very positive aspects of the private sector spearheading this is the private sector has an incentive because they have investors they have fundraisers they have people who've given them money they have incentive to actually to get to get the job done right yeah with with the government there is there every year there's going to be money as mm -hmm. long as you have spent those dollars you're going to get the same amount of money if not more when the next budget is drawn up if you have to fundraise every single time that you need more money if you are reliant on people giving you money and not a government dole you have to produce mm -hmm. you have to show that what you are doing works or else people stop giving you money people will not give you any more funds for you to work with and your your business will fold yeah and the the government has no such incentives. I, sorry, I mean to mm -hmm. cut you off, but the government has no such incentive to actually show that it can be productive. Yeah. And now there's a couple of challenges that I see in this because I've thought about this at, at some length at some point. But um, most of the because the private sector does have certain institutions, if you will, that attempt to do this. Right. But they generally they generally work in a charity type business model, right? A yeah. nonprofit organization where most of the time corruption runs rampant and then very little is ever actually achieved, right? And so the real challenge there is how to go about this in a in not a nonprofit fashion and a and do it in a some some form of a for profit business. Because that truly gives that market incentive to, to <clears throat> continue to thrive and to continue to do better. And I've always envisioned something along the lines of like a um, s some kind of, we'll just say manufacturing is, I mean, make manufacturing is house. Yeah. yeah. Make some, make some kind of product in house to be able to offset that while you're also having, so you get the work experience at the facility, you get, um, you know, and then you're, at the same time you're doing that, maybe that's like the first step you do that. And then you start branching out to work on right. the outside to these other businesses. And, and then the whole thing just kind of builds off of itself. And so that there is some kind of financial incentive for investment to come in. And there are other, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I was just going to say, because that would allow you, it would allow you to start at a, at a bigger, at a bigger base because right. to build a for-profit company like that, you're it's going to be a real real hard if not impossible thing to do out of like a fucking garage or a warehouse at right. some point to start from scratch with like we found a couple homeless people now we're gonna build shirts mm. right you know but like a fucking a 
a, sh a custom shirt press business, I feel like is probably a good thing to do. Some screen printing type shit, and you right. get out there and you get in contact with like uh, the local schools and sports teams and kind of that kind of shit. And then you get in and you know, then the, the school community well, shit. Yeah. yeah, you get yeah. involved on the community level like that, and then you get some kind of realistic thing going on that just builds and builds and builds. And next thing you know, you have a a, a positive draw to solve a, a like a local problem like that yeah so yeah there you go homelessness is problems but we there are solutions that are that are not the government going in to people's fucking communities and just plopping a new facility there yeah there there are ways to do it if people get fucking creative so that's that's a local story Check. yeah no i like it that was good that was a good one um, the only other one that I have has to do with Jay Inslee, right? And I have it uh, from a particular angle. So Jay Inslee, our governor, was one of three governors that took on the emergency powers with no defined end date. Um, <clears throat> and that's because we are one of three states in which the governor defines when emergency orders begin and end. So Riddle me that one. Yeah, so Jay Inslee... Um, announced uh, this from September 8th, so two weeks ago, that he was going to finally end his emergency powers at the end of October. And the story that I have here and that I sent you is from Dory Monson, actually. And <clears throat> Dory Monson is a prominent um, local conservative radio talk show host, and he... Let's see. This was said in my August 25th on air prognostication. I forecasted that Inslee would let the powers go right about the time ballots go out. And he's going to try and play it for some kind of electoral advantage on his part. Inslee's logic, as I'm imagining the governor thinking to himself, is look at what I and my Democrat party have done. And now finally things are so great that I'm relinquishing my emergency powers. And then he's hoping voters will think the Democrats don't really stink that bad. So <laughs> I did not consider the timing of it, which seems very foolish to me now. Right. I just was like, thank God it's finally thank god it's finally happening right. you know celebrate because um, yeah, it could happen at any time again yeah uh, but it'll be the climate crisis next we've questioned many 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 times why is this still happening the last time that i when i've referenced this many times last time i remember i remember him being pressed on it his answer was well most of my emergency orders have been rolled back anyway so i don't really know what the big deal is you know <laughs> i don't see what the issue is like it doesn't seem like it's really that tyrannical that i have emergency powers but um, I'm a good king. Yeah. That's so, why. So, but the timing does seem very interesting, right? That yeah. we are closing in on the midterms and now it, because literally August 31st, I think, is when he's going to give up his emergency powers. The last day of August, <sighs> which is eight days before the election. Sus. So. Wait, wait. Run those dates by me again. October 31st is okay. when he ends it. The voting day is November 8th. Mm. So it's Dude. eight days before the nine days, however okay. you want to count it. You know, eight, nine, I don't know. I don't It's People yeah. always do it weird, right? If you're going to count the nights or the days or the whatever, I don't know. So, um, Deborah, Deborah's here. Deborah's here. Thank um, you for joining us. So this, I think, I want to just talk about this for very briefly. Yes. Because this is a, a local story that, is directly part of the midterm situation um, because this is a, a local and very important um, midterm election. 
and that is particularly the election that's going on for our state senator. Um, Patty Murray is the sitting state senator of Washington State, and she has, she is about as an establishment Democrat as can be. I think she is about number three in the, so. in the hierarchy of um, of power in the Democratic Party, right I behind saw. every <laughs> picture now of her. I mean, Chuck, and Chuck Schumer. Schumer, she's in the background now. She's always I saw, there. Uh, I saw a YouTube ad for her yesterday when I was doing my research. She's fucking Is she talking about around. abortion? I haven't seen it. No, any. no. The hits were that um, what she healthcare costs and she did shit for the climate and something else that after that I was like no one fucking cares about that I no turned way. to Jordan I said no one fucking cares about that yeah. and then it was pictures and videos of her walking down the street you know with like a old large man with a beard like he looked like who was a tradesman in his oh, day you yeah. know shaking his hand the old like, union worker looks at the camera on accident oh and then blah 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 and then she's <laughs> standing with a bunch of people who are in hard hats and stuff they all happen to be women so you know how many uh, manufacturing facilities like like uh like industrial manufacturing facilities are only women, right? You know, it's, it happens all the time. Yeah, um, like all of them, obviously. Yeah, I mean. Very, very dirty, you know, and they're like laughing and having a good time. And like, oh, we're so happy you're our senator. Oh, my God. I, yeah. It's so terrible. I, I'm going to have to look that up because I was very curious. I was like, how is because she's going to have to run. Right. Yeah. She has to run because she has a serious contender now from the Republican Party. A gal named Tiffany Smiley. We've talked about her before on the show. Husband got um, blown up into whoa. Yeah, he got he got blown up, and he is the only legally blind serving army officer or something like that now. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That was that was part of that deal, and you know, legally blind. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is. Yeah, he's, he's totally he's blind. blind or legally blind. I'm. F I mean, when you see, he's blind. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's not like he's going to go try to pass the DMV test. You know what I, I mean? just mean some people. Like, <laughs> some people are legally blind because, can yeah, you, they got to. still, the, like, the, see the, shit, you I, know? And I'm pretty sure he cannot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really put it that way. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yes, this uh, the reason this is important is because with the midterms coming, and what we'll get into in part two is, is I think, the seriousness of it. Because there's that. This is not, we've heard a lot of talk about red wave and so on and so forth. And that's not, I don't think, the, truly the case. We, we yeah. might end up seeing one, but there are very important elections happening in a, essentially a month. And it is very important that people get out there and vote because somebody like Tiffany Smiley has a, they actually have a, they say they're, she's within striking distance of, of Senator Murray. And when you think about that in Washington state, the polling numbers right now put her within six points of Patty Murray, depending on which poll you look at. This is a um, Trafalgar group, um, pretty big pollster like that. Okay. They've got her uh, sitting at 46.3%, Patty Murray at 49%. Undecided are the toss-up. I mean, this is potentially a toss-up race. Whoa. And when you put that on balance with that fucking piece of shit governor that we have finally given up his dictatorial powers, a portion of them because he's still the governor and has as much power as he wants, but because um, all he's got to do shit. is declare an emergency. Um, this is this is real. This could happen if people get out there and they fucking vote. We I, we got a Tiffany Smiley fucking yard sign out in our woke ass neighborhood. This is a good deal, man. This could happen. 
and it is very, very important. But there, ooh, the <laughs> there's been a, there's also been a lot of talk about. Ooh, they're going to debate. They are going to debate. There's been a ooh. lot of candidates right now, which we'll get in. We'll touch on a lot of them in the Midterms. next part that are refusing to debate each other. I'll tell uh, you who's prettier. A word. Tiffany Smiley is not hard God, to look at. we are misogynistic. <laughs> I am the worst. Jordan's going to oh, listen wait. to this and be like, oh, you're, you're a piece of Jesus shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, that's what matters, huh? So wait, prettier. wait until we talk about that, uh, the hopefully future congresswoman from New Hampshire, 25-year-old gal that just won primary. Um, I saw a picture of that gal, I think. Yep, 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 yep. I'm down to see a closer-up one. Um, so I, it got me thinking. They have agreed to two debates. Right That's and um, happening on. <laughs> Don't be saying that. That is hot. I'm here for it. <laughs> so we have the first one taking place Sunday, October 23rd, and the other one on Tuesday, October 25th. Uh, first two days apart. Yes, two days apart. First question in my mind, right? The vote is technically in November, right? Yes. Um, but we are. Pigs, a, she says. Pigs. <laughs> but we are a mail-in ballot state. When do the ballots go out? When can you start to vote? Uh, well, you can start voting October 21st. It's oh, the start of the 18-day no. voting period. So people will be casting ballots before the, before the debates. This is a problem for me. This is a huge problem for me. We're pushing the debate to the very, very last minute right. in a state where you can vote before the fucking debates, man. You can vote before the debates. This seems incredibly anti-democratic for yeah, a very weird. democratic state. The, the democracy is so sacred, Governor. This is a problem. And that's happening right here in our state. And I, I know for a fact it's going to be happening in other states. And people vote early here. Word. People you get that thing in the early. you get that thing in the mail. You just check, 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 mail yeah. it in. How many people are going to be tuning into these fucking debates? Probably not a lot. This is potentially one of the biggest Senate races in the country. This is real to to take really out somebody like it. number yeah, because they I mean they see Washington State as like a safe state, but from Trafalgar Group, who is not a Republican friendly polling group. Not to mention you factor on, we're, we'll talk about it later in part two, too, that uh, um, Nate Cohen of uh, New York Times kind of saying, like, a lot of these pollsters haven't adjusted their models. Right. And the numbers are probably still off, leaning Democrat. This race could be way closer than we think. It's already fucking close. Do you know We could else? unseat the number three Democrat in the Senate. And nobody's talking about it. Another reason they're talking about it, <clears throat> she's not like a... A MAGA Republican. She's not know? like she's Super MAGA. A, yeah. She knows where she's at. She's yeah. in Washington. That's not going to win you a seat. And I've heard her clips of her being asked about, like, you know, do you think that the election was legitimate? And she's like, I, like Joe Biden, I do believe Joe Biden is the president. Yeah. They're trying to pin her into a real, like, I want you to yeah. say exactly these words. And yeah. it's a weird game that, it's fucked that up. journalists play with candidates that's like you didn't answer my question correctly if you don't restate my question back to me as the answer even yeah. if what i'm saying to you is the answer like joe biden is the president i'm not gonna open up a conversation with you about the questions i have about the election integrity because that's fucking foolish on the radio but i you know oh, yeah and especially in your state where right. it's been historically a you know a mail-in ballot state for a long time but 
it's it is i don't think she got any of the the democratic funding for her campaign like a lot of the other mega candidates did like mr joe kent and shit which try to find a poll on that motherfucker can't find it joe kent yeah I, i'm curious about that one he's looking but, good though right for his uh... i think so yeah i mean he, he won the primary so you know kicked out an establishment gal so we'll see but yeah, this is one I just wanted to touch on it as kind of to lead us into part two before we take the break, because uh, midterms are coming, man, and you know me, I'm I'm about as I'm I'm a pretty staunch anarchist, but I I recognize the system that we currently live in, and right. this this shit is very 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 important. If you have any hopes, if we have any hopes in saving what is left of the republic and reclaiming any territory that we have, this is the only way to do it right now. So you got to get out there and vote. You got to talk to your fucking friends and get out and make sure they're doing the same shit. Even if they think it's all fucking corrupt and they're going to steal your election. Well, guess what, man? All these people have been winning primaries already. Yeah. Even if they're fight, they're going to fight tooth and nail. Every fucking, every goddamn election, <clears throat> every side is trying to fuck the other side over whatever way they can. The only way to do that is to be fucking undeniable. So get out there, be undeniable with that. I think we'll wrap up part one. Fuck yeah. Be undeniable, people. We'll be back in a few minutes with part two. Thank you. And we're back. Thank you for joining us, everybody. This is part two, Salt of the Streets podcast, episode 133. Woo. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. Thank you again for joining us. You've been watching us on our YouTube over here at Salt of the Streets. We also have our Instagram, YouTube. We just said that. Patreon, all at Salt <laughs> of the Streets. Go there to the Patreon. Sign up. Help us make more, better content just like this. We also have the newsletters, the book club, the beer shows. All those beautiful things. The beer shows are at 4 o'clock, 4.30. 4.30. on Pacific Friday, time. Pacific Standard Time on Friday afternoons. The newsletters come out on the last day of the month. The review preview for the book clubs on the first day of the month. Go there. Find all of that information. Like I said, help us make more, better content just like this. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com. William Wallace, welcome back. Thank you very much. This segment is brought to you by Location Skate Shop. Not, not an ad, but that is who it is brought to you by Location Skate Shop in downtown Bremerton. If you are in the local area or anywhere near this and you need a skateboard, go there. Plant just fell over because of the dog. But, um, so, but that is it as far as. Yeah, see, this go. is why I say Pacific time, um, Pacific daylight time. I don't, there's the PDT, the PST. I just, I just say now Pacific because I'm too stupid to realize what period of time we're in. It's, it's Pacific time. It's three hours less than the West Coast. So what if or East Coast? So if it's seven thirty on the East Coast, it's four thirty here. Why Pacific Daylight Time and not Pacific Standard Time? Because we're in because we're in Daylight, daylight Savings. Time. Yeah, and so Boo, whenever they, Daylight Savings. Amen, amen to that. So uh, yeah, so whenever we get to that point where we go, when we fall back, um, we'll then be then, then it'll be Standard Time. But Jeez. but I can never. I always second guess and question myself, so I just call it pacific time because that just that's whatever whatever time it's supposed to be yeah that's what time it is but it's 4 30 that's the point to everybody. save yourself from nitpickers like william wallace oh, oh come plant. on william wallace the plant in wally right there's you've seen the movie wally the uh, Disney yes movie, it's wally. Been, a, been a hot minute but. so wally finds it's all fucking dumb he Amen. finds <laughs> the plant and that's what eva is looking for the white robot yeah. is looking for the plant the whole time and then in, when they're in the ship, the Axiom, the autopilot comes down, and that's like the bad guy is the autopilot. Are you and, the captain? Um, and the autopilot says to Wally at one point, he says, give me the plant in like his robot voice. And 
Dax, you know, he gives us all names all the time, different whatever movie he's talking about at the time. It's just always whatever. So <clears throat> I am regularly called the captain, the captain of the Axiom. He is Wally. Jordan is Eva. And then when Reason was born, she became the plant. Oh. And yes. And one time he walked up and he said, give me the plant. And ever, <laughs> ever since then, yeah, ever since then, I have I've called it the plant. That's like, she's been the plant. So that's if when they come into work if you hear me talk about the plant or yes i am talking about the baby it was hilarious so oh well she is growing so yes they got that come yeah i call her the plant and he says no she's not the plant she's just whatever you know she's just the baby sis or just whatever he wants to call her at that time like no way she's gonna be the plant forever give me yeah. the plant yeah she's gonna be fucking god that's too much 25 and i'm still gonna be calling that bitch the plant that's right yeah <laughs> she's not even gonna understand but what do you talking about the plan bro. yeah you remember that classic film that disney yeah. did it's a disney classic now it's yeah. the neo classics yeah no i'll come home still from work give me the plant give me the plant give me the plant mm. yeah oh my god that's too funny yeah you are such a white picket fence motherfucker now here we are man. you and your little nuclear family yeah i know you balanced you got the balanced children you know you got the boy the girl you got the dog. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll crack another one off. What's in a up, nineteen fifties? We'll, we'll unbalance ourselves again. So okay, so here we go. Yeah, we, let's we get have the beers a, going. We have a decision to make. We have the paddle captain. Ooh, okay. We have nature calls, Ooh. which the mountain IPA. That's, that's just, yeah, they're all IPAs First of some kind. The and then we have this one, uh, my favorite name, profuse juice. Um, let me go. You afraid of the juice, bro? I'm not afraid of the juice. So there's I plenty more juice. Yeah, I didn't want to take it from you. I'll go with Nature Calls. <laughs> 2.5 kids. There you go. There we go. Ah. Will Wallace, don't lie. You got about 30 right now, and you know it. There we go. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Oh, okay. I don't want to do this. I'm going to fuck it up again. Yesterday, I cheated on the beer show. I took a, I did a bottle. I, I, I don't that. have a problem pouring a bottle out. I saw that. I watched this morning. We went and looked at a house yesterday, so I couldn't watch live. That is a nice pour. Yeah, that went well. Nice. Look at that, everybody. Only seven. <laughs> seven. Only seven. Good color. <laughs> that's a lot of. That's a lot of kids. It smells like it still smells like it's gonna be nice and tart. Yeah. Nice and bitter. It's good. It's gonna gonna have some piney essence in there. Mm -hmm. Nature is indeed calling. I'm excited about this profuse juice. Yeah, good, solid. Yep, solid. Yep. Solid. Like All a right. tiny bit of citrus on the end. Ooh, yeah, nice. Maybe like some, maybe some grapefruit or something. I'm, this is a problem. I'm, Ooh, it's yeah. going all over. <laughs> <laughs> it's going all over, he says. I don't understand why that happened. Yep, this, right, this good. Is, this is disappointing. I'm just putting this down. That's now. rough, bro. It, it's been a thing lately. I don't know. I don't know why that happens. I turned the can sideways oh. because it's supposed to be a. Uh, Cheers. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to mine eventually, after the fucking six inches of suds goes down. Oh, I'm a disgrace to beer drinkers everywhere. Okay, so... It looks like I pissed myself. <laughs> Part two today, we are talking about, we're taking a trip back to classic Salt of Streets, and we're talking about some traditional politics and things, essentially stuff that is going to be talked about in the midterms, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what's being talked about in the news right now. That is where all the stories are are being focused. So... We got a whole slew of things um, that... And before we get going, um, everybody in the chat, what is your biggest issue when yes. it comes to the midterms? Let us know. Yes. What is your 
Yeah, that's a good one. No glug glug, Deborah says. No glug glug. No glug glug. What about water, Deborah? Can I do that? So. Yeah, I know. It's it was a, it was spilling all over me, so I got nervous and I just dumped it, and then the glugs went everywhere. Yeah, it was a problem. Yeah. So, what's so, your main focus in the election? What's yeah. the biggest issue for you in for you in your mind? That's very interesting, Colin. What's your biggest issue in the election? Do you think it's the economy? Stupid. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Basically, it's yeah. you know, honestly, I I think I probably have a different perspective on it than most people. I'm kind of a um the when it comes to like our local, the down ballot stuff uh, gets more interesting because when it like the school board type elections, that level, the county commissioners and stuff like that, I need to do the research on the individuals because whether they decide to put a D or an R behind their name doesn't really matter. I need to I need to see what their background is and how that's going to concern like development and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but when you go up ticket federal offices state offices like that it's basically in this area it's kind of generally safe for me to go as long as he's not a democrat that's fine because this state is so unbalanced when it comes to that i just the more r's you have in there are when it comes to like our state house and shit our republicans that are in office are a, they're just a waste of space Yes. But it's still a numbers game at that point. So that's what I'm I'm looking at for me there because uh, – but on the Fed level, you know, I don't have any faith that the Republicans will do much better. But right now we're on a, a pretty destructive path with uh, the just continual, continual spending and devalu devaluing of my hard-earned money. And the Democrats have no problem continuing that path. And I, I, I need to do what I can to, to stop that. And would, that would just be a numbers game, too. They need to lose power. Yeah. Because that shit needs to stop. Because I don't like my dollar today being worth less tomorrow. I would almost rather nothing happen on a federal level as far as, like, legislation and stuff yeah. than for more of the same type of thing to happen yeah. if this is what is going to happen. I'd settle for nothing. Yeah. Give me another do-nothing Congress. Yeah. I would appreciate that. That would be nice. Yep. Williams, they're all corrupt. Deborah says economy. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think that's probably yeah, probably pretty close to the number one for good. most people, you know? I think that makes a lot of sense about the local stuff we've talked before. Many people have – most people have talked before um, that, you know, COVID showed us all um, – how important those smaller offices are specifically the commissioners and stuff mm -hmm. like that the people who are on your county health board and whatnot those people are the ones that decided when your towns closed or stayed open they they just made all those decisions they just chose on the mask mandates they chose on all of that type of stuff not a fan huh uh, you know i just uh i just i just i just i don't know <laughs> i don't know about this one <laughs> it's not sold the profuse juice it's a hazy ipa yeah it's just I don't know. There's, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, was that contact haze that Illusion makes? Okay, it's a really hazy one too, and it yeah. seems, I don't know, something seems off. It's not crisp. It's, it's kind of I don't know, I don't know. Like it's not bad, bad, but it's not what I want in an IPA anymore. I'm not. It's kind of gray. There's like a grayness to it. Yep. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like I'm not into that. I like this. Uh, Joseph says, I'm with Colin and Deborah. Economy, but crime is definitely a close second. That's a big deal right now. That's yep. a big deal. Crime is also, it's up there, man. Especially if you live anywhere near a city. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's shit. Even around here. 
fucking crime's going nuts, man. Yeah. I was talking to with uh, a guy at the the bar last night, uh, yesterday. I met a dude for lunch, and one of his uh, friends owns a local grocery store. Uh, I think you can imagine which one. And uh, it's got a problem with a, uh, a a loiterer, if you will, coming in and hanging out at the store. And he sits up on like the outside display thing and plays his guitar and shit. But he's all fucking strung out on something. And uh, the you know knows the the guy's family, so tries to get in contact with them, and they can't do anything about it. So cops have to come. And then he, you know, at the end of the day, all they can really do is ask him to leave. And so he goes out on his way and. Starts walking down the street and yelling at nobody and taking his shirt off and walking around. And, I mean, you see more and more of those dudes. There's a guy, I, I, I'm telling you about it this week. There's a guy I pass every single day at right. some point. And he's walking on the side of the street, you know, obviously generally in the same outfit. You know, smoking something and walking with his shirt off. Just looking all disheveled and screwed up. And, and there's no shortage of that anymore. Cops yeah. are running around. I mean, you get... Local stories about massive drug crime happening all over the place, man. It's in this town. More homeless people around. Like, crime's, it's it's big around here. In this small fucking little town that we live in, it, it's happening, man. Look at Illinois safety law coming in 2023. Yeah, that's, is that like a, it's like a cashless bail type of deal, if I recall. I, I haven't really looked into it too much. I remember Tim, Tim Poole has talked about it on the IRL show for a couple times, but see yahoo news <clears throat> your turn crime to run rampant in illinois if safety act not repealed um, oh, repealed this is from saturday september 17th keeping people safe is one of the basic responsibilities of government tragically under a new law set to go into effect january 1st 2023 in illinois criminals including violent offenders will have a lot more rights and police and prosecutors will be severely undermined in their ability to do their jobs putting families across illinois at risk how did we get here? During the final hours of the 2021 lame duck session, Illinois Democrats rammed through anti-police pro-criminal legislation, which Governor Pritzker then signed into law. The Democrats' so-called Safety Act contained many controversial provisions. The new law abolishes cash bail, makes it more difficult for prosecutors to charge a defendant with felony murder, adds further requirements for no-knock warrants, gives judges the ability to deviate from mandatory minimum sentencing requirements, makes changes to the three strikes law, and decreases mandatory supervised release terms, among other changes. One of the most controversial aspects of the bill was the numerous changes and additional requirements if it places on Illinois law enforcement officers. The law creates a new felony offense of law enforcement misconduct, creates an anonymous complaint policy, makes changes to use of force in making arrests, duty to render aid, and duty to intervene. Um, yeah, I would have to see more about this. Um, Joseph says, fittingly dubbed the purge law. Yeah. Um, there's obviously some things about this that are not good. Violent people should not be around other people. Um, if people are found guilty of crimes, they probably shouldn't be released early. That's not good. I mean, we see it happen um, a lot in, uh, like New York City. Yeah. A lot of violent criminals, they get arrested and then they're released the next day. Yeah, we there just was saw that the case. guy that just did the shooting and he streamed on Facebook Live. He yeah. got released early from, like, a... I don't want to get it wrong. I believe it was an aggravated assault charge, but he got released early from it and then mm -hmm. went out and fucking shot like nine people and streamed yeah. it all on Facebook Live. So There was that guy um, who attacked the, I think he was running for 
governor against Kathy Hochul in New York. And that shit's, I think, it's or something happening like that. more and more and more and more. People yeah. are getting released early. Um, there's a, a lot of shit about this that I think maybe I we may not agree on because um, we've talked a lot about no-knock warrants and stuff like that. Um, the way that police interact with people a lot of times is not good. Um, there's, I, I would be interested to look into this in a future episode and talk about it. Oh, yeah. um, I would be very interested Let's to do throw that. throw that because, on the docket. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that up, Joseph. That's, that's good. I like that a lot. So yeah, I think that's, but I'd want to do more research into it yeah. before I fucking, you know, cause the, just at, like even one aspect of it, the concept of like a, uh, a cashless bail type of thing where, there's obviously problems that exist within the justice system where if you get hemmed up for some bullshit, you know, drug crime or something like that, you know, you have to sit in jail for a number of days while you have not had, you're not going to get a speedy trial, you're not doing this, you're hemmed up for no reason, your your rights are being violated for something that was a total nonviolent crime, or you can put up 50 grand. That's not okay. Right. Whereas, you know, when somebody's talking about where we're talking about a violent crime, I'm like, you maybe, maybe you, maybe you forfeit that for a minute. And yeah, okay. You, you obviously infringed on someone else's rights. Right. So we get to infringe on yours for a while, but we still need that speedy trial, so on and so forth. But I think it's, there's definitely a lot of good conversation to be had there. But as we've seen in a lot of major cities, a blanket just like, yeah, no, no, no cash right. was stuff. That has deleterious consequences, and literally people die. It's not good. But, yeah, I'd, let's throw that on the docket for some time. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. Um, and to answer your original question about what the biggest issue would be, yeah. Um, yeah. on a local level, what? man, I really I want to say guns um, because of how – hostile our state has been to to gun rights mm-hmm. in the last few years uh, but yeah as i look for house and stuff like that being the only income like the economy is a big deal the amount of money that we're spending on things the f- crime thing is is big um having to deal with shit at work even in a small capacity you know what i'm saying having to like deal with the cops to deal with a homeless person who's fucking climbing on other buildings like i shouldn't have to do that at work you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I shouldn't. I really shouldn't have to deal with that at no. work. It doesn't seem like it should be an issue. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, bosses were very very thankful for your your presence and all that. But at the same time, you got a really good point. You shouldn't have to be dealing with that. That's that's a big no, issue, man. Because what if it had been worse? You know, what if the police didn't show up right when I got there? What if I did have to intervene with that person? Like, what if it did get worse? Yeah. You know, what if he was you know. Yeah. Out of his mind and violent. Yeah. Kyle made some, and it was joking, so I'm not like talking shit, but Kyle, you know, made a comment about, um, you know, he said, you know, my dad said that he was like really thankful that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Kyle said, he's like, oh, Donner's probably hoping they could fucking pull that strap, you know? And I was like, no. I was like, I mean, like, obviously, like, that's the, the last thing I want to do is have to pull my gun. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, I kept it on me, and I would be fucking lying if I didn't rack one of the fucking chamber before I went out there because who knows what's going to happen. And Benito's like, he's walking around with a metal pole in his hand. So, um, but I also chose not to interact with him because I don't know how different it's going to be between when he saw the police officers, the first thing he did is put his fucking hands up. If he sees me, who, it's not going to be the first thing he does. Put his yeah. hands up, you know. Yeah. So, 
and then you get hemmed up for putting yourself in that situation. It's not my, it's not my property. It's not my business. Like my yeah. like the actual company is not my business. I don't have any reason to. It's different if he's on my property and I yeah. discharge a firearm. That's a completely different thing than if I'm at my place of work and I discharge a firearm. That's yeah. those are completely Very different, different situations. You yeah. know, you're not. We've seen this with fucking Kyle Rittenhouse. All those people. You're not allowed to go to a business that you don't know. She's in there brushing okay. her teeth and stuff. Um, it's you're not allowed to go to someone's business and just start shooting people because you're like, oh, well, I'm defending the business. It doesn't work like that. No. Even if you work there, even if it doesn't matter, you're not allowed to do that. Not your you property. Know? So I shouldn't, and I'm not like I shouldn't have to deal with this in America, but I shouldn't be in a situation like that. And that's no, no one else's fault but the ineptitude of our local government that they've created a situation and contrived a situation. Seemingly, it feels purposefully right. I can't I can't attribute malice or intention to them but it certainly mm. feels intentional that this is they're letting this get to this point yeah um well that's the reality it, it shouldn't be like this no it shouldn't and that's that's it's a very valid valid feeling i think that's a good having that having that uh i don't know the impact you know the the governmental impact like that actually impact your your everyday life like that is, is a very powerful thing to do. And that's that's why generally, you know, when people say, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah. Because that it in, it kind of indirectly affects everybody directly. You know, it's nobody's one fault, but everybody buys groceries. Everybody's got to spend money and stuff like that. But when you talk to crime, it can be very ethereal until somebody real you know, until you have to deal with it on your own. You're like, why shouldn't I have to? I fucking pay taxes so I don't have to deal with this. I pass 30 cops on the road every day, so I don't have to deal with this. Why am I fucking dealing with this? Because the people in power aren't doing their goddamn job, obviously. So it's going to be a higher priority in my voting situation. Yeah. Yes, William Wallace, I understand that. I have my... I just wasn't going into multiple hypothetical situations about... Yeah. Like, I, I understand that. If, if I... My point is in like a defense situation, and that's again why I didn't want to go too hypothetical. Because of course, in self defense, that's yeah, why I don't yeah. want to dig into it. But it's, <laughs> you right. know, from being a police officer, if I'm shooting someone at my house, it's different than shooting somebody at my place of business. Those mm -hmm. are two different things. If I don't own that business, if I just work for that business, it's different than if I'm in my house. Yeah. So that's all. That's the only point that I'm making is that they're different situations. Yeah. Uh, so and that's not one you want to get involved in. No, no, I don't. I, nor should so, you have to. Right. Right. And that's my point. And I was when I was talking to the other guy, Nacho, that works up front, um, we was like talking about all the homeless people, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I grew up in this town. And I know when I was in high school, I lived in East Bremerton by the fucking Burger King and shit over the fairgrounds. And I walked Whoa. from from there all the way to the other side of town at four in the morning to the college and i didn't give a single fucking thought to it and there's no way i wouldn't do that now as a grown man nor would i be happy or comfortable with my 17 year old son having done that when he was in high school you know i yeah. would be wildly uncomfortable with that mm -hmm. but at 17 i didn't i never even considered that it would be a problem at all and i didn't have even one questionable situation on the way there it's multiple miles through town yeah not even a single thought yeah now you would have multiple sketchy situations at 4 30 in the morning walking from one side of bremerton to the other yep multiple oh yeah multiple yeah it's not it's and that's a tough call too because when it comes to like the electoral process in that situation there's multiple fronts that you need to look at right there's sheriffs are elected right and in a place like 
city of Bremerton, obviously, there's city elections, and if you live in that city, you're going to be dealing with that. But when you're not, the the wider county law enforcement, that's a sheriff election. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to pay attention there. You got to pay attention to the people that write the policies for the sheriffs to enforce. It, it goes up a few tiers, and all that shit comes down to the local elections like right. that. And so that's the the issue set. Identifying your issue set is one one tier right and then you got to you got to figure out okay how do i affect that tier right and then you got to build up from that what what elected offices are impacting this situation that makes me want to do this here if i if it's the economy obviously it's various aspects of all sorts of different levels you know what i mean but but when it comes to like local crime there's a there's a tier that you got to look at and go up that route you know like for me i talked about county commissioners and stuff i'm very uh, I guess maybe one of the sub issues in my economic thing is like the housing situation. I think that's a really bad. We have a serious problem with housing. Everybody's got a problem with housing right now, and that's due to mismanagement and all sorts of things like that. And it, a lot of that starts at the county commissioner level and goes up through there. Right. And so that's why some of those races I got to watch out for and pay attention to because I I own a house. That's I'm I'm good with that. I like the fact that my house is worth a decent amount of money. But at the same time, what I don't want, say, like my mortgage payment to rise because my fucking property tax continues to skyrocket for no fucking reason while right. nobody else can buy a house. Like, I don't like that fact. The fact that there's more homeless people around, the fact that people are getting priced out of the housing markets and it like all that stuff has, which is why I end up looking at like those county commissioner spots. Yeah, you've seen some of the shit ass houses that I've looked for. Oh, dude, the houses that are reasonably the market stuff, bro, horrific, and mortgage rates are rising. Yeah, which is both a good and a bad as far as a buyer is concerned. You you got to spend more money in your mortgage, which ideally you can refi once everything bounces back and get your money. But and then, but at that point, then the prices start to drop in the housing market, which. You know, I mean, you talked boss man and stuff like back in when those people were buying houses, the fucking interest rates were like, what, in their teens or 20? Yeah, some Daniel crazy told shit? me that he bought his house at 12% interest, his first house, 12%. Yeah. But the house is also like Tim said, I think he we bought We just his jumped house up, to, I think, like, six now. Tim said his house cost 60 grand when he bought it, though. Yeah. Not, not the one he lives in now, but yeah, the yeah, first yeah. house he bought cost 60 grand. Well, they literally can't buy a house for $60,000. They yeah. don't exist, you know? You could maybe buy a mobile home for $60,000, yeah. maybe. And the wage was not... No. It, <laughs> the no, it was the ratio between what no. you earned and the price of it's a house so different. Was, yeah. is so different now, it's not even funny. I told you about Dave trying to talk to me about when he was buying houses. Like, yeah. hey, these are not even close to the same fucking thing. Like, yeah. I don't even want to talk to you about this. Because you made fucking $7 an hour and you were like, this is awesome. Exactly. Like, so I, like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, <laughs> it's so different. It's so different. Oh, man. I could make five times that, and I still wouldn't be able to buy a house. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. It's they're Literally. so different. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's tough out there, man. That's it's, and that's why. You, let's just for, let me ask you this question real quick. Yeah. Um, as it pertains to midterm three, let me ask you this this week. Right. This is very topic dependent. Um, does this midterm feel markedly different than any other midterm we've lived through? We've done a couple shows through midterms. This one feels so. more important. The this other feels ones like a presidential like, election, right? The other ones feel like they didn't matter at all. Right. And maybe it's because everything is nationalized now. Everything is nationalized. And there's so many levels to that. Part of it is because so 3.725 in 2014 
That's what I'm saying. So, I'm okay with my mortgage. <coughs> Word. Yeah, they're like six and a half percent or something like that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had an article from local stories that we didn't get to that the from Redfin, the average <coughs> interest rate for mortgages is up to 6.03 or some shit like that. Yeah. And that's on average, which is yeah. better than most people will get. We'll put it that way. Right. It's funny how the average works like that. Yeah. Yeah, so everything is nationalized. Part mm -hmm. of it is the level of topics that we're dealing with, right? Um, so many people are, their big issues are things like Roe v. Wade, right? Dobbs is a huge thing, what's going on. The economy isn't, that's a national issue. Row, row, row your vote. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. That's a that is awesome. yard sign yeah, in my sign neighborhood. sign I saw on the way here says, row, row, row the vote. Oh, so yeah. awesome absolutely hilarious so dobbs is a huge issue right abortion that's a national issue while it is being dealt with on a state-to-state -state level people some people on both sides want it to be a national issue for any number of reasons right yeah. um the other part is because donald trump and joe biden are so heavily involved in so many of the candidates that are being elected in the various states and it's not a presidential election but they're so involved mm -hmm. donald trump has his hands in all kinds of things and people are so focused on him that they're covering which candidates are trump endorsed and not trump endorsed and which yeah. ones are maga and not maga soft maga ultra maga <laughs> are they saying maga things but has he not endorsed them yeah. why hasn't he endorsed them does he not need to does he not want to he has all the dollars like that's other thing is so much of the money has been yeah. concentrated underneath Donald Trump and not underneath the Republican Party. And so people are having to are having to go see Donald Trump to get money from him. They're thus fulfilling the predictions of him being the kingmaker, yeah. people going to Mar-a-Lago to make what Which it, he make, likes. The, make the pilgrimage to Mar-a-Lago to see to the bend God the knee and kiss the ring. Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. So that he can dole out the cash. Yep. And the worse the Democrats make it for him, the worse the federal government makes it for him the more and more and more he becomes a kingmaker yeah. because he's able to just capitalize on how they're trying to fuck him at every angle. Yeah. So while simultaneously having Democratic Party voting, you know, funds yes. funneled to MAGA candidates. Yes. Like that's and the millions and millions of dollars spent on these people that are winning primaries. Yes. For the ultimate, their ultimate reason is they think they'll be, they won't be uh, electable in a general election. Joe Biden's involved. I think you misspoke. That's right. I yeah. shouldn't say Joe Biden. I was going to question should, him. I no, was going to say it's, right. the, it's like the I Democratic should, the establishment. Party. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, the you, party versus Donald you're Trump. You're correct. Only recently has he done any form of like stumping or, or campaign travel. Yeah. You are correct. And when he does, uh, yes. it's a crapshoot whether it's going to work out all right or not. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, it's Meanwhile, not good. you got John Fetterman out there who just had a stroke and can't talk going out and trying to do rallies and getting shit ton of support and for whatever not, reason. And chose not to go see Joe Biden. He chose not yes. to meet with him. He's like, oh, there's a lot of scheduling conflict. That. I don't know. I couldn't fucking make it work for the president of the United States. He can't talk. And yet couldn't, he's like, sorry, Joe, not we're not doing that. Couldn't pull it off. <laughs> sorry. Just couldn't fucking make it happen. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I think to get back to kind of like the what you're talking about, this, these two national level sides that are going on. And I think there's even it's it's less so involved with an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I love you people. Um, I think there's a on the, the subsurface, right? Because you obviously have the the kingmaker, the, the Trump era you know he's got all the money he's doing a lot of big things right which is 
causing problems from within the greater GOP itself, from within the Republican Party. And I think there is no better illustration than that than what we witnessed this week, I believe, or last week. But um, a schism, obviously, within the party where um, Senate, a leader in the Senate uh, Republican Party, oh. fucking Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham. Um, yes. Lady G, as I, I am learning his name is at this point. <laughs> I'm just now learning about this. Is weird. I didn't realize he's unmarried and all this stuff. And there's like this conspiracy theory that he's like uh, secretly like a closeted gay, Lady G. But he where did you hear about that? The internet's a strange place. We'll put it that way. Um, I feel like I heard it on Drinking Bros, which is that's their level. That's awesome. But uh, but he comes out with and starts like uh, you know campaigning, not even campaign, but he's he's putting out there and propagandizing towards this federal 15-week ban on abortion Yeah, he versus announced... Mitch McConnell, the actual leader of the Republican Party, yes. if you will. The establishment is not into that situation at all. No. So you see this schism happening from within the Republican Party already. Wow. You know, so then you have that, that establishment versus MAGA, if you will. Wow. You also have the Democratic Party versus MAGA. And not really talking about the establishment. They're kind of leaving them alone, which is interesting as well. But I, even Joe Biden said, I can work with the establishment Republicans. Yeah. They're yeah. almost accepting them into the fold so long as they are, you know, going to be against the MAGA Republicans. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend for now. For now. Well, that's, that's the unit. That's the unit party. Until you know. I fucking stab them in the back again when yeah. the time comes. That's right. Because when I. When I decide that I don't like what you say, we're gonna we're gonna dub you a threat to democracy and I'm possibly a domestic terrorist, and then fucking my orcas is gonna get get after you. But Tim Dillon put out some new merch this week, and one of them um, is a shirt that someone holding two knives, and it says it's a real knife fight out there because he was, he was talking about LA. <laughs> he was talking about LA before he left, so it's a real knife fight out there, and that's just what that makes me think of. Just it's a fucking real man. knife fight out there, man. Yeah. They're just. Just try not to get stabbed, I guess, is the only way to go about it yep. in Washington. So. Yeah. And the point I really wanted to make was the – there was a point at which the Dobbs decision, I, I think, was essentially trying to be brought back from more or less the dead at a point. Because there was a period that the Supreme Court did their ruling and stuff, and everybody's up in arms and all this stuff. And then it was like – it started to die off for a while because it was like, well, you know, we're in the state level. We got all this stuff. But, then, you know, so the media really did their part to kind of keep bringing it to the forefront. You know, the activist legislators like AOC and that realm of hardcore progressivism were really trying to keep it in the forefront. But it didn't really it kind of stayed. It started to die off until things like the Kansas Kansas decision, right? The yes. Kansas state decision where they were like, yeah, no, we're going to, and that kind of re-brought it up to the forefront. And then now Lindsey Graham is doing it from the right, which is a very strange, strange situation. And it's, it's making abortion a, 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 a voting issue when I don't think it would have been necessarily considering the rest of the issues that everybody else is having to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, like the economy and crime to be specific you yeah. know you know to have abortion front and center for whatever fucking reason just seems like a really bad idea if you're interested in in taking power away from 
the establishment that's sitting in office right now. Right, and especially because when it was the prominent thing, when it was the prominent topic in the news, this is the most polarizing issue for the left, for the Democrats, is, yeah. is Dobbs, is abortion. And it's a... Uh, on the right, it's a relatively winning position to say leave it up to the states because people are, can make their own decision. They can do whatever they want after that. There's still a ton of Republicans that want like a national abortion ban, but they're also a lot of them willing to accept a, it's a state issue because where I live, they're not going to fucking do it, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, There's a lot of like uh, Mike Pence type voters right. that would hold that near and dear, but they're let's be realistic. The the Christian conservative <laughs> right is a pretty small voting block these days. It's the, not the dying off of that topic was beneficial for the Republicans, but their inability or refusal to just continue to hit on the economy and crime. And like you said, for some reason, the, and it's the infighting, I guess, um, that, that brings shit like that, this up, that's going to fuck them all. Yeah. You know, this will ruin them all because it's going to rekindle that fire. That's going to get people out there. And now they have to try and salvage some type of, message from mitch mcconnell who everyone hates exactly. everyone on all sides hates mitch mcconnell even if you're a republican you don't like mitch mcconnell right yeah. so i think it's pretty safe to assume deborah's probably pretty conservative doesn't seem to like mitch mcconnell i much. fucking hate mitch no McConnell. one likes mitch mcconnell so no, he's a it, fucking turtle no so the the Democrat, just like deborah says mitch the turtle yeah, yes he's the, a turtle and the democrats are not gonna oh. throw lindsey graham or establishment whoever they see as aligning with lindsey graham or Mitch McConnell a bone because he's not going to align mm -hmm. with Lindsey Graham. And see, this is like, what confused the shit out of me about this, right? I thought for a while that Lindsey Graham was kind of like gargling the balls of Trump for a long time. I thought he was a MAGA dude, he, but he goes... He's like back... I, Mitch was the establishment. Yeah. Kind of went along with Trump because, hey, I, I can maintain the it power. Was do the thing. Yeah, and but Lindsey... I don't know what the fucking make of him. He just seems, you know, he's you know, there's he's, that, the old uh, fist bump with fucking Kamala Harris and shit that yeah. people talk about all that. He's just a he's, he's a fucking piece of shit. Is what he's he is, gargling but. the balls of power because he was yeah. one of the ones that when Donald Trump was running for president, he's like, this guy doesn't have any business being here. Like he shouldn't be the president when he was president. He was on board with them most of the time. Yeah. As long as he wasn't popping off or doing anything too wild, he's going to go with whatever he says because same deal. That That's what was convenient. When January 6th popped off, he's like, this is absurd. You can't fucking have this. But when first, and I believe, fact check me on this, I believe when Stop the Steal was happening, he was hinting at maybe we'll check it out. But then when January 6th popped off, he was like, I'm off the fucking train. I feel like, like I'm not doing no, I feel this. Like I remember that. And I yeah. may be incorrect. Hey, shout out Triumph, Triumph of the, the people. people, sending love from the Misfits table. What, you, what? Shout out. Thank you for joining shout us. Shout out, yes. Misfits table. I believe, right? It's like I said, fact check me, but I'm pretty sure that that's how I rolled. Mitch or Lindsey Graham is guarding the balls of power. He yeah. just, he's, a, he's a power guy. I believe it. Yeah, when I, when I, I, when I sit on probably... retrospect and I, and I look back, you know, it, it does make more sense to me now because I'm like, yeah, no, he's. Kind of the Ted Cruzy style, you know. Ted Cruz was all against him, and then all of a sudden Trump came in and talked a bunch of shit on his wife. But then once he had some real power, Trump, you know, there. Cruz was like, "Hey man, let's, Cruz let's hang it. out, man." And now he's fucking defending him every left and right. Yeah, he sold, literally sold your family like down the river, and now 
but he now was putting there. his name on some of the cases during the fucking the election. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think so. Them dudes ain't real. So we've got we've got establishment GOP. We've got Democratic Party. We got the MAGA, right? But we also this have is, this is the problem with but the we, two parties, man. This but we it's, were I know, about, right? This we were talking about last episode. This is why, even in even in just discussions for rhetorical purposes, mm-hmm. this is why a non-parliamentary system, even just in rhetorical means, doesn't fucking benefit us because none of that fucking means anything. Like it does only because only because we're able i don't know like it barely makes any sense you know mm-hmm. maga versus establishment left versus establishment right versus not like versus uniparty do you know what i'm saying it it does because we're all it was a taylor before trump it was traitor before trump and then he acted oh, like a rhino and is a no is a traitor again so yeah He's he's, he's, uni- he's uniparty. That's what he is. Yes, I need to I need to keep the chair because I I really like this job and I like lo- making lots of money and, and being in charge. Yes. So whoever's in charge, hey, I'll work with you as long as I get to keep my job. Yes. Don't fuck with me. I won't fuck with you. And it feels like I don't know. It feels like maybe I'm wrong. Republicans are more willing to be openly uniparty where the democrats will work with you in the back because they still have to deal with the progressives so they're gonna they're gonna front with their morals Mm quote-unquote more frequently than the republicans are where lindsey graham don't give a fuck he's just doing whatever (laughs) is working at the time he doesn't because we it's all it's been it's been the 2000s the whole time you can go back and look about and look at the things that he said since 2016 you know but i will i will say this though like like you said the the progressives have you know the democrats have to deal with their progressives right so they got to go out there total line so they'll have to work in background like this joe manchin deal that shit that's completely falling apart that right. that was the one thing that got us eighty six thousand new fucking IRS agents when he sold it his yeah that whole thing don't get me started on that but I think what you might be dealing with now is the the opposite on the right you you're dealing with the MAGA crowd that the Republican Party is gonna have to be dealing with now too have to so they're gonna have the to be yeah because so of the money so really we just have now we have we have the we have three parties we got the Uniparty. And then we got the progressives, and we got the magas. That's what we're doing. We got a trifecta now. Yeah, that's in loose defund terms. Defund the IRS. Yeah. Thank you, Will. Yeah, fucking amen. I'll go to my grave saying that shit on my goddamn tombstone. And that uniparty is difficult to to parse out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like exactly who's in it. That's the. But Dan Crenshaw's in that thing. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that dude. And you'd have bums to. Me out. I think you were onto something with the different aspects, the Joe Manchin aspect and the MAG aspect. They have power in different forms, mm-hmm. right? Joe Manchin had the vote. He was like, "I have. You got to get me on board because I still have the D behind my name. And if yeah. you want to get something done, you got to get me on." Yeah. And Donald Trump says, uh, "I have an awful lot of fucking money. And <laughs> yeah. If you want to be able to get something done." Without my money, you go ahead and try. But Good luck. I'm going to keep sending out 20 emails a day, and I'm going to get my fucking bread, whether That's you right. like it or not. <laughs> so they have power in different forms. And, they that's, do. and yeah. that's what's that's what's forcing that cooperation there. This is exactly why I'm an anarchist. All this shit is fucking disgusting. These yeah. people, they all, they all just want the power, man. Don't get me wrong. When it the progressives, I have 
issues with, obviously, because I think they're fucking insane. And I think most of them are just corrupt for power, too, just in a different way. But I don't get the power hungry. I don't get the power hunger from the MAGA folks, generally. I don't. Um, some. Word. Some in, in kind of an authoritarian kind of. Uh, Definitely. You know, like there's some there's some there's some stuff going on there. But. Do you know who's in the Uniparty? It's like the neocons and the neolibs. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah so yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. the you, you definitely still have some neocon, like, MAGA people, you know, who are down for that same shit, but who are down for the, the MAGA ideals or are willing to, to ride with that party, but at the end of the day are really just trying to stay in power themselves. Yeah, yeah. Garrett said they're not true MAGA, they're the neocons. Yeah. These people these people seem so disconnected. You ever think the people and or machine feeding Lindsey Graham the others information are manipulating their their perspective of reality? Certainly. There's certainly and that's yeah. kind of that's one of or part of the idea behind like the quote unquote deep state, you know, yeah. is that those people and even also the uh, what do they call them? Like the, the staffers within Congress, because mm -hmm. they've been there longer than most of the people in Congress, the actual yeah. representatives and senators, because the staffers, they have no tenure. They don't have any. They just continue to work there and work for more and more people. Yeah. So they have a this is a, my uh, my nameless, faceless grace. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, a shitload of information. And the people who work at the FBI, the CIA, the IRS, the NSA, all of these different alphabet organizations mm -hmm. are there throughout the different administrations, especially if you're not in a high up office right like the, who makes up the, the 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 what is the office the, the obm or whatever the people that look at like the numbers in a bill right and stuff like who are those are those just congressional employees i have no idea like but like yeah there's so many of the people that make up that machinery that all these people because every every representative has their group of people they bring right but there's obviously more to that and a right. lot more to that and the people the, who do you get your fucking pens from the bro? congressional leaders the senators and republicans even the ones that are on the oversight and intelligence committees they still have to submit subpoena and get information from the intelligence communities they can't have access to anything that they want they have access and like certain clearances and stuff like that so they can see classified shit but they don't have access to anything that they want because there's still some things that are held back. The intelligence communities, the different, the alphabet organizations, whatever you want to call them, the deep state, the whatevers, those people still have and choose, have the ability and do choose what information is disseminated to the leaders, the powers that be in this country. Yeah. There's absolutely the opportunity there for manipulation. For manipulation, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Crenshaw needs to turn in his Texas card. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Dan Crenshaw. I, I know, dude. Fuck I, Dan I, Crenshaw. I was telling you about this. He was on an episode of uh, the Jordan Peterson podcast this last week. He's a lying-ass bitch. He's a fucking... Yes. He's lying through his goddamn... Either that or he sold his soul for power. Because when you look at what he talks about, because he says a lot of the... He says a lot of good things about liberty, like based-ass shit when he it comes really to liberty. He really likes the word self-evident. He loves he the loves word self-evident. Right? But then well, I don't think that's self-evident. Well, fucking not everything is. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Not everything proves itself. That's not how it works. Yeah. Is the Second Amendment self-evident? <laughs> Let's talk fuck about that here. there, Dan Crenshaw. But yeah, it, it bothers me, man. He's a fucking chill. It, which I hate to say, because the dude is a decorated war vet, right? Props for that. 
he was telling the story on that podcast about like when he got fucking blown up and shit and what that was like and he remembers it all Super very vividly crazy. and all because it's all it's all fucked up right yeah you know talking about people like uh, their interpreter or whatever like holding their guts and shit and like walking around all days because people don't realize that like in saving private ryan i think they do a little bit better of a, a job than that yeah, but like yeah. when most people go through something very traumatic like that shot kicks and you can't you don't know what's going you might literally be holding your fucking guts walking around like in the days like what the fuck's going on so that you got to put that aside yeah. because he is that guy he did the, that thing he got blown the fuck up he's out there murking motherfuckers for america doing the whole nine yards shout out badass motherfucker but you're a congressman now yeah and your job now is to you know your job now is to not be what you what you are you you you've signed on to this power structure and you've become a part of this deal now you've sold your your you've sold your fucking liberty soul because you're not doing that anymore yeah. you can't get out there and preach the good word and then go to work today and then punch the fucking card and just do the fucking party's power the government's power i mean that's not i get to call you out for that even if you are a fucking american hero bro like i i hate to, i hate doing that but the Turn in your fucking Texas card, bro. You don't belong there no more. You're yeah. a different person now. You're 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 more of a Mitch McConnell than you were a war hero. And I, I that's really sad to say, but that's who you are now. Period. I don't like saying that. It's, that sounds dirty. I'm burning them. It's fucked, man. But burning them. You, you are who you are, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what you're doing now. You're yeah. affecting everybody's lives like this. You are powerful. And, and what you you're doing with power is irresponsible at best. And when you're saying the same things that they are, like the, one of the best examples is with like the National Defense Authorization Act. When you when you sign that every single year, instead of standing up and trying to do something about it, when something you, you know is right. When you capitulate and you say the same thing all the other Republicans do and say, "Oh, I'm doing this so that we can make sure that you know our our veterans and our or the servicemen in the armed services get the pay raises that they deserve so they can support their families." When you say the same fucking thing that every other establishment Republican does, that's who you are now. Yeah. It doesn't matter how principled you claim to be on other shit because you're doing the same thing that they're doing. Yeah. Now this, I think, this is a kind of a good pivot. I think we can make on this one, uh, Joseph. Social media literally has family members disowned, disown each other. I think it's a manipulated reality. Yeah. And I think when it comes to social media and the impact of the on the on the midterms is huge, because this is the primary way information is. Uh, I want to say information is shared, but, uh, you know, we all know that only a certain portion of information can be shared and certain narratives can be propped up. But Red it is flag an, laws. It's yes, an incredibly. Joseph. Yes. Um, I also WEF. Oh, World know. Economic Forum. He's oh, like World Economic, oh, yeah, there you go. I wouldn't. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, but talk to me about your thoughts on the impact social media is going to have on the midterms we've already what? seen we've seen statements from okay. all the big tech corporations oh, okay. google okay facebook okay. twitter has all made uh essentially statements on uh tamping down on disinformation right, and misinformation right. going along this how big of an impact do you think that's gonna have i should say on on the midterms and manipulating the narrative obviously Oof. is a big deal you know pontificate yeah. if you will and i I we can't truly know until afterwards, you know, because we're mm -hmm. we won't know 
We don't know what's going to come out in between now and then. Yeah. And there's going to be another fortification. There's no telling how how hard they're going to try and fight that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right now, if no new stories come out, I don't know how much it will be because there's not like a ton of. There isn't a Hunter Biden-esque thing happening right now where we're waiting for more information to come out. Other, I guess the Donald Trump, Trump right? Yeah. yeah, so the Donald Trump thing. So, um, man. But there's a that, lot of time so between big, now and, and the October surprise, too. And that's so big. That will be very difficult. God, I can't even say that. That's if, hard to measure. I was going to say, if that's so big, it will be difficult for them to quash information that comes out of it. But if there's a New York Post-type source or uh, agency that gets mm -hmm. a source that even if – that gets a source that's just like one that the Washington Post gets, that's somebody – someone with knowledge of the fucking whatever, yeah. right? Um, that, and I, I have an article so I can hear that I can read so like a, a really good example of that. Okay. Um, this is Trump team claim boxes in Mar-a-Lago were only news clippings, right? This is from the Washington Post. So this is a perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about. And then I'll, I'll, I'll continue with that. Months before, National Archives officials retrieved hundreds of classified documents and 15 boxes from former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago club. They were told that none of the material was sensitive or classified and that Trump only had 12 boxes of news, keeping, news clippings, according to people familiar with conversation between Trump's team and the archives. Um, That's a source. Right. So, and then during the September 21, 2021 phone call with the top archives lawyer, Gary Stern, the former deputy White House counsel, Pat Philbin, offered reassuring news. Philbin said he talked from White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, who made the assertion about the dozens of boxes of clippings that people familiar with the call said. Trump's team was aware of no other materials. Philbin said relaying information he said for the guy from the, from the phone call. Um... The characterization made in the call vastly misrepresented the scale and variety of the documents. Let's see. There's another. Philbin said that Meadows also told him no documents had been destroyed, according to two people with knowledge of the call and a third person with knowledge of Stern's contemporaneous account of the call. What the so, okay, fuck so, is that? Fuck so, you. So we have an article. This is the Washington Post? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so if an article comes out that's oh. pro-Trump. With that type of sourcing, they wow. will they will bury it. Yes, they, <laughs> they will absolutely bury it. That's why I read that because if that's the sourcing, they will bury it. <laughs> so, what so I think Joseph on? is probably right, depending on <sighs> what the information is and who reports it first. <laughs> okay, so I have a counterpoint to that. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up, though? That is, that's, that's the best one. That that's is according ridiculous. to two people with knowledge of the call and a third person with knowledge of Stern's contemporaneous account of the call. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Bro, and I like. Why would you even say that? And I, just just write it out as if you know it's fact, because that's fucking crazy. I acknowledge, right, that I understand journalistic integrity and having to conceal sources. Like I get that that you you know anonymity and stuff like that. I don't remember the last time that we like knew who a source was. Okay, <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's that's we start to get to an issue. And I will say the only the, place you will find that these days is in like your local fucking paper yes, when they're talking yes. about something that happened down yeah. at the wharf or whatever. 
so and so the marina director said right. the issue like, that's is, it the issue is the amount of lying and bias laden reporting that we have seen the the less and less we tend to believe these people because we don't mm -hmm. You're losing integrity, right? So the protection of sources only works when you can trust the journalistic enterprise that is doing the reporting. Yeah. and Trust the sourcing. And no corporate media has any type of legitimacy anymore. So, you know, I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time, just like it was time to quit calling them the media, right? We, we call them a corporate press, corporate media, whatever it is, corporate chill-ass motherfuckers. Um. This is not reporting anymore. This is storytelling. Yeah. This is narrative building. This is right. this is storytelling. The corporate press's storytelling it's, says this. It's borderline propaganda. You cannot say that they're reporting on anything because they will not tell you that any real person said anything. This could be an incredible, incredibly, you know. Because the prose is a lot of times very flowery. I mean, this is very good fiction if you're writing a political thriller. Yeah. There is no reason to believe that this is anything other than a fictional narrative that is put out by by the corporate press. There is no reason to believe that unless you can prove to me at this point that you have a trusted source that I can trust probably by telling me who the fuck it is Yo, because none of these people's if their job is dependent on them not talking to you do a better job right like this is this is ridiculous the fact that anybody has any credibility in this anymore is just you cannot read this and call it fucking reporting anymore no one's reporting shit you look at the independent media you look motherfuckers online uh jorge gonzalez down at the border he's on camera as migrants are crossing the border and he's talking to you and then he's talking to the migrants that's reporting right this is not this is somebody that lives in a studio fucking apartment in new york city or washington dc writing up some fucking flowery narrative because they texted with somebody who works in washington and then writing a story on it as if it's fact this took three reporters three fucking <laughs> reporters yeah you'll like this too this says i'm angry man <laughs> this is oh, this this ah. stern had sought the call because he believed there was still more than two dozen boxes of materials that trump had and he also had concerns about whether digital records had been properly retained according to a person with knowledge of the situation top archives i officials... have knowledge of the situation <laughs> isn't that awesome top archives officials continue to believe there was more material than they were being told according to people familiar with their thinking so, <laughs> all right all right so let me just let me just parse this out here so they the archivists think there should be more according to people that are familiar with their thinking yeah god so, so you can read so this person obviously can factually let's be if you're looking for facts here <laughs> this person can read fucking minds yeah and can and and knows exactly what these archivists think and feel that they want or at least how they think you know okay so this we're gonna attempt to turn this into a white pill moment because what you have just laid out here right for one this is a twofer. This tells two different stories here. This tells us we got a little bit of a Trump date going on and on some of the stuff going on there with the files yeah. and stuff like this, right? But what this also tells me is that um, regardless of the censorship involved here, to speak to Garrett's point, 
We've seen it now. People are on the watch for censorship. We all know about the Hunter Biden laptop story, even though it was suppressed yes. for a long time. When it became okay, that's, but the, the censorship of it became a story itself, and that was eventually tamped down. The internet and, and the internet-based media, if you will, the people like the people that do podcasts, the YouTubes, the, the people even on Twitter that continue to fight bans and suspensions, and the word gets out regardless. I don't I think it is I think it's too big now. I think the the awareness is too big for them to fully suppress. <clears throat> they will continue to. Let's I mean there's no there's no, you know, fans or butts about it, but the word will get out. The fact that Jack Posobiec can get on his fucking show and do a whole segment about a single New York Post article that most people aren't going to see and more people are going to see it on Jack Posobiec's show. And the subsequent shares and whatnot that are going to get around, people are going to find out that Facebook is selling your DM or sending your DMs to the FBI. Right. But, you know, if you so let me push back on that. Right. Okay. Because if you're somebody because people like this really exist, if you're somebody who thinks that Jack Posobiec is a Nazi or a white supremacist mm -hmm. and you think that still believe that the Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian disinformation or even at best there are people who say, oh, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter because if Sam Harris, it doesn't matter because it wasn't Joe Biden. Yeah. Right. Because that's that's a dominant okay. ideology. People really think that those yeah. people still get a vote. They still get a vote, and it means the same as yours does. Yeah. So even though the truth is out there, there are people willing to completely ignore the truth or be blind to it because they're buying that mainstream media propaganda. And that's where that still plays a factor. Is even if the truth is getting out there, the people who are ignoring the reality to buy into the propaganda mm -hmm. are, are dominant. That's a big it's a numbers game. The numbers game. The numbers and, game. And I don't know, especially because... The people that live in the reality... The polling is so fucked. We don't know yeah. what those real numbers are of any of those people. Yeah. We know the generalized numbers of Republicans and Democrats. And that's yeah. people who are willing to vote that way. You know? Yeah. That's not... And that's you an and I are not Republicans. We yeah. are likely to vote Republican. I am technically a... And that's, that's the other thing, too. Like, there's a lot of people, even within those numbers... That could go either way. Dory Monson said he's registered as a Democrat. So that's Whoa. not even, We talked about that. He's yeah. registered as a Democrat so that he can vote in the Democratic primary. That's Yeah, that's, so that's a good point. That's a thing, too. Yeah. So there isn't... There's no way for us to accurately know other than... I'm trying to, to white pill, motherfucker, and you just bring no, me back. No, and I'm not. <laughs> other than to calculate the people who are watching those shows, yeah, you know, and there's so much crossover between those audiences, mm -hmm. you know, because we we watch all those shows. These people watch a bunch of those different shows. Yeah. So, but yeah, when it comes down to the actual numbers, is it really also, enough to 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 fight back in in, in a me in any meaningful way and is, the second it layer truly? it's so fucked by social media that even the people who know the truth and try and share it you know we mm -hmm. were out there trying to share the hunter biden story and the shit's getting taken down so even when we have the truth and we're telling you no yeah. this is fucking real yeah. you know get taken down well we 
during the beginning of COVID when we were sharing oh, stories about like yeah, the bats yeah. and you know this like scientifically this is from a fucking journal and it says that like these line up with 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 bat DNA we're getting fact checked because like oh it's also lines up with pangolin DNA oh fuck me right yeah. sorry pangolin everybody sorry. learned what a You're fucking right. pangolin was it could also was. be a fucking pangolin excuse yeah. me my bad it almost definitely came from a lab but it could also be a pangolin so this is definitely false excuse the fuck out of me yeah. right fucking fact check they almost still, <laughs> partially true <laughs> they're still doing shit like that you that's know? true anything that they can we've fucking politifact is an absolute joke now you know they'll take <sighs> one word out of something so yeah. that's just mostly false because of we don't interpret this one word the yeah. same way that you meant it if you want those true numbers you'll have to buy them from facebook fucking yeah. word those yeah. are the only people that know and so that's why it matters so really when you look at the the overall impact of social media on on information like that and and like you said factoring in the sheer numbers game yeah i mean do you do you feel like it's a lost cause well, I mean, every, it's worth fighting, but yeah, like... We've been it, arguing for a while yeah. now. You know, this might be not it might such be a good idea. idea. <laughs> it's, this, this system might, might be, not be the one. That's true. You know? So... Um, oh, and that's man. I've I've argued I go again enough to pump the articles again. You know yeah. I've written and argued. Against, Where do you find the articles? Uh, Patreon.com. Salt of the streets. Go there. Five dollars. Oh, All okay. the articles, newsletters. There. Every single one you can get. And so I've written about this same thing that I struggle to even be comfortable with the idea that there are people who are unwilling to acknowledge reality that have a, the same exact sway in the way this government goes than I do. Fuck you. If you're Ooh. not going to acknowledge the truth, yeah. if you don't recognize the same rights that I do, I don't want you to have a say in what's happening here because you obviously don't get it. Yeah. You don't understand what what's really going on here. Yeah. And that's fine. But if that's the case, then sit down and shut the fuck up because I don't want you to be said having a sway on one what my rights are the way that i get to dictate my own safety and my own rights because you don't get it yeah so because oh. you don't want to acknowledge reality yeah. because you don't like how it feels to think that the president's son might be giving him money from other countries you don't like the way that that feels yep. you don't want to acknowledge it fuck you then yeah. you don't you shouldn't be a part of this conversation yeah i definitely feel like I, I remember making the argument at some point that like most people just shouldn't vote because they're fucking stupid yeah and that's <clears throat> unfortunately that is that's a reality but then it also the reality is all the stupid people do get to vote all the people that only watch CNN and MSNBC, they get to vote too. Amala Yukonubi or whatever her name is that was on Timcast like a couple days ago. Oh, uh, maybe last yeah, week. Yeah, she yeah. works for PragerU. Yeah, yeah, um, the young gal. Yeah, I shared one of her videos on our that Instagram was a, good a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe even months ago. That was like her making an argument. Everyone should vote. You know, if you're not going to put the fucking work in to figure out what you're talking about, to figure out what you're voting on, then you mm -hmm. shouldn't vote because you shouldn't be just blindly checking things down the line yeah. because you believe in one letter or the other. You shouldn't vote if you're not going to do the yeah. work. And that's I, where I, the... I believe in that, but people don't, they don't like that. It doesn't feel good. Don't yeah. tell people they shouldn't vote. Fuck you. If you're not going to put the work in, don't be a part of this. Half the people in our league, I love them all to death. Fuck we, your feelings, Deborah we, says. Half the people in our fucking fantasy league, I love them all to death. You shouldn't vote because you don't fucking know <laughs> what's going Man. on. I, you don't know, and that's okay. I don't blame you for that. Yeah. I don't, but you sh probably shouldn't because you don't really know. Yeah. If you're not going to put the work in, then you shouldn't. There's some fucking quote out there about better men. Oh, I don't remember what it is, but it's you. Hundred percent right. At the end of the day, if you are 
it's you can make a parallel to Starship Troopers in a lot of ways. Citizenship, you know, uh, service guaranteed citizenship. You gotta have, you gotta have a, a, you gotta have a something that the progressives say all the time. You gotta be a fucking stakeholder. Like you gotta be right. invested in the system, man. If you yes. want to be a part of this, stakeholder man, democracy. 100%. Amen. But that's obviously not what the fucking Uniparty wants because they no. want the sheeple. They want the fucking. I saw. A, I think it was a meme or something the other day or some picture. It was like a, it was a sheep with American flag, you know, in American flag colors like that. It was like a country of sheeple or a nation of sheeple like that. That's what they want because that's how they main tower. They take all the stupids. I really want to use the hard R word right now, but we're not supposed to do that these days. It's one of my favorite words. This is our show. But, you uh, want <laughs> but uh, these people... Like, when you think about it, like, the concept of everybody being able to vote is a good concept. But you should. <sighs> rights and responsibilities. You have the right to vote. You have the responsibility to be an informed voter. Word. And when you're not, you're forfeiting. You should forfeit <clears throat> that right if you're not being responsible about it. But so then how do you make the judgment call? I will respond to Joseph and William at the same time. Do it. Are you advocating for a limits test to vote? And if you don't vote, you can't bitch about who's in office. No. No one can dictate to you when you have the right to voice your opinion. Mm. Right? So I'm not saying someone else should tell you when you get to vote. I'm saying if you aren't going to take the time, the responsibility upon yourself to learn what you are talking about, then you shouldn't vote. Mm -hmm. You should abdicate that responsibility if you're not going to accept the other one because it's a two-part responsibility in my eyes yep. and you don't have to uphold the one part to take advantage of the second part right but in my eyes it's it's twofold so that's what i'm saying if you're not going to take the one responsibility you shouldn't take the second mm -hmm. to that end like i said no one not me, not Colin, not anybody in this chat, not the president, not fucking anybody in the country or in the world has the right to dictate to you when you do or don't get to voice your opinion. I also used to say, your vote is your ticket to complain about the government. You can complain about whatever you want. However, it's also incumbent upon you to know what you're talking about because if you're going to complain and I hear you and you're sounding stupid, I'm going to tell you that you're a fucking retard. I'll say it right now. You're fucking retarded. I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll tell you that. I don't Thank care. You. Thank you. So that's... That's incumbent upon you, that both of me. those things, to inform yourself. That's incumbent yep. upon you. If you want to complain and if you want to vote, it's incumbent upon you to inform yourself. Mm -hmm. That's like when you look at uh, the current situation we all find ourselves in. A lot of schadenfreude going on right now with people that, like, were, you voted for this. You dumb motherfucker. Yes. You hated orange man bad so much you did this to yourself yes you need to take responsibility for that and understand what it is that you did you dumb piece of shit because you thought this was all fun and games right and they you i you know i know what i'm doing orange man's bad everybody tells me orange man bad so fuck orange man i'm voting for biden yes i don't like biden but i'm gonna vote for him this is what you did and, you did this and that is why everyone is worse off I'm going to say 90% of people are worse off at this point in time than we were during Donald Trump financially, pretty much on most levels, right? So Yeah, unless you're like part of like the the shill ass 1% 
or in the government, you are definitely worse off today than you were when Donald Trump was in that office. That is why people like NPR are having to try and draw it on political lines and say mm-hmm. shit like, oh, well, according to our study, people who are Republicans are four times more likely to be to say that they are in worse financial situations yeah, that than was Democrats. This week. That was fucking like three days ago. Right? I didn't vote for that motherfucker. <laughs> that was that was like three days ago. Yep. So they're still saying shit like that, and and they're claiming it's because of your politics that you view it that way, not because not because Republicans may be more likely to be on the lower income scale or maybe work mm-hmm. fucking regular jobs, and the Democrats are likely to make more money and work at home and bullshit like that, right? That that couldn't possibly be the answer. No, it's the fact that if you are a Republican, you feel like you're worse off. Not that you really are, yeah, but that you feel like you are. Not that objectively. Your dollar is worth less today right. than it was when Donald Trump was in office. Everyone spends the same fucking dollar. Everyone, even if I earn more dollars than you, I yep. still spend the same dollar that you do. Yep. So I have to draw it along political lines. You just feel like you're worse off, even if you aren't. It's because you're a Republican because you don't like the president. Yeah, that's why you feel that way. I mean, I tried to white pill the shit, but you know, <laughs> unre- you can't realistically. You can't do it like unless you have some the, the concerned ass some some twisted ass view of the way there should be some kind of authoritarian government. There really is no way to look at this any other way. There is only objective bad, right? And that's you know you don't have to go you know you don't have to be nihilistic about it. You don't have to you know go sulk in a corner and shit like that. Things are objectively bad because. And you could say because these people are in power, which, again, I think it speaks to the importance right. of the midterms and why they are so because everything is national. Like you said, this is it's the, that's why everything is so important. That's right. why this midterms feels like no other midterms probably in fucking history, much at least in contemporary history. As far as we're all concerned, this nothing like this has ever been at play before. Right. The white pill, I would say, is that we know, even by evidence of actions from the left, that liberty wins in the end, right? We are seeing people from the left flee yeah. leftist cities to go to red states. Dark we're, places. We're, we're yeah. seeing that, right? Even if they don't want to acknowledge it. They're like, oh, it's I just happening. want to, you know, be more out in nature and fucking whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's because you got yep. locked the fuck down and people are stealing your shit and you're terrified to fucking walk to work now. And yep. so you're going to go somewhere. Because your kids can't go to school without stepping over a dozen homeless yes. people shooting up in the streets. And they can only go to school when the government tells you that they can't. <laughs> and if you go to this other place, you get to choose when they go to school and... Where they go to school, yep. isn't that fucking weird? Not where the government tells you they can go to yeah. school, right? So they don't want to admit that. Even if they don't want to admit that, that's the reality. Yeah. So the long-term, the white pill is that long-term liberty wins on long-term, a personal, yep. personal point. Yeah. On a government point, the white pill is that, and we can turn to another topic with this, right? Is that it is the deception and lies from the left are becoming so obvious that they can't hide them anymore and one of the best examples is like the shit happening in martha's vineyard right is oh, the shit that's buddy. happening with the border but yeah. you still have kamala harris and kareen jean pierre they're like no the border's fucking secure like we're out here right we're calling in the national guard to help us deal with 50 migrants or immigrants 50. in in martha's vineyard and they're in chicago and they're busting them out to the suburbs and shit 
but well, the border's mad secure. Like Wicked. it's fucking mad secure. Two million people, like yep. you said, you were talking about in the in the live stream last night. Two million people, literal record all time of people that we're seeing interactions at the border. But yeah. it's secure as fuck, right? We're trying to end Title Forty Two because COVID is fucking gone. But we need to end student loans because COVID is still like a huge issue. It, it they can't keep up with the lies anymore. Yeah, you, check and, this number real quick. I heard this on uh, when I was driving this morning on. Uh, morning wire 4.2 million illegal immigrants in the country since joe biden took office how many what's the population in the united states 330 that is over one percent of the population that's a huge in one in in two years and i think one of the that's best, a massive fucking number i think one of the best things that you said in live stream last night is all those people are being given court dates the ones that aren't being sent <laughs> home are being given court dates do you do you really think that the justice system the immigration justice system that we're constantly being told is horrific and there's not enough judges and it's taking people so long do you really think they're going to be able to pass two million people through that system in one fucking year they can't keep up that's why people come back years later to get a continuance or that's why it takes them years to finally actually see a judge <laughs> i like this litmus i like this test litmus test uh put joe biden on the midterm ballot with a big fucking d next to his name for some bullshit position if you check if you check that box all voting <laughs> rights revoked i like oh uh, give me your I voters like card it. motherfucker maybe, like you it. know there was that old thing i don't know maybe it was my generation but we used to joke around with like give me your man card yeah you know you yeah, fuck yeah. up give me your man card like Give me your voters card. You you, you said some <laughs> stupid shit. You only get That's a, good. You only get a few. Give me your voters card. You That's said some good. dumb shit. You say some good shit. Maybe I'll give you a voters card back. That's, That's it. Good. That's where we're at. That's really good. We can make a fucking card game like that. I can yeah, think of, That's I, I really can think good. of something like that. That's a t-shirt right there. That's really give good. Give me your voters card. Yeah. That's what I need to get in that fucking uh, t-shirt game, People bro. People pulling your man card, pull the voters card. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you know, you're the idea, man. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I got to take a piss, man. You want to uh, start off with some some migrant talk while I yeah, pee real quick? Yeah, I'll dip us back into the into the Martha's Vineyard. Got so Colin talked about this last night um, in the beer show live streams, which if you have not seen them, check them out Friday at 4.30, every Friday at Pacific Time, William Wallace. Um, <laughs> so check them out at 4.30 where Colin reviews a different beer and then goes into a topic, something that is bugging him that week. So yesterday he talked about what's going on at Martha's Vineyard. So a quick background and we'll dive into it more when Colin gets back here. Um, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida, was able to appropriate some taxpayer funds to send some immigrants from the Texas border, 50 immigrants approximately, to Martha's Vineyard in, where the fuck is Martha's Vineyard, Connecticut or something like that? Um, it doesn't matter. So Martha's Vineyard is an island that has 20,000 people on it, and the People freaked out. It was a huge deal. Um, the island, the people there were upset. Uh, they were saying, you know, we can't handle this. The left was very upset. They can't handle this. It's wrong that you would do this. It's fucked up that you would do this. Um, and there's like a lot of different levels to this, right? The first one I want to approach, Greg Abbott has been doing this for some time now. Right, Greg indeed. Abbott has been has been on this train for a while now, and yeah. DeSantis just turned it up notch. Yes, and that's it's because he's not from Texas. That yeah. like that is this is, and it makes it extra weird too. It's like an odd situation that he's Especially, using Texas taxpayer funds to. No, he's using okay, so the DeSantis side of this, yes. right? He's using Florida 
taxpayer funds. Yes. Voted on and approved by a Democratic-led legislature to fund the transportation of two airplanes to Martha's Vineyard. Yes. That's... That's some next level 40 chess type fucking yes. politics game right there. And I got to tell you, this is what makes the interesting side of this, right? Because, like you said, Greg Abbott and Doug Deuce, he's the governor of Arizona, have been doing this for some time now. But DeSantis, he's got a way of, you know, if, 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 if Wheelchair Abbott is sticking the knife in, DeSantis is going, let me show you how to twist this. Yeah. You know, and that's what's really tied into the spokes of his wheelchair. <laughs> he says, "Now just roll forward." <laughs> Thank you. What? Thank you. <laughs> but yes, it, it's and and the shot in front is great. And I wanted to make this uh, and this I wanted to make this point last night. Um, the shot in front is great because these people the upsetness they the virtue signaling needs to be met with reality right and, and i understand that right this um, is one of the levels so many is, different levels there are this. many different levels um the other level of of this is uh we here were, were very upset when joe biden was caught trafficking underage migrants all over the country and putting them you know months and months and months and months and ago i forgot about this uh, until you brought this it up was a deal that i was these like, are oh, fuck they were doing this these are still human beings we got to remember right <laughs> yes what is happening now I am an anti-government guy. I will say this right now, fucking DHS head Mayorkas, you can come after me if you want. I am 100% anti-government. Why? Because you people take pleasure in politically trafficking humans. Yes. I I can sit here and I can laugh with the best of them. I like I, I everything that's happening. I love that fucking Lori Lightfoot is getting it right in the face. I love it that all these people are getting it right in their fucking face, right where they deserve, because they cannot understand the reality of the situation of these poor ass people that are living on the border that have to deal with this every single goddamn day of their lives. Right. Fifty <clears> percent <throat> of the population of your town coming through your town every day. That's a serious fucking problem that nobody right. can rationalize, no one can comprehend, except for those poor-ass people that live in that town that have to deal with that and have had to deal with that for years. And that's the trash of Joe Biden and the people on the left coming out and talking about, oh, the unprepared people of Martha's Vineyard, you know? Word. And they just they couldn't handle something like this. They couldn't possibly yeah. do this. This, Like you said, the same shit has been happening on the border. Yeah. How do you for, think that rancher feels now? like that lives there on the border like that and has a ranch that has to battle with the fucking cartels that are trafficking these people through his goddamn property and the feds will not do a goddamn thing about it it's not it's not good i don't like i don't like the using of human beings here right i don't like that no every one of these people has they're living breathing humans that have a family and a story and a whole nine yards they're gonna do they got a whole life to live man they're all humans but i can i i can take joy from watching these these hypocrites that like to pontificate on high about how everybody is so evil about how yes. they're trying to deal with this problem this un uncontrollable problem a situation they cannot control and watching it be shoved right in their fucking face and then watch them do the same exact shit the mayor of chicago shipping these people right out of their city because they can't handle Begging the pressure the for help when they have a tiny little fraction of what these people deal with on a daily fucking basis man i love it i love it but also remember we're all going to hell because we enjoy this shit and these are real people
Um, Texas is our country run. or the new E Island, Deborah? Oh, oh. To the center of the country or the new E Island, Epstein. Epstein. That's that is, is there a new Epstein Island? That that is a theory. Okay. That um, and I will say because the client list hasn't been uncovered, so they could just be sending them to the same clients. I will say that there are in fact articles that you can find and that we have brought up on this show before of migrant children being lost in the care of the government and being dropped off at people's houses that may or may not happen to be sex offenders may or may not happen to be on government registries may or may not happen to be working the government Mm -hmm. those things are happening that is happening that that's dark you fucking Fact check me if you want YouTube. That's real. That that's real. Yeah. So can't deny um, that. So I would. There is. Yeah, we've pulled the articles on the show. There is some validity to that. I would not completely. I would not dismiss that. Um, at least some percentage of it, obviously. Yes. So I. Know. It's the you, same people. Yeah. The same people that are in power now, or the same people that were. That are on the fucking clients list that we we are being barred from seeing. Yeah. It's that's the same the fucking same, people. Uniparty, deep state, not people. Well, some of them, I'm sure, are there's overlap in these groups, but um, it's the same idea, is what I, yeah, really that yeah. there yeah. there is a group of people that operates behind the scenes, you know, um, clandestinely that Ooh. that are are doing that, and yeah. they they we don't know who they are. The government refuses to release the names of who they are, and. Uh, I I don't I don't know I don't really know what else to say about that. There, it, it's not. It's not much to be said other than not they won't good. Let us. Uh, we know some of them through. You know, we we've, we've got a few names that corroborative you know, evidence, yeah, and that flight we, documents exactly. But the list will not be allowed to come out for some reason. It's that fucking two X twenty five shit right there. Let's keep that under lock, like the JFK shit. Let's do it because. You know, yeah. fill in the blank. But there's a reason Maxwell was charged for trafficking children to absolutely no one. Yes, and mm-hmm. there's a reason that she also received less time than fucking R. Kelly. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like R. Kelly isn't going to be in prison for longer than Ghislaine Maxwell. Why? Because we uh, don't know who she was cooperating with. Because we don't know what she was doing. Okay. Yeah. The fuck out of here. Do you think now. we know more about R. Kelly than we do about fucking Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein? You know what Get it was? the fuck out of here. R. Kelly was. Uh, he was. He was basically, he had like a cult going on. That's what it yeah, was. And That's I'm why not, that came I, right. after. <laughs> I'm not belittling what he did. He did some wild shit. Not I'm good. Not, yeah. Not good. Not good. But also, trafficking dozens, you know, or hundreds of people. I don't know exactly. I don't, nobody knows exactly what the number is. They yeah. probably don't even know exactly what the number is. Well, but, if all the nation's most powerful government officials and businessmen and movers and shakers were involved in R. Kelly's cult, he probably wouldn't be looking at as much time either. So there's that. But fucking! But you didn't cooperate because no one else was coming out. It's so weird. I don't. I don't know. Bill Clinton sitting there like, well, it's all over now. I can just kick my feet back. I don't got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I can sit here and die happy with my loving wife Hillary. Yeah. So the Martha's Vineyard thing. Um, I think the last real. I just want to build off of this to kind of put a cap on it, right? The Martha's yep. Vineyard thing, as it pertains to the midterms. Yeah. Um, I think is drawing a new eye on the 
on the the issue of immigration I've possibly being on the ballot. It I've has to be. hope, dude, because it the focus from the left has just been, and I don't, again, I don't necessarily disagree with them, has just been, you know, how horrific for, for uh, Ron DeSantis to use these people as political pawns, right? And at the end of the day, that's, they're correct. They, they are correct. But but also, the left the miss me with the bullshit because the left is doing the exact same thing, and yeah. they will do the same the exact same thing. They're yeah. they're not going to pass up the opportunity to fucking use people as political pawns if it's going to win them power or win them an election at the end mm-hmm. of the day. They're they're not going to care, right? And, and, but they're also going to throw in your face twice as hard when you do it, worse than the Republicans would, because yeah. they are in this cooperation this collusion with fucking mainstream media where that's that's it with corporate media right where that's it that's the only narrative is that this is horrific that he would do this not that we've seen in this administration them doing the exact same thing with minors Mm -hmm. but that this is horrific that he would do this because why would he do this yeah and it's also important to remember too that uh being sent to Martha's Vineyard or to New York City or to Washington, D.C. or to Chicago is probably better than being stuck underneath an overpass in Texas, like the federal government yes. has done before. Um, so, you know, and you get mixed bags of interviews from these people. The left will only report the negative stories. Yeah. And I, you you do hear a lot of inspirational stories coming from the right when they talk to these mi- these illegal migrants that are shipped off to Martha's Vineyard they're happy to be and they're well taken care of you know they're happy to be where they're at they're not they're not in communist venezuela anymore they're good with that right right because the left is reporting and originally there was the only thing that i was hearing is that all these people all these migrants were lied to that they were shoved on a plane they didn't know where they were going they Mm -hmm. thought they were going somewhere with with housing and and food and jobs and shit and then they arrived at martha's vineyard but or they could be in a fucking camp in texas but now ron DeSantis is saying that all these people signed waivers that that they knew where they were going it was disclosed to everybody where Mm -hmm. they were going before they got on the planes yeah so who fucking knows until we see it and i'm not that type of shit has happened enough where Ron DeSantis has been like, wait, here's the fucking receipts. Yeah. So I'm not going to say he's wrong. I'm going to say let's wait till we see the documents. Motherfucker generally has his shit together before he does not, something. He doesn't seem to be someone that is openly deceptive. And that's I'm not going to say he's yeah. a great guy, but he does not seem to be openly deceptive because he knows how the media works. Mm-hmm. And he would rather be able to stand there and say, I just disabused you of that narrative than for you to be able to try and spin something he did against yeah. him. So he's like real careful about what he does. He's real careful about what he says. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I'm just waiting to see a document because at first it was just all these people were lied to. Nobody knew what was going on. But now we're seeing pictures about people dancing with fucking, you know, oh, yeah. attractive young girls in front of churches and shit. I'm like, well, is that guy really that upset? And I'm not like, I'm not. He could have he could been, is he really that upset at this point in time? Could have been turned you know? around at the border and said, no, you have to stay here because yeah. you can't come in. I mean, there's that's there's so much to this i just want to hit but it's one last thing you hear cream jean pierre talk yeah. about uh <laughs> you know and and the vice president so yeah. talk about how, how these you know these people really you know we need laws and and to give these people a path to citizenship pause button what do you are now talking <sighs> about an open borders situation you come in you go you then you get on a path to citizenship no betting no nothing you right. just come in and then we'll ship you somewhere at taxpayers expense right. 
and then you get to become a citizen because you're I don't know there the asylum process is a legal process. We we forget this. You can be an asylum seeker. I would probably argue that people fleeing communist Venezuela should probably be allowed asylum in the country, right? But people just obviously here. we don't know that because yeah. most of them are trafficked by cartels and they're used as mules, they're used as all manner of shit, sold into fucking you know, sex Human slavery, all sorts yeah. of shit, right? We don't know any of that shit. And you're just just put them on a you know, path citizenship. That's why this right. is the this is the reality of and I fucking I don't want to give it to these people because the the problem I have with the the generalized MAGA crowd is the message is generally correct, but it's very crass. It's the mess. The left, all they want is open borders. Well, this is, this is what you, you say that. And a lot of people dismiss you, right? But this is what that looks like. You have a government establishment set up to pave the way for some form of amnesty or citizenship for literally just walking across a border. That is that. open border. Because they're saying that now. Exactly. They're actively, the vice president is saying yes. that, that this is the, we need, it was, it was one thing, and let me, so let's underline why this is an issue, right? If we had a completely, Can we circle back? <laughs> if we had a completely free country where everyone did their own thing, then it wouldn't really necessarily be an issue. The fact that we have so many government services that are involved in what's going on here, this mm -hmm. is why this is an issue. For people yeah. to just sign up and fucking go on and do you and we'll figure it out in a couple of years that's mm -hmm. that's no good right the housing situation that's, that's no a, good that's a taxpayer expense type of deal there's right. no housing available for somebody that's people that's still a don't taxpayer have jobs. funding thing right. people still exactly. don't have jobs and here. you can't hire them because they're illegal right <laughs> i don't <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about right so oh. it was one thing when we were talking about like like DACA dreamers, right? We're talking about people who are adults now a, that were yeah. brought here as children that Very have been different. living here for multiple years, yes. and they literally don't know really uh, anywhere else in their conscious life, right? A pathway to citizenship for fucking dreamers is a whole different discussion. Like you said, people who came here fucking last week yeah. that are like, it's better here than where I was from. Yeah word but it's also better here than like most of the rest of the world mm -hmm. so it doesn't really work that way you know there are so many fucking we still have towns here where the water is brown like we're we're still <laughs> knocking out effective drinking water for the places that we have right now yeah, we got a lot of domestic cities. issues that we need to deal with before we start adding like you said one percent plus our birth rate plus whoever else is coming here like hey you know with the birth rate down we need the microphone that's, that's true yeah so uh, all right hey i have a proposal for you because we're going on three hours now yes i propose because i don't know about you but i'm nowhere near done with this we could do this for a while okay i propose that we take our break okay um and grab some more beer chachos and we continue this on and then maybe get to the breaking points point at the the end of segment three if we need to yeah well you but still have well, yeah, i got my orcas we got all this other say, stuff yeah you still and, have those so i'm happy and to do i that. think this is important and uh i mean I'm, I'm having a good time doing it and we I got everyone so much ground this to cover conversation so. so i uh I, I propose that we wrap things up here we'll take a break we'll yep. take a break and uh while we are gone i challenge everybody in the audience to uh grab the link to this show and whatever social media you do have please share this show with everybody that follows you and uh, get them here so they can join you all in the chat. They can join us here on the show, and we can all have a fantastic time as we continue this conversation in part three.
Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks. Oh, so with that, we are back. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome um, back to part three, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us on the streets. Part I'm just, three. Of- just now remembering too that these are also <laughs> released as individual parts. So that would be a right. wonderful <laughs> cold Episode opening. Episode one thirty-three. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin, and we are happy to have you here. Thank you, Ken, everyone, for joining us for sticking with us. You've been watching us here on our YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We also have our Patreon and our Instagram, everything at Salt of the Streets. Go to our Patreon, sign up, help us make more better content just like this. We also have newsletters that come out on the last day of every month. We have the reprieve, the review preview that comes out on the first day of every month. We have the beer shows. We have all kinds of wonderful content. Go there, sign up, help us make more better content. Like, subscribe, and comment on this video. This particular segment is brought to you by Leggings and Aprons Bakery. Uh, and then uh, JP Bakery. That's what it is. JP, JP Bakery. Bakery. Yes, thank you very much. And Leggings and Aprons on Instagram. Yes, but it's for yep. JP Bakery. For JP Bakery. Yep, it's all going to get just switched fucking over. Fucking fire, she's by the way. The new facility. It's all just all so good. I got to so. get up on my uh, my bagel game because we're going to be bartering between bagels yeah. and English muffs, and I need some of those because I I thought I actually thought about making some English muffins the other day, and I was like that would be sacrilegious. I can't do that. <laughs> To JP Bakery, English muffins ship well. So. Yeah, and I, and I feel like my bagels will ship well. I'm gonna yeah. bring a little New York style water, 100. You know, boiled to the bagels, and then we'll do a little bartering like that. Yep. that it'll be good. I like it. Um, I was gonna make a point real quick. The Patreon, um, yes. part of the the newsletters. If you, I'm writing a book, and yes. uh, I am releasing it a chapter, more or less a condensed chapter at a time through our newsletter and uh, the first uh, the first chapter and a half is out right now on our patreon it is uh yeah the part one i'm writing a book on my my thoughts and and uh views on anarchism and so i do a i do a think piece on one and then i do kind of a personal postscript as the second half of the chapter and if you're interested in that that is also right there through our newsletter on patreon so make sure to get over salt the streets patreon and support us at uh, five dollars or more, and you can get all of that. That's right. So, okay. So with that, uh, we're gonna kind of continue yeah. our conversation about midterms and stuff like that. So, uh, what do you want to start with here? You I want to start off stuff with like that. So yeah, let's let's do this because you lead us now. You lead us. We lead me when I want I've to be been, led. Yeah, exactly. I've <laughs> been I've I've been making a lot of mentions in the last part about getting to this Mayorkas clip, right? And this is, I think, feeding a lot of. It's feeding into a lot of how people feel about going into the midterms, maybe part of why the stakes are so high and stuff like this. And so I'm going to pull this clip up and we're going to kind of let my Orcus speak for himself. Actually, we're going to start with the VP because those are pretty cl- pretty Kamala cool. Harris. Yeah, the okay. VP Kamala Harris did a did a sit down with uh, Chuck Todd. And <laughs> fucking. I know what it is now. It's the fucking the buttons on the mouse that I had to change for change the cameras. But um, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. There it is. Um, but yeah, she did a sit down with Chuck Don on Meet the Press in, on the anniversary of 9/11. Oh god. And these were that's where these statements were made. Um, a lot of this 9/11 talk that was done during the anniversary with all these high-ranking political officials were done, yes. and they were they they talked about like you know we were attacked by you know a foreign terrorist group and foreign threats and now but you know but there's all these domestic threats you know and, and, and it turns between 9/11 and January 6th and not even it's 
everything that stemmed from Jan 6, anybody that is anti-government or anti, you know, anti, anybody against their grain going in the veins of fucking Joe Biden's authoritarian speech, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like it's right there and they're all talking about it. So I'm going to attempt to pull this clip up again. I just backed out of it. I think this is the one where it is. Well, no, because he starts immediately talking about fucking ads, about uh, 9-11. That's not the one, for fuck's sakes, people. Foreign heads of state. What we have been seeing in terms of okay, the attacks let's just do this from one because against it. I lost that one. Um, let's go to Chuck Todd, cue up the question there, Chuck, and then we'll let VP speak for herself. And um, we don't compare the two in the oath. Vice President Harris, welcome back to Meet the Press. Good to be with you, Chuck. Um, let me start with, look, we're at the 21st um, marking, if you will, of the September 11th attacks. Yeah. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, yeah. attacking this country. Yeah. We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Is threat the threat equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? Get the fuck out. Word. That's an interesting question. Um, I have held. Before she goes on to say absolutely nothing. That, that was good. the question? That's the question. The the previous the clip that I. Here. Yeah, the previous clip that I had queued up was his kind of introduction to his interview. And he makes this thing about September 11th. And he's, you know, we were attacked by foreign terrorists. But now we're now we're being affected by domestic terrorism. And then they go into the interview. So that was really the first part of that clip that got lost because I hit the fucking back button. Many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president. And there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And um, we don't compare the two in the oath, but, you're but we know they both can exist and we must defend against it. Um, but the, the fact is, having served, for example, on the Senate Intelligence Committee and now as, as Vice President, I can tell you the nature of a domestic threat versus a foreign threat, they're very different. No, each are dangerous yeah. and extremely harmful, but they're different. Um, when I think about it, I think that, you know, when I was on the Senate Intelligence Committee, that was actually my favorite yeah, committee real when good I was at this in the job. Senate. The reason is, when we walk through the doors, each of us, Republicans, Democrats, Which one is worse? When we walk through the door of the skiff, that secure room, press America. could not come in. Right. No cameras. No public. Just us. Just us. People would take off their jackets. They'd roll up. All right, I'm going to stop that one there because that's when she just, she starts to get into this. Well, that's what we really need. We just need people to be Americans again. Mm. You know, we don't need this, that, and the other thing. But she's already laid it out. She's talking about, just like Chuck Todd cued her up to say, like, obviously the focus is on now this, this internal domestic threat. And if, when this is put out on fucking Meet the Press, on NBC primetime television, this is the message people are getting going into midterms. They're getting this message. On the anniversary of 9-11, if you are old enough to have been emotionally impacted by that, you're going to hear that. And your, your, your thinking is going to be affected by now all these, these public officials coming out and now comparing what happened 21 years ago to what is currently happening today from within. 
And if that doesn't get people affected and fired up to go out and vote one way or the other, they, it adds to the narrative. You're building up that that those uh, what do we call them before the uninformed voters and stuff like that. They're going to be they're voting against MAGA now, ultra MAGA. Now these people are domestic terrorists. The the narrative is building against against anybody that's against the establishment. Okay, so was do, making the rounds. So. Just under 3,000 people died on 9-11, right? Yes, yes. And then just under 2,000 soldiers died in the war subsequently, Word. right? So... <laughs> Don't... You can't compare them like this. The so logic doesn't make sense. There was one person who was shot by the federal government on January 6th, and yes. five people who died in the aftermath. Four people. I think it's five combined. Yeah. Less than 10. All of which right? died of natural causes. So... So the one person it that was almost, murdered by it, the feds and that had and the, the the cop that was totally exonerated, there was no investigation, no nothing, he had zero consequences from that. Yes. And yeah. so and when she's saying stuff like this, because the what because what happened after nine eleven was that that almost two Secretary Mayorkas when you say things like that, it makes it sound like that's what's going to happen again after January 6th, right? Yeah. That, to me, and this is just what my perception of it. I'm not saying this is what she's saying. This is how it feels to me with all of the talk of civil war from both sides of the aisle. For a while, it was just like Tim Pool and people like that. They were like, I'm telling you, this shit's happening, right? And then it was some more of the right. There was like, ah, maybe we should do that. People like Michael Mouse, there was like, maybe instead of that, we should just like, you know, civil divorce. We should just decide to like not do this anymore. Now the left is like, oh, it's already happening, actually. The civil war is already happening. It's just not, you know, super crazy yet. Yeah. It feels like that's what she's saying is and like that's my this point. is what this is going to yeah. turn into yep. you know is we're going to have to go go into all the spying we're going to have to get into active combat like it's going to get really bad you mm -hmm. know that's what it feels like she's saying which oh, yeah. feels ultra dark and i'm not trying to just talk about my feelings you know just, oh, it feels like this it feels like this that that sounds ultra dark messaging from the vice president of the mm -hmm. united states who if they had their way, would be the president next, but they can't, can't sell that. that. They can't sell it. Yeah. So she's got to do it by default if he she, dies. She's young. She's not done in politics. She when Com she's yeah, done enough, she's not done. Yeah. She looks older than she is. She's, she's <laughs> relatively young. Yes, and that you know that is really the point, though, right? Is because the people that are intaking this, right? The this all affects the midterms. People hear this on a day where they're emotionally, may or may not be that emotionally tied to 9-11 anymore, depending on who's watching, of course. But obviously, most of the people watching this corporate press fucking media, watching Meet the Press, are going to be of an older generation you who have, have that attachment. Yeah. They're building up this narrative. They're adding to that weight when it comes to the midterms. And then if all of a sudden they've been funding all of this money to all these MAGA Republicans in the primaries, and now they're going to look at the ballot and, and they they see their the MAGA Republican up against this Democratic fucking establishment shill, it's only going to go one way. This is all built towards securing their power as they go through the midterms because they can't do it off the shit show that we all are living through right now. We all see with our own two eyes. But if this is your reality and you're watching this shit and this is where you get your information, 
you're going you're adopting that narrative right you're gonna believe that these people are fucking domestic terrorists that we're domestic terrorists and you're gonna do everything in your power to vote against that and you're gonna talk about it and you're gonna be with your friends the whole nine yards that's what is that's why this is important she tiptoes around she doesn't have to say it outright by simply putting it out there and well we don't have to compare the two you know we can't think of them the same way but it is a problem and it is scary you you're automatically thinking about the people that joe biden himself the day after january 6th called domestic terrorists he said do not call them protesters he said they are domestic terrorists right so it's not going to look the same but it's the same type of threat yes and you would have to be to your point I'm 27, right? You'd have to be younger than me to not remember 9-11 at all. I was mm -hmm. in the first grade when it happened. So you'd have to be younger than me to not remember it at all. I barely remember the event. It is the, I remember the event happening. I remember watching it. I remember the mm -hmm. day. It's the, it's the subsequent events that stick with me more because I grew up through the global war on terror. I yeah. was raised in That's that time war. of people's brothers and sisters and dads being sent over, right? Yep. So... Dads and moms, right? From everybody, everybody, everybody being sent over, um, especially contractors, especially in a everything. town like this. You yeah. know, people's people's families are being sent all the time. All the time. So you'd have to be younger than me to not remember it. Mm -hmm. And if you're younger than me, you're not. To your point, like I said, you're not getting your news from this. And if you're younger than me, then you already think the Republicans are racist. You already think that they're that they're all of these terrible things. That they're domestic terrorists. You already think, you know, the book boys and the and the whoever's. You know, all the yep. all the all the everything. The, the proud man. boys. Yeah. Um, all those guys. I was like, you what, know? Is, what are their names? Yeah. Again? You. Fuck William Wallace. Yep, that's so, right, man. You were in the Navy. You fought the global war on so, terror. You already believe that those people are a threat to democracy, potentially greater than 9-11 because you don't – potentially greater than the subsequent war on terror because you don't believe in that anyway. You think that was bullshit, that war was nonsense, but you've seen this. Mm -hmm. You watched January 6th. You've seen Donald Trump. You've yeah. watched the speeches. You've heard what he said. You saw what he said at, Charlotte, at Charlottesville. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yep, saw with my – I heard it with my own ears, right? Uh -huh. So you don't have to be – this is fucked up. And – I would be, I'm, I guess I'm. That's darker than when Tim I try Poole to equate saying, this. I'm scared there's going to be a civil war. Worth. Like that, this is darker than. And that's that. really what this is, right? That's because I equate this to midterms because we're talking about the midterm because this does affect the midterms. One hundred percent. This is the full-on establishment adoption of the fact that there is going to be some form of civil conflict, and they are drawing the lines right here. And if, and if you thought that was bad. You wait until you hear our department, our, our head of the Department of Homeland Security talk when he talks about this. And I'm going to play the whole first part of this clip because they, you need to you need to understand how they go from 9/11 to right. now, and, and he he gets real blatant about it. And Deborah, he said her words are totally offensive. You fucking wait, because she dances around it. My orcas doesn't. He goes right into it. It's dark. Before you play mm -hmm. this, you were talking about this feeding into the election, right? Yeah. And this, I think, speaks also to why, again, that tie between the Democratic establishment, the Uniparty, and <clears throat> and corporate media, right? The focus on MAGA Republicans and ultra-MAGA domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. So when you're seeing people around the country, representatives in all these races, people who are winning, Republicans who are winning, who are MAGA Republicans, 
it just it's it's just further underlining that yeah. threat to democracy. Yeah. You remember the uh that they're being elected now. It's not just people. It's not just social media anymore. It's not just crazy yeah. domestic violence on social media because now they're being the, elected in by the, the seats time, of power. By the time these people, the MAGA Republicans, quote unquote, that are winning the Republican office, by the time they're in office, right? Whoever wins is in office. And the stories about the messages from Facebook being shared with the FBI, by the time that story is mainstream, they're going to mm -hmm. say, good, we need to because the, Repu the MAGA Republicans are in office now. They're not just sharing online messages. It's not just Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about Jew space lasers. This now they're in office, and yep. it's not just one or two of them. It's a it's dozens of. They're them. in state level. They're at the they're at the. Uh, they're in federal level representative offices. Yeah. They're running the elections. They're they're the. Uh, God, what is it? The, uh, attorney, the secretary, no, the of secretary of state. Yep. You know they're the ones yep. running the elections. Of course. One final point before we let Marcus dig his own grave here. Um, Tim Pool talked about it a little bit, but it, it made the rounds on Twitter. Kathy Griffin, the failed comedian Kathy Griffin. Okay. <laughs> she, <laughs> with, the Donald her, Trump with her Donald Trump head. She yeah. had uh, recently sent out a tweet, right, that said, um, it's this simple. I'm going to paraphrase, but it's this simple. If Democrats win, there will be a civil war. If Republicans win, everything will be fine. Trying to point. Republicans win? or No. That's oh. what she said. Okay. Pointing. And she later had to come out and say, like, if the Democrats win, the Republicans will start a civil war. Or if the Democrats win, yeah, the Republicans right. will start a civil okay. war. If the Republicans win, then they, you know, then they have the power. That's not at all. Obviously, she was stepping it back. But that's, that's this is what they're talking about here. If these people remain in power, DHS... Secretary Mayorkas will explain to you how dangerous it will be when these people do take power and why it is that that side will potentially start violence because you cannot let domestic terrorists take over the country. Now I see why you wanted to end last summer with a white pill is because this because is, this is dark pill. as fuck, this dude. This is rough. Yeah. So let's uh okay. Let's start this one here. I I hate this is like Jeff Bezos if he was a politician. He looks by like the a way. lizard, bro. He looks like a lizard person. <laughs> Hashtag lizard people. Yeah. Welcome back to the Sunday Show. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Thanks for having How me. So, yeah. Secretary it's Mayorkas. fucking 2022. Why is there still a two-second lag in audio in 2022? Because they're still using 1960s technology. Get the fuck out of here. I Give know. him a cell phone. <laughs> Give him a cell phone and an iPhone give and an AirPod. Because it will be quicker. There won't be a delay. Yeah. That is horrible. If Commentary Magazine podcast can have a long-distance show... While everybody's on a fucking Zoom call, yeah, or people can what is happening? Do a fucking podcast next to next with Michael Malice on their iPhone and their earbud, and there's no delay. This what is, is happening? This is the fucking okay. corporate. I'm sorry. Press. Go so ahead. We will listen to it now. Because <laughs> how are you and and the Department of Homeland Security reflecting on this 21st anniversary of the 9/11 attacks? Jonathan, we um, we're very committed. Uh, to honoring and commemorating the lives that were lost on 9-11 and in the days, weeks and months following as a result of injuries and illnesses suffered on that day. Uh, we commemorate those lives on days like this 
uh, but we also commemorate and honor those lives through the work that we do every single day around this country and around the world to keep the American people safe and secure. But just wait. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security was formed in the wake of the September 11th attacks. How has it evolved since then to safeguard the U.S. from foreign threats? Pause button. Remember that. He does not ask this question, but Mayorkas will get there. He will walk himself to this point. He stops at foreign threats. The, um, Jonathan, the threat landscape has evolved considerably over the last 20 years. You know, back when 9-11 occurred in those, in those years, we were very focused on the foreign terrorists, the individual who sought to do us severe harm to enter the United States and, and do us harm. It then evolved. We began uh, to be more and more concerned about the individual already resident in the United States, radicalized by a foreign terrorist ideology. Now um, we are seeing an emerging threat, of course, over the last several years of the domestic violent extremist, the individual here in the United States radicalized to violence by a foreign terrorist ideology, but also an ideology of hate, anti-government sentiment, false narratives propagated on online platforms, even personal grievances. The threat landscape has evolved. 20 years ago, uppermost in our minds was not the cybersecurity threat, the threat of cyber criminals or foreign adverse. Well, he said it already. That's it, man. It's anti-government anti sentiment. And, you know, um, you know, false narrative personal grievances that's what the terroristic threat is that's what the new terroristic that's how it's evolved from 9-11 it's it's anybody that doesn't agree with us wait there wait okay so let me tie that to right we talked about when the the fbi had their list of domestic violent extremist things leaked mm -hmm. one of those things was mike lover's organization who yeah. fucking fought in the special forces on the global war on terror so you're yep. gonna tell me dhs mayorkas is gonna tell me he's gonna mm -hmm. tell us that mike lover who if i remember correctly was an army ranger um i believe so if i remember correctly i believe he was an army ranger right <laughs> at least that badass yep. at, at some he definitely in the special forces yeah. right so the organization that he helps run to help Americans be prepared is a domestic ex violent extremist group that grew out of 9-11, even though he fought the global war on terror that stemmed from 9-11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because now that the has, guy with the American flag on his hat that that has collided with what we have De we have newly deemed the American flag to stand for. I mean, the Betsy Ross flag is is a, a symbol like, of domestic violent saying? extremism. The Gadsden flag is a is a symbol of domestic violent extremism. What they're saying is that you, if you are not on their side, are a domestic threat. On the anniversary of 9/11, that needs to be handled by the DHS. Yes, the, I mean Homeland Security. This is fucking Patriot Act. This is George Bush and fucking homeboy Cheney. This is what it has them evolved dudes are fascists, into, right? Them dudes Word. are fascists. <laughs> them dudes are fascists. Fuck. Uh, hashtag them dudes were fascists. Wow. And they are still fascists. And now we're all fascists, according to them.
even though they're fascists. So yeah, things are looking up, man. DHS is coming after you. The vice president calling you domestic terrorism. Things are looking good going into midterms, man. That was uh, a week ago. That was less than a week ago. That was less than seven days ago that he talked about that on the Sunday morning show on NBC. How many millions of people saw that? Well, a lot. Well, I mean, not that many. Thank God. <laughs> they fucking <laughs> suck, but. But yeah, no, that's that's the narrative. That's what they're doing. You know, I got I got a little clip in here from um, Hillary Clinton. What the fuck? Dave Rubin showed, but really, if if you're the type of person that's watching Meet the Press and you're watching the Sunday morning show on NBC, you've already seen the Hillary Clinton conversation, and it's it's nowhere near as bad as Mayorkas is, is um, but it's it's not good, man. It is not fucking good. And if that doesn't, for one, if that doesn't get you fired up to get out to the goddamn polls and pretend like this thing actually matters, I don't know what does. Like I said before, I think it was at the end of part one. Now is the time to be undeniable. Joe Rogan talks about this when he's when he's talking about comedy and shit. But now this is it, dude. This is it. If if you want to stop that, these people need to be removed from power. And as of right now, without venturing into the realm of extrajudicial actions this is the only way to do it this is the system right now you got to you got to get these these people out of fucking power and the only way to do that is to get these fucking maga republicans in the office get get people that do not run on a campaign of hating you into office because people that do not call you a domestic violent extremist and put you on a fucking list in some alphabet soup agency to come after you with a fucking gun because what he's just described is actual fascism right so the left throws around the term fascism all the time but yeah. fascism is authoritarian control generally attributed to the right that is enforced with violence right that that's what fascism is this is left-wing fascism he's the head of the department of homeland security mm -hmm. yeah that's their though that is the law enforcement one of the law enforcement wings of the federal government that's that is what they are the department of homeland security yeah they have the ability to arrest you and detain you for being a terrorist for an undetermined amount of time so yeah. there's this, nothing to stop them is, from sending you to gitmo this is actual fascism that's actual dictionary definition definition leftist fascism with with no question right they mm -hmm. call donald trump a fascist all the time i've never seen him strike anybody i've never seen him lock anybody up for his own weird political reasons i've never seen him attack anybody for his own weird political mm -hmm. reasons so i i would this is coming from the the dude who ran on like a campaign message of lock her up lock her up and then when he was in office guess what he didn't, didn't do? do it he didn't lock her up the minute they got power they've done nothing but try to lock him up They've hemmed up 40-plus of his fucking closest associates at this point. They're going after the My Pillow guy. I mean, everybody. They're going after all of his associates. This is fucking dark, dude. This is not just... But the only way they can continue to do this... We have a say in whether they can continue to do this. They're going to continue in some fashion. The deep state is not going to go away, obviously. No. But 
There are individuals that can be removed through. All you got to do is take this little fucking piece of paper and put it in a box. That's all you got to do, man. That's all you got to do. Maybe you go tell your friends about it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got. Nobody's got to pick up a fucking gun. Nobody's got to do anything stupid. Nobody's got to go down and, and you don't even have to go to a fucking protest. I mean, it'll likely work in the opposite if you pick up a gun and try and do something violent. Yeah, that's that's what they want you to likely, do. That's why Biden did made that whole Dark Brandon speech. Exactly. They're trying to get people to, to come out and do that. invoke something to make you upset. They listen to him. Dude. He wants that to happen so they can they can smash his boot down on it. Fulfilling the prophecy that Mayork has just laid out, that this is where it's evolved to. And then when they see that, right now, all they have are these bullshit examples, this fucking Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping thing where they're like, oh shit, there were like three up. FBI guys that were in there, so we're just not going to charge these dudes. That's, we fucked up, you know? Yep. All they have is shit like that. That's, that's not good. Yep. And now they're just trying to sow discord so they can try and get something organic to mm -hmm. foment itself. And That's like, And like you said, that seems like the logical next step. Because what does he do? He starts at 9-11, foreign terrorists. And he goes, okay. And we remember this, too. Like the domestic terrorist, right? Where they the were, Boston they were, bombing. They were the getting, nightclub. Like, they were getting ISIS videos online and becoming, you know, radicalized within. And then it, he took the next step to say, well, now we have this, you know, domestic violent extremist. This is... This is the MAGA folks. This is the people that 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 tried to From overthrow the democracy. Exactly. From it's the same rhetoric. It's all coming after you, man. It's all coming after you. All of us. Yeah. It's all yeah, that's what it really is. It's not just you or them. It's all of Anybody them. Even the fucking sheeple that are but even the sheeple that think that they're on their side, all they are is fucking they're just they're just pawns in their game man they will control them just as much as they're going to throw us in the fucking in the gulag at best it's not it's not good dude it's not good but the you have a chance right now we all have a chance to stop this i'm not a fuck i'm anarchist 101 man i'm into it I recognize that i don't live under that system right now and the only the system we live in right now gives you one vote you got to be smart about that when it comes to midterms. You got to be smart about this because if it's it's gotten this bad in two years, envision so, where we're at in another two when so we're having about a presidential conversation. Joseph's question: Okay, what if the vote doesn't go your way midterm? Then the next presidential election doesn't go your way, and that's we need to reassess the then situation right now. That's all I'm looking at right now is. This you know if, if we're where we're at. I mean, this is what we can do right now. This is what we can do right now, and at that point, I don't know. You know, it's an ever-evolving landscape, as Kamala Harris says, obviously. But you can only react to the situation that we're in right now. Yeah, the so, last yeah. thing you need to do is to try to take a step too far. But you should prepare for the future. 100%. You should. This is the way that you should react now, but you should prepare for the future. You should, yeah, should have been preparing. You know? When is the tyrannical government supposed to be addressed? I, mm, I, I don't agree know. with you. Yeah. The answer... It's never my really a good time. Would be at people's doors, right? And my answer would 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 harken back to the last week or last episode. You hear for that just when we were talking about we played that video for Mr. Guns and Gear, mm -hmm. the ATF showing up at people's house, right? People are not being and I'm not trying to draw too fine of a line, but you have to when you're talking about 
active combat with the federal government, right? The line is when people are being hemmed up, actually hemmed up for for purely political purposes, mm-hmm. right? And, and not the governmental actors. Right. Because that's what we're seeing now is the, is the people, it's all being played on their level right now. And that, that's not necessarily, I mean, when it comes to the ATF coming to your door, that's that's another story altogether and that that's when you would take be charge the line yeah. for me um that would be my answer for you yeah would and, would be at the door so that's yeah. why i would prepare to that end um you know this is something that we've talked about i'm not trying to trail too all too far off you guys are here you're already fucking domestic violent extremists anyway but um you know developing yeah, you're on the list <laughs> Tim says there is no answer. I would say read the Constitution because your door is too late. And I, I, I can't. Everyone has to define where their own line is. So yeah. that would be that would be my answer. And maybe my door is too late. That's probably true. So that's why I'm saying when people are being hemmed up, if you're the first guy, that's unfortunate. You know, I don't. No, I don't know. No one can predict when the first person is going to be the first political prisoner is taken to the gulag. No one knows when yeah. that's going to be. It just happens. Um, well, and realistically, but, when the people show up at your door, we've seen it more than once at this point. There's lots of videos of these, especially like the ATF people coming in to try to enforce some bullshit on you. Yeah. Your constitutional rights still stand with them they won't go far if you when the constitution is being violated when, when you stand at your constitution at the door and say no get the fuck out of here without a warrant they they cannot do anything more than that and they aren't doing anything more than that but they're trying they, they are trying but when they do but when they do like i said that's not going to be you're essentially not going to have a choice at that point and it's not going to be up to you they they're going to be willing to make the first step if you are going to refuse to open the door for them, if they decide to open the door themselves, they've made the choice. Yeah. He says there already are January 6th. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't, all I know is it's dark. And that's that's the thing. I, that's why I'm like, when it comes to... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta hold on to hope. You know, you gotta hold on to the, you gotta hold on to the hope that, mm-hmm. you know, there is. If you, if you're undeniable at the polls, if we exhaust that option, I don't know. I don't know where it goes from there, but that's, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, skip step. You don't want to skip a step. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. You, I mean, it, it seems. You can conceptualize it as much as you want, but the reality of that situation is so dark that nobody can even pretend to understand what that's going to look like. So you just yeah. the logical next step is just just you know be and, undeniable at the ballot box. And I'm not sure, Joseph. I'm not sure that a leader is the answer. I don't think that there is. Well, I think it's like Dave Smith has said. Like I don't think there's a demagogic figure that will you no. know that will arise that will lead us to the end i the, the last person i can think of that got into office that was trying to take the government apart that was trying to take the executive branch apart got shot in the fucking head in dallas they set him up in a situation where he was going to be open in a car with no fucking roof on it and someone shot him in the face mm-hmm. so i don't think a leader is the answer i I think individuals that come together collectively are the answer i think your question as to when that happens is probably the most 
poignant want. Mm-hmm. And I apologize as the host of this show that I don't have a direct answer for it. Um, we do have political prisoners in this country, and I can't even tell you for certain that their constitutional rights are not being violated because the reasons that they're being held in prison in solitary confinement for undetermined periods of time is... I mean, we've seen the... It's horrific, to, yeah. to say the least. So, because we've seen the cases that have been tried and the people that have had actual charges filed against them and it's been you know ruled in the court of law and they're missed their their misdemeanor level charges every single time but By the people that aren't charges they are and but the people that aren't being charged yet are still being just held held you know it's and yeah the the concept of like the leadership concept right is the day you need a leader is that's that's another level in my mind when you require a leader to lead that charge i think is a problem because i think there are multiple leaders in this space now there are multiple leaders that get behind different groups of people that are indeed fighting for similar similar excuse me liberty centered values you know there there are the people like the dave smiths that are just He's got his own tact. There's people like Tim Pool that are leading us a different tact, right? But it it's all essentially loosely aligned in, in the along the road of freedom, if you will. You know, the leave me the fuck alone. Right. And it and I think that is a much better coalition than a single leader being required that would require some kind of, you know, large co if you get to that point, you've already lost a step, you know, but we are a nation of individuals. We're supposed to be a nation of individualists. And it only takes a group of a large enough group of individuals to say, fuck off. We're not doing this anymore. That, That seems like, I don't know. It seems like conceptually, it seems very conceptual, but you got to have that mindset because otherwise you start seeking that 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 singular figure that and more or less doesn't exist because no human could actually personify that and that's they what liberty be real, is but. about anyway especially if you're talking about liberty individual liberty for people in the country you're talking about people pushing back against the government for their own rights because they believe it is best for the collective because we're all deciding to we decided we want to live here together no yeah. matter what jake lines thinks we've all decided right. we want to live decided. here together so, so i am i am alive and that's why that's why the individuals are the answer yes yeah <clears throat> just, just pray that your vote still counts and that's you have to you have to at this point it's a faith-based system that's why I, I the that's been my major bugaboo about the stop the steal general narrative and arguably why you know the the senate was was lost at that point the narrative that your vote doesn't count doesn't help you win votes. it doesn't help (laughs) you win votes exactly and if the minute that your vote actually doesn't matter that's like i said it's that's we're at another realm there we might have had we might i think what really happened in that last election is especially with the the fortification article about that and this all it really did was paint a a picture for a lot of people that thought voting happened a different way that thought there wasn't these exponential levels of corruption that take place right that's been happening for a long time 
that has been happening for a long time. The only difference now is we have a different perspective on it. We can see much clearer today than we ever did before. And it's, it's happened on, it's happened on both sides, but realistically, it's only been happening one way, obviously, because you can tell by who ends up in power over a long period of time that this, this uniparty of people that think essentially the same way about control and authoritarianism and all this stuff, that's all gone that way, one way or the other. But if we still have any say at all, until it becomes legitimately illegitimate, you still got to stick with the same game because that's the game we're all playing at this point, whether it's the right game or the wrong game. These are the rules we're still living under right now. Indeed. I want to live under an anarchist utopian as much as the next person. Why? Because I think I can fend for myself better than my neighbors can. But until these rules are called off. Indeed. I live okay. under this system. And I will. I, you got to play the rules of the game. What do polls show? Do the citizens at large believe there is an election integrity? And hold on, before we before we answer that, to your point, and uh -huh. if you don't believe in the system, right, it's fine. It's fine. But if you choose not to take part, it doesn't it doesn't benefit you not to take part, even if it you does. don't believe in it. Yes, it only takes away from anything. I believe it's a very invalid institution, <clears throat> but I still take part in it because it's the only way I can participate. Essentially, you know, like I understand that. That's like, how do you say. think I feel? If, if we're talking about, you know, your vote doesn't count, how do you think I fucking feel? I don't believe any of these motherfuckers have any authority over me at all. And I wholeheartedly believe that with all my soul. What am I to do? What, am I just supposed to sit here and wallow, you know, in, in, in misery and nihilism? I can only do the best I can. I can recognize also, I could take solace in the fact that I am indeed an American, born an American, and it's much better to be born here and live under this system than it probably was in to be born in, like, Sudan. That's a good deal. I can take that and run with it. I have, the, I have the freedom to argue for anarchy for now. That's a plus. Right now, I can have the freedom to tell everybody to go vote for people that don't fucking hate you. That's a good deal. That is a good deal, and you should do that because that's where we're at right now. The only way we can make a better system at this point without losing everything in the process is to participate in the system the best we can, yeah. whether I like it or not. That's just the way it is. Joseph says, without a true leader, you've chosen at your door. One at a time is how they marched to Auschwitz. And I understand the sentiment, mm -hmm. but I don't even... And we your, can have leaders, But again, man, even leaders. to your point, if, if we use that example, if the Jews had a leader, that would not have stopped them from being marched to Auschwitz. That, that's not the answer in that example. It's no. for them to all have a leader that's telling them the Germans are going to fucking round you up and take you because they, all, they still took their guns. They still did all that shit. That's yeah. not... And a lot of people and if, left. So that's not... I don't think that that is the I like I said I understand your yeah. sentiment but I don't think that's the answer. Yeah. I think that that's why my advice would be to prepare and what I was getting at earlier mm -hmm. as we've talked about on this before to prepare as best as you can. No one knows what's going to happen. So all you can do is mm -hmm. prepare the best that you can. Find a group of people that you trust and that you can have communication with so that if you know that you need some type of help you're not alone. Yeah. That's and be a leader in your own right. Be a leader in your own right for I don't, by doing the best that you can for your own people. And if this system is illegitimate, then a leader to to try and adjust that I don't think is the answer. In that case, the answer is a new system, and again, which I don't think we disagree with you on. Yeah. But <clears throat> the way is not the means. I think, which is also generally why we don't discuss this because 
that's not the headspace that we're operating in. This is yeah. this is the reality of the country that we live in. Yeah. I wrote a piece for our Patreon um, way back in the day, Salt Streets Patreon. Make sure you go subscribe. You can read it. Yeah. Uh, one of the earlier ones that I wrote a piece on, um, Ron DeSantis will not save this country. It's because I don't believe in this single ta- this singular leader being being an answer and i right and that was back when the fucking temperature was way down man i'm like it's, and because it's not it's it's really not it's it's up to mult leaders leaders plural are necessary i think but leaders need to be plural you need to have multiple people arguing for the same thing and whether i agree wholeheartedly with their entire message or not that you know there's a lot of leaders coming through in this this kind of MAGA uprising that's coming through. There's a lot of people arguing. Like, Carrie Lake's one of her big things. It's like school choice. That's a huge deal, man. If you can have a governor of a state that one of her fucking boners is school choice, that is a really good deal, man. You got yeah. a 25-year-old gal from New Hampshire that just won a primary. If she can if she can run... I don't even know what her fucking message is, to be perfectly honest. She's just young and attractive and MAGA. But... You know, if you can get those people in there that'll that'll argue for different aspects of the whole picture, man. You bring more people on board. You have multiple leaders. It's, the country's too goddamn big to have one leader. That's I've been we've been probably talking about that for a while. The idea that a a singular president should be the dude is weird. The fact that's why we have this um, constitutional republic and this, this makeup of this different the different states and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and you got the singular guy who. He's not supposed to be, you know, the the popular vote for the president is a weird concept because he he shouldn't be the he's not like the dictator, man. He's not the king. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It doesn't work like that. It was too goddamn big. You need multiple leaders. You need you need people like Ron DeSantis in Florida that are arguing for people like that that support his ideas. You need people like Carrie Lake that are, you know, trying to rise up and take power in a state that you know th- that generally believes in those concepts you need all these different things and you also need unfortunately you need pieces of shit like gavin newsom to rise up to power through corrupt processes and so on and so forth to show other people that that's bad man you don't want that those are gross you know these ideas are bad ideas you see them fail you watch them rise up you see the fucking energy problems we may or may not get to at some point in the show that breaking point segment that just lead to to bad ideas under the essentially under the the that saying that like uh the road to health paved with good intentions you know the green ideology this green energy thing is all it's a road to hell paved with good intentions it all they all seem like good ideas but they're bad and and some of the most scary ideas presented by the media like school choice seem to be good ideas and you need these multiple leaders to come up to to for a broader coalition of, of, of good ideas to come together so that we can all find out what's good for everybody because we're all individuals. And at the end of the day, we should all be trying to intake all of as many ideas as possible so that we can filter through all that shit and make our own choices about how we want to best pursue our own path to liberty. Right. I, I, don't, I, I think I tried to tie that up too early, but... I just I just don't think the singular leader concept is a good idea, man. It's just I get the concept, but I, I don't think that's 
I don't think that's the path. The no. path and is we, multiple leaders. We're of the mindset, the the shared mindset, that and we agree with you as far as the elections go. This this type of shit. This this system is illegitimate. We one hundred percent, which is why we host this show doing our best to advocate and convince people that individualism and individual liberty and freedom is the is the That's true path right the only way the more people that are convinced of this which is also why we ask you guys to share the show and do things like that because the more people that are convinced of this the m- more real and tangible the illegitimacy of this system becomes right this system is real and it's existing it's the one that we exist in now because enough people are believing in it and giving it legitimacy. And so there is an argument that not voting is an answer to that, but only if you have enough people not voting. And I believe, and I think Colin would agree, at this point in time, it is easier to convince people to vote in a way that will behoove them than to collectively not vote. It's not the way that people's brains are working. And that's mm. not to say that they're... T- we shouldn't be convincing people of that, right? Because, I, again, I think there is an argument to be made for that, but I believe the stronger argument is to your favor that this is the system that we are existing in right now, mm-hmm. and we can exist in this system and also advocate for something better. And I don't think that an individual leader is a better system than uh, the system that we have now of multiple leaders that work collectively with one individual who leads one branch. I don't mm-hmm. think one guy is the answer to that. No. I think that people who are to collectively deciding what they want is the answer. But the answer within that is all of those people collectively deciding that individual freedom and liberty is the answer which is again like i said why we are hosting this show to convince people that this is the answer and this is why this is just a a topic we're doing today which we don't don't usually cover traditional politics like this because the main message of the show when we wrap up the second and third part every single time with this is why this pertains to your liberty and freedom because that's the point of the show Right. These are the things that is happening on the everyday. And this is why it matters to your liberty and freedom. That's why this Mallorca's things matters, because that is directly impacting your individual liberty and freedom. But if people don't recognize that, if people don't see what is happening and feel the threat as an individual, then nothing will happen. And that that I think is your point of people being at their door, feeling the threat. But you have to feel it before they get to your door. And that that I think is the point. Mm -hmm. Right. But if we can't get people to feel that because they aren't thinking from an individual individualistic standpoint they're never going to get to that point yeah and i think that speaks to your your earlier point in one of the earlier segments is the the numbers game aspect of it um you know when i when i talk about like the possibility of we have the numbers and we don't the numbers aren't there yet you know if we did have the numbers obviously I think we'd have the power at that point right so then this wouldn't even really be a conversation but if you don't have the numbers what you have is the idea you have that you have that idea in individualism and in in, in liberty and in freedom and and being able to proselytize that and that is your greatest weapon is to be able to explain to people the powers that come with with liberty and freedom and no single leader will will do that better than than you living out those principles that's that's the best way and that's ultimately you know when i say you're you're the leader be the leader live those principles proselytize freedom and liberty do those things 
they're very convincing. When you take up that mantle to, to pursue a life lived under liberty and, and freedom and respect for people's rights, I mean, it's a very convincing argument when you really get down to it. It's, it's not that hard to sell it to people, man. It's really not because everybody wants to do their own shit. Like, it's a very easy sell. And if you can live your life that way, it's a really easy sell to your, to your friends, to your family. And if, if, that, if that can't spread faster than this corporate press bullshit, I don't know what can't. Yeah. That's that's where the that's where the truth lies. Yeah. That's where the future is, right there. And at the end of it, Joseph, I, I like I said, I agree with you. Yes, when they're at your door, it is too late for you. And that's why my my point to that was that when they're at your door, a leader will not save you. The only hope that you have, and this is the, when they're at your door, is a is a fatalistic last final scenario. Right. That's that is yeah. you. That is the end. That's you, nihilism. Are, right. So, and I don't. I don't blame you for going there, but the only solution I have to that is having some way a true leader will tell the masses that the time has come before they have made it to your door. And I don't, I don't know that that is the case because there isn't mm -hmm. one person that anybody trusts or will listen to. That's, I don't yeah. I think that's where the multiple people who are seeing the same thing is going to be the way to go because yeah. if all the individuals be, live that way, there aren't going to be the a majority of the country who like the way that Colin and I talk. And that's just an example. I'm not saying we're Fact the guys, but <laughs> I'm not, we're not saying we're the guys, but I just, as an example, there aren't, you can use Donald Trump or Joe Biden or anybody you want as an example. You can't get over 50% of the country that likes the way that that dude operates. One leader is not the answer. You need a, a message that reigns true to individuals so they understand. You need a collective understanding that we are all at risk, which is why, again, why our message is that the true threat here is is the government. It is not this government. It is not this administration. It is this power exists in the government. Once this precedent exists, it doesn't matter who the leader is. It could be nope. anybody who is at risk. That is why the individual is the answer, right? When they're at your door, like I said, that it's, it's that's the, the nihilistic, not even nihilistic, That that's the end. That's why my only solution to that is having some type of plan for when they are at your door you have people you can call to try and and deal with that mm -hmm. that that's my answer to that because that's the end at that point you need to be prepared for the end because you're either going to the fucking gulag or you're dying and i would rather die in a shootout at my house than go to the gulag that that's my answer to that a leader won't save you when they're at your door you, yep. you just said that when they're at your door it's too late one person isn't going to convince half the country or, or the majority of the country because that portion of the government is a small, small minority of this country. Yep. They're not even a million people. It's a small minority who are in power and control here, and we all know that. Yep. So it's, it, Lindsey Graham is the same as Kamala Harris, is the same as all these people that are all in power that are all trying to do the same exact thing to you. That is, that is it. And like Colin said, I... I we don't know what what enough is. We don't know what that number is. This this portion mm -hmm. of the country of America that is controlling things, that is deci deciding how this goes, is a ridiculously small minority. So I know I'm not going to continue to go back and forth about this point. I I understand the point that you're making. I don't think that 
a that singular one leader person is, should be in control of a majority of people. I don't think that is the answer. I don't think an no. authoritarian, monarchistic control of people is the way to go. That is why the message of this show is individual freedom and liberty, because that is the answer. People coming together by themselves, mm -hmm. deciding they want to come together, whether it's under one message or multiple people or what the fuck ever, people still have to decide that that is what they want for themselves. Yep. That, at the end of the day, is the answer. You have to decide you want to listen to somebody. You have to decide. The individual is the answer. So There is no such thing as a benevolent dictator that will come no. and save the world. No. That that's, that's doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. They, so, the Romans tried it. It didn't work out so well. It ended in empire. No. You have to decide that that is what you want. If you want empire, you could do that. So If that's what you want. If you want authoritarian control... And a even, single leader is the way. Even to extend that point, that person then has to decide they don't want to become a dictator. That's yeah. the individual has to decide. Even if we all collectively somehow, and I'm, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. Even if we do come together under one person's message, we yeah. all decide to do that, right? Or enough people decide to do that because you're right. You, we don't need all. All you need is enough. Even if enough people decide to do that, that dude still then has to decide to not be. A, di a dictator after that the individual still has to decide the power there for us to all be free for liberty and freedom is in the individual even at the leadership standpoint yep. history being a lesson any lesson it's never gone that way before absolute power still ap corrupts absolutely just like it it does today just like it did for thousands of years there's nothing to change that as as much as it would be nice for it, but but anyways, there's that. Yes. Um, I don't know. Where do we want to spin off from that? <laughs> oh, let's see. I like it. I do like it. I love this. We are commandments. Want to fight for one? We fight for our constitution. Amen. For the ideas instilled upon that constitution, I'll which is individual that. liberty and freedom. That's right. I want to talk some shit about. How stupid the D Democrats are for wanting to vote for a guy that can't talk. <laughs> yes. I, know, I know we already made one president, but for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, one of the most important races going on right now in the Senate, uh, for the Senate, is uh, taking place in, uh, of all states, Pennsylvania. One of the states that were so key in the, uh, the, recent, uh, the recent election. Um, the ones that went against their constitution, if you remember right, I was very upset about that. And then their their own Supreme Court was like, "Yeah, okay. don't worry about okay. that." But um, that was with the the mail in votes and whatnot. Right. But um, just because it required a constitutional amendment, they didn't do it. But the Republican Congress said it was okay, anyways. But there, the the current fight going on right now for Senate is hilariously between um, John Fetterman who is a form is a I forget exactly where he came from. He's kind of a, a union rep formerly of a, a democratic blue collar upbringing, if you will, um, who recently had a, had a stroke right before the, right before the uh, primaries really kicked into gear. Um, and there was during a lot of the campaign. Yeah. During right? the campaign. And it was really kind of, there's a lot of questions about why, he was still running if he was okay there was a lot of time away from the campaign trail so on and so forth but um but he's running and he is he's 
going up against um, none other than the great and powerful of uh, formerly of Oprah Winfrey's Mehmet uh, Oz. Mehmet Oz, yeah, the the yeah, he used to be on Oprah Winfrey show, right? Uh, that was like a thing, and yeah, then he and had, then his, he had own his own spin-off show, show, The Doctors, and, yeah. and then he had his own own show, yeah. I think. So kind of a very, very Trumpian background, if you will, right? Kind of a, a kind of a non-Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. He was a real uh, TV doctor before guy. That I think at some point, I'm sure. But yeah, Mehmet Oz is going up against Fetterman. Fetterman, obviously Democrat, and Oz, being from New Jersey, somehow now identifies as a as a Pennsylvanian, and has won his primary and now is up and coming. Um, and it's kind of a dead heat at this point. For some reason, Fetterman going out there becoming more and more public recently after the stroke and having a understandably very difficult time trying to string a single sentence together that is somewhat coherent. It's a common thing after you have a stroke. You, right. Your aud- auditory systems are really screwed up. So he can he, he can hear too. things. He, you know, he can hear certain things. He can read certain things. He can see certain things. But really, you need a good combination of all of those all at once to really understand what's going on. But then to be able to turn that around and uh, speak in any kind of coherent fashion is very, very difficult. If you listen to any of his latest stuff, it's, it's rather... I mean, we sometimes feel bad when Joe Biden talks. This is exponentially worse than that he sounds like he's having a really hard time recalling his words yes like getting the whole sentence the whole sentence together yeah it's very words that obviously don't belong where they are and it's here and there and it's obviously in his mind and the thought process but you can't string them together coherently and which is obviously a side effect of the stroke yeah right um because he was on Breaking Points before the stroke. Like, he's been a guest on their show before. Oh, yes. I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah. He has a segment, maybe even maybe when they were on the Hill. But oh, he's been yeah. on there before because he's held some form of office before this. Yes. I think he was – I think he's got a similar background mayor, to, like – Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. So he was mayor of something. Buttigieg, where right. he was, like, mayor. So they um, had him on when he was mayor of whatever the fuck mm-hmm. to talk about whatever, whatever the, the fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was on there for. But yeah, he's been on. Um, he looks. On he looks mean. He, he wears a Carhartt sweatshirt. He, you know, he's a man of the a people. Rough looking dude. He is a rough looking. He <laughs> looks <laughs> like he's a steel worker. Yeah. Actually, I've I have met multiple truck drivers that look like him. We'll put it that way. Literally. <laughs> with 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 the fucking with the chin beard and the Carhartt sweatshirt. Like multiple truck, driver. truck drivers. Uh, like construction truck drivers. People that drive yeah. dump trucks, you know, that bring shit to places that need shit. Right. Um <laughs> But anyway. Bring shit to places that need shit. Exactly. I need a load of crushed gravel, I get a load of crushed gravel from fucking Mr. John Chatterman. <laughs> <laughs> But he's a big, you know, kind of a big union type of guy, right. you know. So he's he's popular and he's relatively popular in Pennsylvania. But the the race has kind of come down neck and neck, if you will, and for somehow, Doctor Oz. That's because he's making me those this. He's a piece of shit. Videos and stuff like that, you know. That's a, it was supposed to be like a shoe in for him, but yeah. then he's out there, and he's from New Jersey. He's not there, like he's not from there. No, he's from Jersey. No. And what Deborah says, isn't Oz one of those fake Trumpers? Yeah, he kind of yes, goes he is. back and forth, you know. On he's Hollywood, but without being from Hollywood. 100%. Yeah. yeah, he's been on TV for way too long. New York so. Hollywood, right? That's a different breed of television people than right. New York TV people. Yeah. They're weird. It's no good. It's no good, but uh, but somehow or other, they... It's no better than Dr. Phil. <laughs> 
Well, you know. At least Dr. Phil's been on some of the podcasts I listen to. We'll put it that way. Yeah. At least he can get on there and talk for three hours with Joe Rogan as like somewhat of a normal human. Let's hear Mehmet Oz um, talk. <laughs> shit haulers, Deborah says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. I bought my house from a shit hauler. Thank you very much. He he's a very the, he's a very nice man. He is the man for the criminal. John Fetterman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's big into fucking Cash's right. Dale and shit like that. But criminal crime reform. Yeah. But I don't know what's going on there. The uh the the real big story behind this is he has finally committed to doing a debate. Somehow, I guess the 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 Oz folks, the Oz campaign, have been pushing him, uh, pushing his campaign really hard to try to commit to a debate because, at the end of the day, the Doctor Oz folks want him on stage on a TV showing people what it is they're voting for yes um they have been no they have held no punches when it comes to saying hey this guy has problems and is unhealthy and should not be you know you should vote for me because i can i can at least be in the senate and participate um but that you know but he has agreed to do a debate with certain precautions or certain caveats in place i guess he's gonna have a tell he's gonna have some form of like enhanced closed caption thing and in front of him in front of him and it's i don't know i we're all honestly we're all gonna have to wait to see what the debate ultimately looks like because i don't know about all the technology that's going to need to be in place for that to happen because he recently just did a a trip out to long island of all places to raise money and did an abortion rally um out there and got a lot of fucking money after that and, See, yeah, that's the and, shit that people should not like. I you know. know. I don't like that at all. But and it's be like, if you're from Pennsylvania, why the fuck are you going to New York to raise money? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why does anybody from a different state care about? That's what. That's what I would like. Where's Where's some type of rule? Some type of fucking hey, law? Phil's from Texas. <laughs> some type of. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Some type of law. I like Doctor Phil. You can't take money from out of state. You know, I you recall know, a point. Wow, I recall a point. Let me just say this. I recall a point at which I tried to defend the concept of no out-of-state money yeah. to political elections. Yeah. And somebody convinced me out of it as a bad idea yeah. because they're all... And I think, honestly, I think it speaks to the point you made earlier in the show. So that, we all know that I was a statist when we started the show. Okay. <laughs> right. It was a while ago. But... Uh, but I think it speaks to the point, your point, that this midterm is very national. Yeah. It doesn't fuck all this shit, all this politics are all fucking national. The grassroots, the internet, all this enables. It's that's why Trump has all the goddamn money, and he's not running for another probably a couple months after midterms. Then I'm sure he'll officially run. Right. But all this shit's national, so that's why he's out there doing it. But if you watch that speech. I don't know how you feel good voting for that guy, man. Right. I don't know how you want this guy to go represent your values because he can't represent a sentence. And it's no fault of his own. Mind you, maybe some habits and whatnot, you know, might have led to a stroke, but that's a different deal. But yeah, yeah, but honestly, he's got a medical situation going on. He can't speak. But it's fair to be concerned about that. It's very fair. Because this is for Senate, right? Yeah. So he's going to realistically he'll be saying things on the floor of the senate chambers you know he'll be trying to be like 
I mean, in his yes. job, that's what he's supposed yeah. to be doing, right? So he'll also be like deal making and having you know backdoor conversations with people yeah. and potentially be on some type of committee. I mean, if, you, if he's on a foreign oh, yeah. relations committee, he'll be talking to foreign leaders. Yeah. And I'm not trying to talk shit or anything, but uh, well, this condition should improve over time it should should it should may not but it should yeah so he seems to be getting a little better every day i think that it's a fair concern i think deborah's right the whether or not she's making fun or not i don't know but um, (laughs) their camp oz's campaign said some rough shit because they knew that they could some rough shit throw some shade at him yeah um but also they're not wrong also, he's from fucking New York, Hollywood. So I'm not. He's from Hollywood, <laughs> New York. So I'm not surprised. The worst part is, is he's from Jersey because he wouldn't even yeah. put up the fucking money to be from New York. Yeah, he's from Hollywood, New Jersey, New York. So yeah. I'm not. Surprised if you're a New Yorker who lives in Jersey, we judge you. Okay, I used to live in New York for a long time. That's a whole. That's a whole thing. Noah Noah Rothman on commentary. He doesn't ever claim that he's from New York, although he works in New York. He says he's from Jersey. Because he's not a fucking shill. Yeah. John Podhor- John Podhorance, that crazy ass motherfucker, lives in New York. He is a true New Yorker. If you want to be a New Yorker, you got to put up with that bullshit and live in that shit. You can't take the easy way out and live in Jersey like Doctor Oz did. Yeah. Motherfucker's a shill. He just wants power and attention. I don't understand why he's doing this necessarily, except for maybe more power. Yeah. There's obviously money to be had because you're in Congress, so. Hashtag insider trading, but but at this point, both of these people are both pawns in the political game that is federal government. Realistically, it almost doesn't matter who the fuck they are. It's just yeah. whether they're an R or a D. That's the only importance that's going on here. It's the control over the Senate. And that's the only thing what I'm thinking about. Well, who would I rather, you know, that's the only thing I could think is, well, like we're kind of gunning for more Republicans, so that's really the that's only thing big, that I can say yeah. because this seems like a him. very, you know, we can use 2016 like as a as a frame for all these elections going forward. It's very 2016. It's very yeah. the lesser of two evils. You have yeah. shit in one hand and shit in the other, and it's not going to be good either way. So <laughs> no. that I agree is in. It's bad. Rough. <laughs> it's bad. I'm happy my choice is between Tiffany Smiley. And, uh, Patty Murray. Yeah, and Patty that's Murray. That's easy. That's a good, that's good. I'm into that. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Like, I actually kind of like some of the things Tiffany Smiley says. I'm into that. I like her backstory. I like her, she seems to be a very supportive wife. Patty you know, Murray's been senator like, for like 30 years. Legit, she's, yeah, you know? she's like been. Actual 30 years. Not just me saying 30 years. Like, actually 30, 30 years. years. And. Was like it, longer than I've been alive. Was it years. her? That, like, <laughs> That's not good. Back in the day when the Daily first started to like get on the scene, they did an interview with her, mm. and she talked about her upcoming, and it all had to do with like her kid going to preschool and like trying to get into a co-op, and oh. then the co-op fell apart, and so she needed to like get into politics so that they can get her little small town co-op running again, I so her kids can go to preschool. Right. Yeah, and now look at her. That's on thirty years later. You're a corrupt shill piece of shit. Yeah, that's no good. That's not good, man. And that, I don't know. But that leads me to uh, talk about this fine gal, um, Caroline Levitt. I like that. Came out of fucking nowhere, and I. I uh, that field. She uh, she just won her primary race. Kind of a late primary too. Just just happened uh, last week, I think. 
Um, the youngest woman ever to be in the race, I believe, uh, at least as far as New Hampshire goes. And if elected, she will definitely be the youngest um, youngest person, I think, in the House of Representatives at 25 years old. First, yeah. you know, she's a Gen Zer. She, I believe, worked for the Trump administration at some point. But that's I was, what you said, right? Yeah. She was some type of underling in the, yeah, yeah, you know, somewhere in there. But I, I was when you I just was like to look at her. Stop it. Stop it. No, actually, no. I, I have very misogynistic views yeah. on what her outlooks no, are, and I, I have no futures in that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bad man. Um, but I, I like the fact that there is some form of a right wing Gen Zer getting some power i like that that's that's and when it comes to a state like new hampshire the like when we had shelby on the show yeah you know, like when we had nice. shelby on the show that it was, was nice to see some that was youth very nice. that was conservative indeed not into the wokeness exactly because so many of against them the wokeness actually yeah, especially a woke white female like a, a gen yeah. z female like of that that age there's so many that just go they go woke by default yeah it's it's not good but um, when I was listening to, I was driving around this morning and going to pick up some beers and shit for the show, and I was listening to The Verdict with Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Um, that's a show that I intake on the semi-regular just because sometimes it's good to hear Ted Cruz talk about what he thinks and, and how Morris, far right? from, yeah, from how far from grace he's fallen. But uh, he was talking about her. And apparently he um, she got some some decent GOP support, which I think really pushed her over the finish line and, and got her to win the primary here. And she is in a uh, she's in a neck and neck race at this point. They even according to the polls at this point, they say it could go either way. So she legitimately very soon might be the youngest member of Congress ever to have been in, in the House ever? at 25 years old, a 25 year old female. Ooh, in this Congress, is a picture of her shooting a fifty cal. She's, I mean, she's a gods and guns girl, man. Okay, I will say that so much. Also, in she's these one of those. pictures, she's like way massage. hotter. Yeah, way, way hotter. hotter. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, that is not the good. That's not no, the best picture. They're ever. just trying to do her dirty. That's messed up. I, I also think that as well. Yeah, I think uh, this page right here. I pulled it up. This is the five thirty eight latest polls type of deal, and she's from New Hampshire one, which. If you look at the map in New Hampshire, is the greater part of New Hampshire, including really? the woke-ass city of Portsmouth, which I thought was interesting. How old was she when she was working for the federal government? I don't know, that man. That concerns me. I, <laughs> She's like 21 years old working for the Fed. I have a feeling that she was probably scooped up in this kind of Young Americans for Liberty, you know, YAF type of deal. Um, a lot of these young people that are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old that yeah, are that okay. are getting involved so in the, the liberty movement, and a lot of them stemmed out into to working for the Trump admin through one way or the other. Get her Wikipedia. But yeah, she's up against a guy named Tom Pappas. Um, oh shit, I don't know if it's Tom Pappas. Tom Pappas is a comedian. Yes, but anyways, um, but as of right now, the latest poll is showing her at 42 and him at 47, and that is. Especially when you factor in pulling air, that's a fucking dead heat race right there. It's a toss up. And part of me, misogyny aside, we'll put it this way, I'm very interested to see somebody, um, a new AOC, if you will, from the opposite side. I am interested to see a young, passionate individual that comes out 
from small town America to get into the house and to see what the fuck they can do up there. Because if there's anybody I think that can retain the, as Mayorkas would put it, their radical ideology, would be somebody that's younger, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of these people like Dan Crenshaw, they're part of the reason they fucking shill over to the establishment because they're old enough to go, yeah, I can make more money over there. She I'm going to go ahead and do that. She doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. No, she doesn't. She's fresh on the scene, dude. Wow. Fresh. Fresh face. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to try and find out, like... AOC's not going to be so fresh, so face no more. Mm, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Um, can you do me a favor on your little laptop there? Yep. Uh, pull up what district of the house um, Joe Kent is running in. I don't know what district that is. Um. I think it's District 3. District 3. Let's pull it up because I want to see where he's at because he is also a MAGA Republican yep, who recently run a, run a house race. Uh, he's running against Marie Glusenkamp. This is obviously not working out here. Cycle 2022. How about that, please? Thank you. Kent and Perez. Yeah, Glusenkamp Perez. There we go. 47 45. And I believe Joe Kent is one of the candidates the Democrats help support, if I recall correctly. Okay. I think he got, you know, because it's always like third-party fucking shill company through right, shell right, corporations right. or whatever. But I believe he was somebody that got some of the funds to overthrow this person because the old establishment Republican, I believe, was a, I think she was already in power, I thought. Gluson Kemp? Um, no. Is she? Democratic candidate for office. Is she running or is she an establishment? Oh, you mean before this? Yeah. Is she in oh, power now? Is she no, in the seat? No, I don't seat? think so. No, yeah. the two are vying for the seat held by six-term incumbent rep Jamie Herrera yes. Butler. And, she, and Butler was a Republican. Yeah. And so they want Joe Kent to be the candidate so they can get their Democrat in that spot. He's a good-looking lad, too. He Let's is a good-looking lad. on everybody's looks for the Absolutely. rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> totally surface-level fucking shit over here. That's well, all that matters I mean, to me, Joe Garrett. This is only what they look like. And so. let's not... Let's remember. <laughs> the Come only on. reason Justin Trudeau is in fucking power right now is because he's a goddamn pretty boy. How many motherfucking people voted for him originally because he was attractive? That is a real-life deal, dude. I wonder how many other people in Congress are there. Lauren, because Lauren Boebert. Good. Lauren Bobert. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, she Listen, don't have that much to say. <laughs> she, yeah, you. She talks for five minutes. I just want to shut the goddamn fucking computer off. But yeah, one day we should just roll. Marjorie Taylor Green at least has stuff to say. You know, you listen to her on Tim Cast and stuff like that. She's a normal human being. Yeah, you know. I don't like... She's crazy like your mom. You know? yes. Not like your mom, like, like your aunt. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, like your like, mom. You know? yeah, she's, she's crazy your crazy like aunt, your mom. But she's normal. She's, yeah. a nice, she's a nice lady. I like her. She's been on Timcast twice, and she has some crazy shit to say sometimes, but she seems like a normal person, man. Yeah. Like, she seems a little out of her depth sometimes, but she seems normal, and that's why I like MTG. You know, the the Jewish space lasers thing? Like, there's a story behind that. She would be fun to hang out with. And it doesn't involve Jewish space lasers, yeah, which is she, funny. She would be fun to hang out with. She would be fun to like, hang out for with. for sure. I'd throw back a few beers. If you her. went to her house, yeah, had a Fuck barbecue yeah. or something, she would be a lot of fun to hang out with. I, If I had a house party, I'd call her to come hang out because yeah. she would be fun. You know what I mean? That, that would be a good go, time. MTG! Morgan would love her. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, 
Oh man. But yeah, uh, Joe Kent. Yeah, I, I hope for the best for Joe Kent. You know, he's got a really tragic story too. That guy. He's uh, his wife died in Iraq. Right. They're both. They were both active right. duty. She got killed in the line of combat. And yeah, it's not, fucked up. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. She worked for like the CIA, right? Something like that. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, I think that she worked for the CIA. Yeah. All I know is she got blown up doing some crazy shit for the state, but yeah. you know, over there and now, I I can't imagine what that would be like. And for him to be retelling that story all the time, it's fucking tragic, dude. But and I like what he says for the most part. He's you know he's a he's a big MAGA guy, but he's a we got to remember a lot of the MAGA people are. He's they, big on the border, right? He's big on the border. Yeah. Um, I, he's not especially I think because he's in Washington, he's not that big into stop the steal. Right. Because let's be realistic, stop the steal doesn't get you votes. No, not here. It actually. Dis, it, it dissuades votes, especially around here. But he's big on the border. He's big on America first. He wants people to be doing shit here. We have a lot. I mean, we're on the West Coast. Um, I'm f- fairly sure uh, we had a during World War II we had a big kind of Japanese internment camp oh, yeah. situation here because oh, yeah. because of where we're at on the West Coast. Yes. It's a big deal. We have a lot of trade with the East. Hemmed them all up. You know, yeah, our Chinatown's did. popping. We yeah. got We got you. Sid. You want a good. You want a good. You want a good Sid. You good Sid. Go to you the know? Chinatown Industrial no District. Word. You know, just there's... avoid whatever that big fucking building is. <laughs> just don't go there. Just don't go there. Where yeah. everybody's shooting up heroin. Don't yeah, go there. Had a big acronym, but, but don't go there. <laughs> but it's a big deal here. You know what I mean? So I, I'm excited Asian to see what Joe Kent would do. He's down, uh, down south, kind of the the district that is the first in line after you cross the river from Oregon to Washington, I believe, that Vancouver area, which for him to be for him to get past the primary like that and to maintain any kind of popular support, I think it's a big deal because there are a lot of Portlandites that live in Vancouver for one reason or another. Van- Portland is very, very expensive, but Vancouver, it, it might have sales tax, yeah. but the houses are cheaper. You know this, what I mean? The article says they're going to have a debate on the 15th. Ooh. Um, this says, candidates for Washington's 3rd Congressional District, Joe Kent and Marie Glusenkamp Perez, Washugal, <laughs> uh, oh, that's where she's from, will face, an, uh, will face off in a debate held by the League of Women Voters on October 15th. At least it's before early voting. Five newspapers, the Chronicle, the Columbian, the Daily News, El Waco's Chinook Observer, and the Skamania County Pioneer are co-sponsors of the debate. Journalists from each of the news outlets will prepare questions for the candidates who will face off on the November 8th general election. Herrera Butler was elected in 2010 to represent the 3rd District, then re-elected five times before August 3rd primary defeat by Kent and Perez. Four chapters of the League of Women Voters from Clark... Klickitat, Skamania, Lewis, and Callitz counties are debate hosts. The 3rd Congressional District serves a diverse region, wrote Legion of Women Very Voter, diverse. Clark County Vice President Judy Stanton in a news release. And we are including journalists from throughout the district to make sure the candidate address issues that are of concern to all of their potential constituents. I'm watching that shit. A 101-year-old nonprofit league is well <laughs> known for its history of hosting non You keep talking. Debates. I'm going to go pee real quick. Okay. Stan noted that the campaign for the third district has drawn extensive attention, including, oh, Jesus Christ. Are you okay? 
including coverage by the New York Times and the Washington Post, in part because the new candidates hold distinctly differing positions on a number of issues, including abortion and legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election. And that's again, speaks to the point of these elections being nationalized, right? The Washington Post and the New York Times are still covering this election. As always, because of our experience and our commitment to impartiality, the League is up to the task of conducting a nonpartisan event that will provide voters with important information about the candidates and their positions. Clark Vancouver Television, a government access cable channel, will provide will handle production and air the debate live. TVW, Washington's Public Affairs Network, also has agreed to air the event. We also used to have a channel that UW hosted, University of Washington, that was a surgery channel. And you could watch knee replacements and all kinds of wild stuff just on public access television. It was one of the craziest things I have ever seen. Do you remember that? I leave to go pee and we're talking about public access television. Is that where they're hosting the debate? They're hosting on TVW, yeah. And then I oh, said yeah. there we used to have, do you remember yes. the UW surgery channel? Yeah. That was okay. wild, right? So. I remember when TLC used to be nothing but surgeries. I remember that. But yeah, the that was because it was from UW Medical School. Yeah, right? so it was the top view. You saw yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> wild. It was wild. Yeah. Now, there was a question I was going to ask you about Joe Kent. Okay. Um, because the counties that he um, his district is in, right, is because obviously because of fucking the way gerrymandering and stuff works out, it crosses multiple counties and not all of one county and all the other. But um, a lot of those counties were pretty heavily affected by the the mandates and COVID, I think, which I think gave him a lot of um, power. I think that gave him a lot of populist support, if you will, um, because because of Vancouver being there in the populist center of Vancouver, being that kind of like, voting powerhouse with the numbers but then surrounded if you will um pull up a picture of the of the actual district right you'll see it it's it's pretty vast and that's why when they when they talk about a diverse voting district it's pretty big if i recall correctly there's a lot of people there and i think we're very included in that district that area of COVID mandates, COVID lockdowns and shit like that, that were really, really, really opposed yeah, to that kind of shit. Chunks of like four different counties. Exactly. And a lot of those counties were like working class, blue collar fucking Americans who were, County, who were more interested County. in going to work than being told to stay the fuck home. Yakima County, the very edge of King County, I think. Yeah. A lot of, like, yeah, when, when you drive to like Mount Rainier or something like that, like you go through that, that area and that is... Those are the people right now that still have Trump fucking 2020 flags flying high. I mean, you you drive down there, they're still loud and proud. I mean, they, oh, I sorry. think this he's is, got a good plan. District 3? This is Pierce County Council District 3. This is oh, wrong. Pierce County. That's yeah. yeah, you know. Pierce County is like Tacoma and shit, right? Um, Pierce County. Gig Harbor. Eatonville. Is that fucking? Yeah. yeah so I'm I think on, he's got a chance, though. 45, 47. Considering how angry everybody is and who how anti-establishment everybody is, I think this has got a good. I think he's got a good chance at getting in there, being in, being involved in the house, and pretty soon that that small group of uh, 
you know, they kind of make up the right wing oh, squad, shit. if okay, you will. Okay, yeah, District 3, uh, Pacific County, Lewis County, Wahiacum mm-hmm. uh, County, Cowlitz, Clark, <laughs> Whatcom? Skamini, no, no. <laughs> Wahiacum. No. <laughs> I'm going to pull this up so that we could we can actually show everybody I should have thought about that. That's Wa- not Wacom County. Get out of here. I know how to read. It's small. Cowlitz, Clark, Skamania, and Click Attack County. Yeah, District 3 is huge. Oh, yeah, that's a big, that's a big boy. Yeah. Um, oh, come on, Google. You just showed me on the thing, but you want to show me here? You know, Go to wait. images, bro. Oh, yeah, images. Google images. You got to remember, I'm an old dude. I gotta, I'm not quite Jamie. But, yeah, if you look at that, man, that's a big. Yeah, that here one we go, on right here. Right, that's the one I looked at. There this one? Go. Yeah. That's See, big shit right there. Wakikum, bro. Wakikum. I told you, that's not Wakikum. That's Wakikum. So there you go. Yeah, good, congratulations. You got it on like the sixth try. <laughs> Get out of here. Notice Last I said time. it after you said it once. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's the one. Last Wakayakum. time you asked me how many counties we had, I was like, I don't know, like 15. <laughs> and there's like 40 of them. <laughs> so <laughs> many. So many. And there's our county right there. That stupid little fucking, we're the armpit of Washington. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, so he's talking because you got the uh, is that Grace Harbor, or is that Grace Harbor? Shit, yeah, I think that's the top. And, yeah, because the, yeah, I don't know. No, I think that top one. The top one is Grace yeah. Harbor, and then is that Ocean Shores don't, and shit, or is that do Long Beach? Don't I, I don't know. Either way, all I'm saying is that Doesn't when matter. it comes to the woke ass part of the Pacific Northwest, yeah, it's only in small enclaves like Seattle, yes. a couple of the suburbs around that shit. But then when you get down south, there's like Vancouver and shit like that. So you get some real woke ass people when you get close to Portland. But the vast majority of the state, including a lot of his district, I think will support him. And I think that's a good deal, man. I think that's a good deal for Washington. I think that's a good deal for the federals, the federal government, as far as that illegitimate body is concerned. And this election in the midterms, I think that's a good deal. So I'm I'm hoping for the best. He seems like a nice guy. He goes out there. He does events for like four fucking people sometimes. You yeah. see that shit on Twitter, and it gets, yeah. I kind of get sad. But I like that. You go, Joe Kent. I like that in a in a representative who will show up. He's the band that shows up to the place where there's no fans. <laughs> because you really let's like look. Joe Kent, huh? I I like his spirit. We'll put it that way. I like his spirit. <laughs> I love how pro-democracy you are today. I, like I, I gotta be, dude, because if it. we don't do this at this point, I am... You I'm watch gonna me, lose dude. it, man. <laughs> you watch me. After Republicans sweep the midterms, nothing but black pills, bro. That's what's happening. <laughs> I gotta put all my chips in this basket. Okay, and then let's tie this bad boy off with... Mm, something I think is relatively important when it comes to this loving this giant big loving thing we have called democracy um uh we have this this process called debating and it's important for these these people to be for these these people that want to be in the elected representative body right they if they want to sit there and pretend like they actually represent the people that elected them it is important for them to get on a public stage and debate the issues at hand at the time to the voters that they're asking for their vote, right? So they can get in power, then become corrupt and make millions of dollars. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Now, my big issue right here. This is a big one because we've been following this for a long time. The people that are watching this, obviously, the, the people in the chat, you came from IRL, so you know who Carrie Lake is. But Carrie Lake being the former local news anchor from okay. Arizona, right? Very popular in the area. She got on this political campaign after leaving the corporate press and started to run for governor. And she became very popular. She adopted the the stop the steal message. She she really hit on the border because Arizona is a border state and they are fucked by immigration. Something we we talked about in part two a lot. She's massively huge on school choice. Um, I think in part due to the influence of showing up on TimCast and getting a little bit different perspectives and things. I think it's a beautiful thing. Okay. The fact that she's willing to come on a podcast for the alt media like TimCast, I think speaks fucking volumes to who this woman is. She's interested in hearing different perspectives, understanding them, intaking them, digesting them, and realizing whether or not they might benefit her state if she were to become governor. Now, the person that she is running against is a gal named Katie Hobbs, who is essentially the wife of a rich-ass, really influential person from Arizona, who has never been she in politics. Mean. She's she is mean. Uh, she's, she is mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's not. She is. She's never. Let's put it this way: if if Carrie Lake is a populist candidate, uh, Katie Hobbs is. The antithesis, the opposite of a populist candidate. She is an establishment shill, okay. period. And and by shill, I mean she's never really been involved in this shit before. She's just got backing. Okay. Um, but the big news behind this one and the talking point behind this one is the she has declined to debate Carrie Lake now that Carrie Lake has won the primary. Um, this is a problem for me. Doug Ducey, the current governor, is um, not going to be reelected. And so it is going to be one of these two people. It's going to be either Katie Hobbs or it's going to be Carrie Lake. I don't. I am very uncomfortable with the fact that Carrie Lake is refusing to debate. And essentially what she's asking for at this point, she says she doesn't want to debate. What she wants Wait, to Katie do. Katie Hobbs or Katie, Katie Hobbs? Okay. Katie Hobbs is refusing to debate. So let, let me just read this article real quick. Um, this is from uh, U.S. News. Democrat Katie Hobbs, campaign for Arizona governor, has ended negotiations with the state commissioning over the, the state commission overseeing candidates debates to come to an agreement that would see her face off with Republican Carrie Lake. Um, Phoenix Democrat Carrie Hobbs campaign announced Sunday that she would not debate Republican Carrie Lake as the two battle for the Arizona governor's office, calling off any negotiations with Lake and the state commissioning overseeing debates. How exactly do you expect to be elected governor if you do not commit to a debate with your opposition? If you cannot get on onto the public square through television or radio. I don't care how you do it. If you refuse to debate your opponent, I have a serious problem with that. I have a serious problem with you trying to run for an elected office strictly on promises made through a campaign, never willing to put them up for, for scrutiny against right. your opponent. Face and any now, type of questioning yeah. or pushback or anything at all. Exactly. And whereas when you when you compare that to her opponent, Carrie Lake, who is willing to come on an internet podcast 
that is watched by multiple multiple because she was on michael malice she was indeed yeah and she's on steven crowder which can i just say she was on steven crowder she was indeed and steven crowder if you recall if you if you watch that episode, about she was hot, right? She, he is like uncomfortably. He it's uncomfortable to watch him fawn over Carrie Lake. That's he weird. sat there. Here, let me let me change the camera real quick before I take the pose. He did the whole interview like that. <laughs> you know, he, he, he was like, oh, my God, this lady, she's so, oh, my God. He fawned over her like That's nothing, bro, which is weird because she's attractive, but she's not. I mean, we also have 25-year-old New Hampshire candidate, but. Um, Let's see it. You know, she's, you know, she's Carrie Lake. I mean, I, I like her. She's, I like her ideas for the most part, you know, other than when she really gets on stuff to steal shit, but. She's pretty. Um, she is pretty. She's a, she's pretty. I mean, she used to be a news anchor for Arizona for a Who, very long what's time. What's the name of the Levitt? That that woman's cuter than this one. You ageist motherfucker. Why does she? Why does she say she won't do it? Yeah. What's her reason what? for not? So she doesn't get necessarily give a reason what she does she's proposing an alternative where she is and i apologize i should have got there before this but she she is proposing an alternative where she will have an interview with the moderator individually she wants to have a moderator run interview and she hasn't given a particular reason um the reasoning if you were to ask me is carrie lake is a very seasoned media veteran Carrie Lake would wipe the fucking floor with Katie Hobbs. Right. Katie Hobbs is not somebody that has been in politics. She hasn't been in the public view for a long time. Nobody fucking knows her. Um, so if you were to ask me, that's the reason why. It's because she knows she will tank the fucking vote if she gets in front of a camera with Carrie Lake. I think that the, the establishment narrative is that Carrie Lake is a psycho... Um, stop this deal, ultra mega candidate. So Certainly it's not worth the TV her, right? time. But as we know, like from Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you follow just Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter, you'll think she's kind of she's kind of a wacko. Yeah. You know, if you hear exactly what you hear from the, from the establishment corporate press, social media is crazy. Real life. But if you listen to if you listen to MTG on somebody like Timcast, where she can get on there for two hours and be herself. She's a normal goddamn human being. Carrie Lake is a very normal person. I did not like her on the Crowder podcast, but that's that's aside because Crowder's show is something totally different. I got problems with Crowder, Crowder, but Crowder is Crowder. Crowder, Crowder. Is Crowder. Um, but I like Carrie. I like I like where she's at. I I generally believe that she believes what she says. She here she's a genuine person. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, she's she she's good people. Um, whereas. You know, I think generally speaking, yeah, if she was getting on the debate space with, with Carrie, Trump. yeah, she is. She's hardcore with Donald Trump. Yeah, she they they want to be the same. She I mean, she Megan candidate. That's, that's where it's at. I'm here for it. But you know, it's it is what it is. You know, this this is the reality we have to deal in. Like I said, what what's going on? You fucking with it? There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah one of your straps get loose. Little bouncy bouncies. All right, I'll get new mics next. That's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> We got the new cameras. That's right. right. They look good. Fucking, fucking bougie PPF motherfucker. I like it, man. 
She is, man. And, I like it. And you would only know that. I if, promise I care about more than looks, Deborah. It's not. That's all right. But I'm a 20 something. That's good. You're an establishment, white picket fence, yeah, two child family, all right? I, I don't got no kids. I'm married. But I don't got no kids. I can be the misogynist in the, in this podcast. That's I'll fine. Just leave it to you. I don't know. It She's looks like right. Larry Elder. I wonder if Larry Elder did an interview with her. I like Larry Elder. I for the most part. For the most part, yeah. I like Larry. I don't Elder. like love Larry Elder. I he like Larry needs Elder. he needs to not be in California. Is what he needs to do. They don't want him to get out, man. Nobody wants. When they're him calling there. you the black face of white supremacy, you should leave. You know, yeah. they don't want you there. It's a good time to go. Yeah. It is, a, it is a really good time to yeah, go for Larry Elder. I mean, but he can't because that's he's got a radio show. He's got the whole day. He's old school. You know, that's where he's at. But but Carrie Lake, on the other hand, I if I was – I'm not a bet man. I got multiple hundreds of dollars on football this year. But um, I'm not a bet man. But if I was, uh, I would put my money on Carrie Lake because she's fucking fantastic. This I says... like Crowder and Dave is awesome. You mean Dave Lando? Because yeah. I'm not going to lie. If Dave Landau wasn't on Crowder's show, I don't know if I'd be a regular anymore. I can't read the whole thing because USA Today wants me to subscribe. But I subscribed um, to New York Times again this morning because says, I needed an article. Echoing Trump, Arizona governor candidate Carrie Lake calls immigrants rapists. No, she doesn't, yeah. first of all. But the media might have a field day with this one, but I'm going to just repeat something President Trump said a long time ago, and it got him in a lot of trouble. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, and they're rapists, and that's who's coming across our border. I believe that's like an that's, actual quote from her. That's from a him. fact. Um, this is a, it's a quote from her. Yeah. Um, but I believe that's his exact words. His exact they words. They are bringing <laughs> drugs, they're bringing this, and they are rapists. Yeah. So, and when he said it, he, if I remember correctly, he was talking pretty specifically about the people that were bringing crime here. This is one of those things like the Charlottesville thing that's been debunked by the right, like mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again. That's like, well, that's not exactly what he said, you know? And the Charlottesville thing, like the, the corporate media is always clipping mm -hmm. it, you know, Aww. right after he says, well, they should be totally disavowed, yeah. but there were good people on both sides. They're yeah. like, let's just take just the half, the second half of that part. Yeah. And that's like what really matters, you Which know? Which brings me to my fucking uh, failed comedian, Donald Trump head. Um, oh, fucking Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Uh, her point to the, the the fact that Democrats are trying to start a civil war because that's not correct. They're trying to stoke division in this situation. That is not correct. The f I heard a story the other day on some pat one of the podcasts we listen to, generally speaking. But um, the cartels generally are in charge of most of the mi the illegal migration across the border, right? Okay. And some of these um, underage women coming across have been have been they they come across and they take rape tests yeah and there's it's it's dark it's dark but there's like dna from like over a dozen people okay you do the math on that right and that's and i think that has to do mostly with the cartel members involved obviously in that yeah. situation but like it doesn't when you say that, like, when Carrie Lake says that, they, you know, they're bringing their, you know, they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, and 
That's because these are the people that are is doing that because they're on the border and these right. people are doing that shit, man. And when motherfuckers in Martha's Vineyard hear that shit, they right. think, oh, you're being a yeah, you're so fucking weird. a bunch of racists and shit. But this, it's not good, but that's not one of wrong. Those things. Yeah. Yes. And these people are it's it's bad, man. And Carrie Lake wants to stop that shit. So I'm I'm down with the sickness, man. I'm down with the Carrie Lake. You know, fucking shout out. Oh god damn it! Are you sure? Never mind, never mind. We, we won't shout that out. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's there's I I almost wish I was from Arizona. So Carrie Lake rips Katie Carrie Lake. Hobbs for refusing to debate. She uh-huh. knows she will get roasted on stage. Carrie Lake, GOP nominee for That's governor Trump of Arizona, said shares her experience on campaign trail and strategy for dealing with mainstream media on Tucker Carlson tonight. Well, she seems to be getting away with it, but she's getting raked over the coals even by the mainstream media. But it will, but it tells you how little she thinks of her staff and her supporters thinks about her. Mm-hmm. They will rather let her just get trashed right now in the media. They show for the debate because they know that she has no policy to stand on. She's got a terrible back. She's got a terrible back. When you look back. When she was a legislator, she voted against a border wall. She voted against a virtual border wall. She voted to get voted. She voted to get voted against funding border security. But yet she that's did. like a direct. This is thing, from. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be. That's like a yeah. um, they're assholes. Real clear politics. We're like, we're just going to make her look stupid. Yeah. But yet do that did. to Joe Biden, for God's sakes. But yet she did. They did it to Trump, too. Yet she did right make legislation to make sure <laughs> we start teaching such sex education in kindergarten her priorities are whacked and the people of arizona are really turned off by the fact that she won't show up for debate it's a job interview the people of arizona are hire the hiring manager and we're showing up for a job interview so- you don't get the job if you don't show up for the interview but she knows that she'll get roasted on stage because of her background yeah, yeah. why would they write it like that be they do that because um, that's like a direct quote from her while she's on stage, like athletes. She's blah, on blah, Tucker blah. Carlson. Yeah. yeah, and so she's like just talking, and you know, some people stupid. fumble over their words and stuff like that. So they'll transcribe exactly what she said to try to make her look like a fucking idiot. That's so stupid. Yeah, which I, you know, whereas in the inverse, they change what Joe Biden says to make it coherent, so you can actually read it as a sentence. But that's that's dark, man. Welcome to the darkness, bro. Jeez. This is the midterms, man. Everything's at fucking. She was on cable news for years, but let's gonna she make was, it look man. like she doesn't know how to be on television. Well, if it goes against the establishment, Jeez, we gotta take guys. her down, man. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like none of this. I don't like, for one, I don't like de- defending democracy. Mm. First of all, because I'm not a fan myself. But when it comes to the preservation of me having the ability to uh, proselytize anarchism. You know, according to Mayorkas, I am enemy number one. I'm 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 first in the gulag, so I'm trying to defer that as 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 long as possible. And, yeah, and I would I would much prefer somebody. You know, we get these MAGA Republicans. God, I never thought I'd be saying that shit. I, I would much prefer these MAGA Republicans get in office and and we remove this disgusting authoritarianism. We we can defer that as long as possible. That's what I would prefer. And somebody like Carrie Lake, somebody like our, our fuck, I forget her name now, Kath, Kath, the Gen Z gal. Uh, K- 
Caroline. Colleen Levitt, Caroline Levitt. Uh, I'd like her to be in power. I'd like you know all these people to to that are generally more pro-America, generally more open to free speech. I'd, I'd I'd very much like them to be in power and to stop the the onslaught of authoritarianism, or at least slow it the fuck down a little bit. Yeah. I would very much like that when it comes to the midterms. And that's where I'm at with midterms. Okay. Um, we haven't talked about inflation, but inflation's bad. We'll put it that way. It's not good. It's real bad, and it's not going to get any better. So there's that. That's about. I no, mean, no, we can no, go into no. the details, but it's fucking terrible, and it's going to continue to be terrible. Done. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to wrap the segment up or not. But. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we can close this out here, and we'll come back, and we'll do uh, the grab bag. Yep. A bunch of, you know. Elon Musk and Twitter, man. Yep. Got a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> Another dark segment. <laughs> yep. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry for that long break there, but we are back. We are back. For part four of Salt of the Streets, episode 133. I am Donovan. I'm Colin. We are happy to have you guys. I so gotta far. lead this one, don't I? I gotta get the clips ready. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you're coming at it again. That's right. You know, you've been crushing it this episode. Uh, you've been watching I'm here us here today. on YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We also have our Instagram, our Patreon at Salt of the Streets. You can go there, sign up, subscribe, help us make more, better content just like this. We also have the newsletters we have the book clubs um the review previews the beer shows all these beautiful things so go there sign up become patrons uh, you can find all this information assault of the streets.com this last segment is brought to you by lexi kyle on twitch if you want to watch some gaming go there subscribe and watch yes and <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Colin is going to bring us. She's got a last bag. stream tonight. Last stream uh, oh, for right. a while, anyways. Yeah. Because yeah, she uh, going to be got a job as a flight attendant, so yeah. she's going to training tomorrow on that flight grind. Uh, yep. And so she's got her last big stream tonight. So on Twitch, Lexi Kyle, make sure to be there. Be square. I'm going to be there. Be good. We got some people there. There you go. Um, we'll see how. I don't long know if we're going to have an awake. after party, but we might have an after party tonight. I might convince her to do that because it's her last one. And I usually go home eat. Put Dax down and promptly fall asleep on the couch. You fucking bitch ass motherfucker, that white picket fence old man. Yeah, how my after show Saturdays. How go. old are you again? Twenty seven. <laughs> Ninety five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. So um grab bag time, which means it is anything can happen. Yeah. Um but we are gonna lead off today because I've been I I don't know why. I just have this thing with Elon Musk. I like him. I follow him. You do? You know, I'm a big fan of the Musk man. And uh, so his – we've all been through – we talked about it on the show multiple times. But the uh, the acquisition uh, prospects from Twitter. Yes. Getting that whole deal. And he has recently uh, – I believe we talked about the show at the time, but he's recently backed out of that. He's tried to back out of the deal. The he's Twitter board to just certified that. They that certainly sale, did. Though. Surprisingly – they certified the purchase of the sale the same day the whistleblower we're about to talk to and we're about to watch the videos of uh, testified to Congress, oh. which uh, adds to the actually we'll start off with the we'll start off with the news article and then we'll get into the actual videos of the whistleblower accounts and adding to the reasons why Elon Musk was trying to back out of the deal. <clears throat> Because there's multiple originally, mul originally Elon Musk tried to back out of the deal because Twitter li Twitter lied about the amount of bots, bots. on the 
And it's not necessarily they lied. They lied about knowing. They, they lied because they didn't know how many bots there were on the platform because they couldn't possibly know how many bots that were on the platform because they were fucking idiots. And they decided to do like a random selection of 100 accounts. 100 on a platform like Twitter that has millions of people on it. Um, and decide whatever whatever percentage of bots were in that 100 was the amount of bots that were on the platform. So that's accurate. Fucking hashtag fucking Twitter logic. But um, so we tried to back out of the deal on that. Originally, they were like, yeah, fuck that. That's not going to happen. I got a cat now. Uh, maybe she'll go up on the shoulder. She likes to go up on the shoulder. Um, and but now we had a whistleblower come out recently who was the head of Twitter. And hopefully I believe this Fox News article, this uh, Fox Business article talks a little bit about it okay. before we actually watch the videos. Now, I don't know anything we'll about this. this. Exactly. This is all new this to is, me. This is all new. So the headline, Elon Musk adds Twitter whistleblower allegation to amended countersuit because, yeah, he sued before this happened and then it all happened about the same day so elon musk legal team has amended its countersuit against twitter on thursday to include allegations from the social media giants former security chief peter quote mudge that's his online because he tag. used to be a hacker right? mudge once a hacker always a hacker but yeah yeah um uh, peter zotko uh, well, Musk countersuit claims that uh, Twitter breached its obligation under his $44 billion acquisition agreement by misrepresenting the total number of spam and fake accounts on its platform, a.k.a. the bots. Twitter was Twitter has maintained that spam and fake accounts make up less than 5% of its users. Quote, needless to say, the newest revelations make undeniably clear that the Musk uh, parties have the full right to walk away from the merger agreement the numer for numerous independently sufficient reasons, the filing said. Um, Zucko filed an 84-page whistleblower complaint with Congress, the U.S. Secret Securities and Exchange Commission, the Federal Trade Commission, and the Department of Justice in July, accusing Twitter of extremely egregious deficiencies in his cybersecurity. He testified before the Senate J Judiciary Committee this week that government of in that the government of India placed an agent of Twitter and at Twitter and that he was made aware of at least one agent from the Chinese government intelligence service who was quote on the payroll. At Twitter? At Twitter. So not only just one from the Indian government, but also a Chinese intelligent agent on the payroll. Plus, whoever works there from our government. Because yes. Because we know for sure there's a ton of people who used to work in the government that go work at different social media companies. Well, yes. And that is. Well, yes. Yes. And that is not. That's not a secret because, yes, a part of the revolving door of government at this point when it comes to the bureaucratic state the deep state the faceless nameless gray shirts is if you are involved on the governmental level in cybersecurity, you immediately walk out the door to a exponential pay increase to go work for a social media company in their cybersecurity department and so a vast majority of employees at twitter facebook meta the whole nine yards all the big tech platforms google are all formerly employees that worked at like CIA, NSA, you know, all the motherfuckers. That's where they were all at, and now they just make big paychecks over in the private sector. Right. Um, so that being said, 
Do you have any comments thus far before we dive into the actual video? Let's 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 watch some video from from the testimony, and then we'll then we'll dive into this. Foreign governments in this bitch, huh? Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's start with his opening statement because it's uh it's about four minutes. We don't have to actually. Fuck. I hate the fact I pull up these these things on YouTube. I have them time stamped. Oh, and they don't. And stay then they don't stay there. But I believe it's around here because he goes over in his opening statement a couple of the main problems. The first problem being. The executives of Twitter have no idea what the fuck they're dealing with because it's a big tech platform. We're talking about tech stuff, and these are business people who have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And then he gets into some of the more baseline issues there. So let's let's go ahead and uh, listen to what he has to say. Y'all like butternut squash? <laughs> <laughs> yes, butternut squash is legit. I I am formerly a uh, of the professional culinary career. I did ten years as a professional culinary expert, and uh, butternut squash is indeed hashtag legit. But also, fuck the amount of labor it takes to take advantage of it. <laughs> Let's watch fucking Peter Zapko. Why did they do that? To put it bluntly, first, why did they do that? Why did they do that, there's lawmakers and Here we the go. public, instead of addressing them? This leads to two obvious questions. Two obvious questions. Why did they do that? And what were the problems and vulnerabilities identified? What he's talking about here, just to preface it, is he had uh, sent a, a report to the board of directors detailing some problems that he saw as head of security for Twitter. Okay. And they completely disregarded that. And he says, why did they do that? Well, okay, well, here, here's two reasons why. Identified. And that's what I'm here to talk about. So first, why did they do that? To put it bluntly, Twitter leadership ignored, ignored its engineers because key parts of leadership lacked the competency to understand the scope of the problem. But more importantly, their executive incentives led them to prioritize profits over security. Upton Sinclair famously said, it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. Word. And that's what I was talking about. This is the board of directors of a, a very technically based business right. corporation like Twitter, where it's all based on code and algorithms, not fully understanding what it is that they are in charge of. They don't understand. Whereas the head of security, he understands coding. He's a fucking hacker, dude. He knows all about all this shit. And when he brings his concern to the boards, we're like, well, you know, we we're making a little bit of money, so it's fine. Right. So that's that's part of the big problem at Twitter, and this is something that Elon Musk is using as his uh, reasoning for wanting to back out of the deal legally. These people have been running don't this company. They don't even doing. know what the fuck they're doing. How the hell can they throw a price tag on a company that they don't even know how it works Yeah. as we carry on? This mentality is exactly what I saw at the executive level at Twitter. So what are the problems I discovered? Two basic issues. First, they don't know what data they have, where it lives, or where it came from, and so, unsurprisingly, they can't protect it. And this leads to the second problem, which is the employees then have to have too much access to too much data and to too many systems. You can think of it this way, which is it doesn't matter who has keys if you don't have any locks on the doors. And this kind of vulnerability is not in the abstract. 
it's not far-fetched to say that employee inside the company could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room. At any point in time, because the employees at Twitter have too much access to too much data, and there is zero security on that, because the people that are running Twitter have no fucking concept of what it is that they're dealing with. And so Elon Musk, as a purchaser of this giant company, is supposed to be paying top fucking dollar, which he applied, you know, when he made his offer. It was above market rate, all the shit, because he wanted to make it quick and easy, boom, boom, boom. These people have no idea what it is they're dealing with. And ev the, the, the base level engineer employee could, if they wanted to, get access to fucking Senator Chuck Schumer's goddamn Twitter account if he Take wanted to. Of his Twitter. Yeah. And when you, I think he talks, I don't know if he talks about in this clip or the next clip, but when you think about the a, a an agent of a foreign government or an agent of a foreign intelligence agency being a payroll, payroll member there. of the company having access and having the ability to get into a sitting member of the US House Intelligence Committee's Twitter account that might be a problem it might drive the price point of that purchase down much less maybe even perhaps default on the entire deal to begin with and what else can they get into because you use like your phone number and stuff like that a lot of times twitter, twitter has access uh, to like... a lot of your shit bud i mean it's not as bad as tiktok tiktok as per terms of service can have access my wife has tiktok on her phone right because she can Bluetooth or Wi-Fi to our router or blah, 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 she has access to anything else that has access to that router. Because that is legit in the TikTok terms of service, by the way. When you click the button on TikTok, that's what you're agreeing to. Told y'all. So, FYI. Told y'all you shouldn't be on I'm TikTok. I'm compromised, motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> All this right. time, Carolina is like, you guys should make a TikTok. I'm like, I don't know. And now I'm like, well, yeah, might as well now because they already got access to my shit. But hashtag, I'm just never going to be able to go to China ever. Sorrow. Anyways, let's let him finish it out and then we'll get to the next clip. Given to the real harm, given the real harm to users and national security, I determined it was necessary to take on the personal and professional risk to myself and to my family. To become a whistleblower. <laughs> Of becoming a whistleblower. You gotta tear up beforehand, otherwise it's not important. I did not make my whistleblower disclosures out of spite or to harm Twitter. Far that from that, I continue to believe in the mission out. of the company and look for its success. But that success can only happen if the privacy and security of Twitter's users and the public are protected. In accepting an executive position at Twitter, I made a personal commitment. All right, I don't think he gets anything else important in the rest of his statement there. Um, now let's go, let's jump to the, the main meat and potatoes of this, where he talks about the, uh, excuse me, the Chinese agent, the Chinese security agent, I guess the, uh, the intelligence, the Chinese intelligent agent, intelligence, uh, intelligence agent. agent, whatever you call it. It's like the MSS or something like that, whatever it is being on the payroll of Twitter at this point, while he just made this point in his opening statement. FYI, all of you people here on the committee today, just so you know, a intelligence agent from China has access to all your accounts. 
and probably then has access to your phone, which then has access to ungod knows how many devices in your house mm. and welcome to the future, dumbass bitches. <laughs> That's how that works, man. I'm here today because Twitter leadership is misleading the public, lawmakers, regulators, and one? even its own board of directors. Yes. In a wide-ranging Senate hearing on oh, yeah, Tuesday, Twitter whistleblower uh, Peter Mudd-Zatko right raised the new concerns about foreign meddling at the influential <laughs> oh, no, social media right. platform. The famed hacker who served as Twitter's head of security until his firing earlier this year revealed that the FBI the informed routers, the Twitter of at least one Chinese agent working at the company. At least one Chinese this was agent. made aware to me uh, maybe a week before I was uh, surprised and, and summarily dismissed. Um, I had been told because the corporate security, physical security team had been contacted uh, and told that there was at least one agent of the MSS, which is one of China's intelligence services, uh, on the payroll inside Twitter. China's Ministry of... Okay. What the fuck? Why Word. is he working there if you know? Well, he, I don't understand. He did work there, and then as soon as he brought his concerns to the I'm board, saying, they fired him. I'm saying the Chinese agent. Mm. If they know that he's working there, why the fuck is he still working there? Uh, well, they're rationing to it. Um, I could go to the. I could try to find that point later on, but in that clip, right, he gets into it and he says, the the board's reaction to that was, well, if we have one, what's the harm in having more? Get the fuck out. I mean, he's already here. I mean, what's, what's to say we couldn't have more? Because he goes, you already have one here. You could have, who knows how many you can have. He's, well, you know, we already got one. Come it's fine. On. It's what fine. What are you talking about? Don't, it's just, it's <laughs> just, a, it's just a social media oh platform. Who cares? TikTok already exists, bro. We might it's as well just be phones, it. man. It's not oh a big deal. God. So there you go. So what's to stop a foreign government? Oh, from... to put a bow, before we get into further conversation, to put a bow on it, there has been no further action so far on Elon Musk's um, the proposal to back out of the deal yet. This is still going on. He's using this as evidence to try to back out of this deal right now, and but we still haven't had any updates into whether or not he will be legally able to back out of the deal. Okay, so now, get okay. back to fucking on Twitter. So... <laughs> you all right, bro? If there are multiple government agents from multiple different countries working there yeah what is to stop a foreign country from devising some form of malware that they ask this government agent because mm -hmm. everyone has you know copious amounts of access to twitter mm -hmm. right to all the back data and all the everything all the metadata so, yeah, so what is to stop them from implanting some form of malware or virus or something on twitter because it's on people's phones you know that just attacks Whatever. I don't know how computers so, work. I'm a fucking idiot. So I'll but say this, right? Like, if you can hack a fucking election machine, right. I'm sure you can get on someone's phone through a fucking Twitter app. Yes, you could. You could access their camera you and shit from your own computer. That. So I don't... The point... The real the point being, right, is the ability exists, obviously, right? But the important thing to remember is why there needs to be a desire to do that because it takes time and effort. It takes money. To do that right there is no yeah, i'm sure they're not doing that there is no desire for the ccp to do that to you because who the fuck cares about donovan nobody no. does right them it's them them is important you is not important them is important 
Um, there is nothing to stop them from accessing Ted Cruz's smart fridge and, and or his smart TV that has a recording device on it because he's a fucking bougie motherfucker that wants to me. He wants to be able to buy a TV that he can just yell at and that was a good pour. That was a good pour. That was a classic pour. Was that the the fucking blood orange yep. goodness? The look super at, fuzz. Look at you. Aren't you fucking fancy, bro? I am. Hey man, they don't have blood. They don't have a uh, super fuzz over there in China. <laughs> I should feel so lucky. You should feel so lucky. But yeah, that's that is the real meat mm. potatoes behind this, right? Mm. It starts as it starts out as a fun little grab bag topic about how elon musk can use this it does make me not want to be on twitter collusion with the federal government you know like (laughs) like i said what agents of the federal government are working there yeah that have the same access as whoever else that works there i mean all they gotta do is ask too all they gotta do is ask but yeah no the reality situation is if fucking if ted cruz or if lindsey graham or if anybody on say like the you know house ways and means committee to see who how how and why the u.s government spends money or maybe the intelligence committee to find out what's going on maybe they have a conversation with their wife so their or their families at home if they have a smart tv if they have any if they got a google home if they got anything like that that's connected to their phone Hashtag CCP can get access. Um, Everyone I needs would, a pineapple device. But also, I would, I would kind of argue that uh, at least as it pertains to Elon Musk and the the purchase of this, I th- I see that as good grounds to be like, bitch, I don't know what I was talking about. I'm not buying this thing. This thing is full of holes. You're open to fucking foreign espionage. Blah blah. I get to get. It. I get to back out of the deal and not have the billion dollar fucking um, penalty. But, because that's all, I'm pretty sure that's all it was. It was like a billion dollar penalty for backing out of the deal. Which, again, I don't I don't think Elon Musk cares about. I think it's more about flushing out what Twitter, Twitter really is. And I think that's where the real story is, hence why we're talking about it here today, is because I think Twitter is basically damn near just as full of holes or or potentially intentional holes as TikTok. Whether intentional or not, we'll just say it. As much as the CCP wants access to, they can get access to if they would so choose. Um, said, let, let's say somebody on the House Intelligence Committee or the Senate Intelligence Committee is at home and they have a smart thing. The CCP could, if they so chose, get access to whatever microphones are in that house. Right. Like that's, that's this is the this the is capability. yeah this is within the capability. I mean that they know what's going. Facebook knows when you poop, bro. Period. Facebook knows when you poop. The CCP knows when you're talking about whatever it is that you <clears throat> want to talk about at home. If they so choose to listen. All right. What do you got next? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you upset about this? This one's too much. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, where was it? Where I was don't it? like I thinking it. about how vulnerable <laughs> I am all the time. Okay. 
How about this? This one was good because this was less than 10 hours ago and it fits perfect with what we're talking about um, Hello, earlier everyone. in the show. I'm Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Stop, Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot is, this is very recently, is within us basically planning for the show, starting the show. Okay. Lori Lightfoot has, has made a further statement after busing migrants out of her own city. She's so this is like so terrible. Breaking fucking news. This is what's happening. And here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Hi. Here to celebrate a very special day. Oh, it's Constitution Day, by the way. Today is Citizenship Day. A time to reflect on what it means to be a, a U.S. US citizen. citizen. We must take this opportunity to recognize the... Pause button. You notice how they cut and zoomed in real quick? <laughs> yeah. As an editor of content, I can tell you exactly Something what that means. Happened. That means that they had to stop and make another take. And so they do a cut and zoom to seem like it's the same exact shot. <laughs> I can tell you, that's exactly what that means. If you want any proof of that, please, please, please go to our Patreon.com slash Salt the Streets. Subscribe. You can find the outtakes and bloopers reel from last month's uh, book review show. It's fantastic. It's four minutes. You're going to laugh your ass off, and you'll see a lot of that right there. But anyways, carry on. The contributions of those who have taken the important step to naturalize and become a U.S. citizen. We know that when permanent residents <laughs> become really? U.S. citizens, our country thrives. That is especially true here in Chicago. We don't where want any non-citizens, are an important you're saying. piece of the fabric that has made our city so unique from our very beginning. Lots of shooting. In the Chicago area alone, over 337,000 permanent residents are eligible for U.S. citizenship. And I encourage each and every one of you to apply. I'm so proud that Chicago... <laughs> I, just, I love it because what she's talking about is we don't want any illegal right. immigrants in my city, but we have a lot of legal immigrants that are here that I think you should apply right. for citizenship for. So anyways, let's carry on. Chairs, cities and counties for citizenship. A major... I just want to apologize, Joe. <laughs> I, I know you think I'm a narcissist. Bro, Joseph, you don't get I get all like... Come on, man. You don't got to get all like introspective and shit. I'm sorry I started earlier last time, but it's n not me. It's that guy. <laughs> but like, <laughs> and he feels like he's back. This, oh, man, I love it. I seriously dislike this bitch. Joseph, you're good. What's wrong with her eyes? She's been National man. Initiative of over 100 on cities <sighs> and counties aimed at increasing <laughs> citizenship among eligible residents. We for, are committed. For you guys ever in the Pacific Northwest, feel free to hit us up. We love you having you in the studio. You oh, guys fit right in. To their mission to naturalize 2 million residents this year. So if you know someone who is eligible to become a U.S. citizen, encourage them to seek trusted so legal advice and apply. <laughs> you can also encourage them to visit the Office of New Americans website for more information. Becoming a citizen oh provides yes, stability yes. for both you and your family and unlocks your full potential to live out your dreams here in our great city <laughs> and our great country. All right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll, okay, this is perfect. Okay, so this is, I know this is kind of building off of where we were at before, but it's such late breaking news. We got to just, this is grab bag material, right? Late breaking so, news. Beetlejuice is essentially getting on her soapbox and saying, 
We don't want any illegal immigrants here. We're happy to have but American citizens. Though. We want American citizens here. And if you know anybody naturalized that is eligible to become a naturalized citizen, we, we encourage you to go that route. But otherwise, we're bussing you the fuck out of my city. This, given everything that's going on over the last week, right, especially, what what does this make you think of right now? What what are your instinctual thoughts and feelings after everything we've talked about over the last few hours? Where are you at with this clip right now that just came out last night? Last night, last she night that. she did this. This is her reaction to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't want any illegals, but yeah, we also want legal immigrants. There's all kinds of tax incentives to hire people who are illegal, who are legal immigrants. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh, Lori Lightfoot. Oh, Lori Lightfoot. You're into it. I love it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, we're scrolling now? Uh, you know, we'll <laughs> scroll. No, well, this is my bookmarks. I had them in oh, here. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't mentally prepared to dive into mm -hmm. the full deepness oh, of it. Right. Um, oh, this was a good one. Yeah, this was it right here. This was the other big one. But I kind of feel like we've already talked about the FBI, the Facebook getting your information to the FBI. I don't you, feel if you we, had mentioned it. I yeah, don't know if you so want to go that dark. That's fine. Okay, that's, we'll let's go talk dark. about it. Yeah, what do you All got? Right, so let's let's play this. This is actually from Jack Posobiec's uh, show the other day. So let's go. He plays the clip from Mark Zuckerberg, which we talked about on the show last episode, I believe. Um, so this is an actual clip of Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg talking about it, and then the New York Post um, article that came out where FBI agents were receiving your private DMs from employees at Facebook. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, you like, tried we to should watch be on high alert. There was, the, we, Human we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian I propaganda in the 2016 show, election. We have it. it on notice he that basically there's about to the be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be about vigilant. Talks about the distribution <laughs> on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. It basically, the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than oh, okay we got a pause here uh ba -ba -ba -ba. both immigrants can join the military and are hurt after one year of service they they'll get their citizenship yeah, that's so, pretty common that people in other countries will join the military and you you get your citizenship you, after you time can of service. get an you opportunity can. from doing that I can, I can attest from this as being somebody that has served with people that were not legal citizens at the time but right. then became it um you can through service guarantees citizenship if you will with specific countries um generally speaking um philippines a big one philippines a big one i believe puerto rico um it's not a state but right. you can it's gain citizenship yeah. by joining the military service and serving i think a year once you do that you can then apply to become a citizen and then you still have the same take the same test you still have to pay the same fee and you can lose your citizenship i saw you can a whole 100%. episode i don't remember what the show was about but it was about veterans who had been deported yes um, that, that is real that's like a whole deal yeah um, and i was like this is a super dark, dark. yes yeah, super <laughs> dark oh that's the theme of part four is it's super dark otherwise dark. so it definitely <laughs> by what percentage I, I don't know off the top of my head but it's 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 meaningful, but I mean, but basically, basically a, um, we didn't play the clip on the show last. A lot time, of people were still able to share it. 
Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I no, I, I, I don't remember, remember if it was that specifically, that was but it was it basically fit the pattern. Well, a shocking and horrifying so report. Okay, from a producer that- standpoint, where I got to stop again. This is Jack Posobiec is sitting in a chair. There's a desk with a laptop in front of him and a microphone. And then you know what this is? This is a green screen. He's sitting in an office somewhere with a fucking green screen behind him, and that's how they're doing their show. That's also how Rebel TV gained their priority, the, the whole nine yards. It's a whole deal. Out from the New York Post. However, of course, it's not a surprising report because we live under a regime. We live under a regime. Now, if you lived so under the sense. CCP, if you lived under Stalin's Russia, Stalin's Soviet Union, if you... That's enough, Jack. So, okay, let's just go to the story. <laughs> He's going to bring up the New York Post story. I sometimes I can't stand the the pontification of Jack Posobiec. Sometimes he's so fucking self. I like Jack. I'm a big fan of Jack Posobiec, man. Don't get me wrong, right? But but the game you play reminds me too much of the corporate press. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Okay. Don't do that. You don't need to do that. Fuck off. Here's the story right here that he's going to report on from the New York Post. Facebook spied on private messages of Americans who questioned the 2022 election, and it goes deeper than that. Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users reporting reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments. Hashtag, why do you think we're fucking shadow banned? Yeah. Boom. Um, or questioning the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. Hey, at least he, they're semi-specific on where they get their sources. Under the FBI collaborate, collaboration operations, <clears throat> some, somebody at Facebook red flagged these supposedly subversive private messages over the past 19 months and transmitted them in, in redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism operation, Operational Unit FBI at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. Quote, I was done outside. It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause. Allegedly, one of the sources who spoke on condition and anonymity, quote, Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations, which are protected by the First Amendment without without any subpoena. So this is why you use... This is why I use Signal. <laughs> yeah, man. This is why when, when my brother hit me up yesterday and he said, yo, I got a plan. I was like, bro, we don't need to talk about any plans. I don't care about nothing. He was like, bro, it's just about hunting. Let's just have this conversation on Signal. Well, and we've had so many conversations where we've <sighs> said we should continue this on Signal. Yeah. Yeah, we've had so many. Oh, we've had such questionable That's because... Yes, and that's because people at... At Meta, I should say. They're at Facebook, according to this this post. But as we know, Facebook and Instagram are the same exact entity. They use the same messaging they service. They use the same. They Yeah, they recently just converged the same messaging service. So it is all one and the same. If you have a conversation on Facebook, if you have a conversation on Instagram, you are having a conversation with the FBI. That is how that is working these days. That, my friend... If you do not understand how fascism works, it is when corporations and the government work in intertwined together as one. That is the definition of fascism. That 
is the government that we live under. That is the America we live under. That right there is why you should go vote 2022. But not really. Uh, but yes, go do that. We can't define fascism we, in two different ways in we, the same show. That's because fascism is ethereal, you know. <laughs> Authoritarian, I don't know. I don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get into that in a second. Authoritarianism for sure. Authoritarianism, yes. You can use that one, but I already defined fascism. You I know, and I disagree with you on fascism. That's the <laughs> that problem. is what fascism is, though. What is fascism? Tell me what fascism. That's is. I told you earlier. I know, it's, but for this is a different part. It's authoritarian control backed up with violence that's generally attributed to generally. Right wing. Yes. Okay. But that's, that's why fine. I called it left wing fascism earlier. Yeah. So it has nothing to do. What's the difference between fascism and fascism dictatorship? Fascism is a system of government marked by centralized authority under a dictator. I know you're Googling, bro. I don't care what Google is. I'm tell <laughs> this is the definition of the word. That matters. The, when we're talking about what the word means, the definition of the word matters. It does, unless they change the definition. Right, but they haven't, and this okay. is what fascism means. <laughs> a system of government marked by centralization of authority under a dictator, a capitalist okay. economy subject to stringent governmental controls, violent suppression of the opposition, and typically a okay, policy okay, okay. of belligerent nationalism and racism. That's why it's traditionally attributed okay. to the right wing. I get it. I get, I get it. So, so it's, it's like this weird amalgamation of um, capitalistic enterprise, um, uh, dictatorial control, and violent authoritarianism, yes. right? Like that's the deal. Yeah, and that's it's, why I and it it's typically yeah. associated with the right wing because that's yes. in 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 any in any iteration in contemporary history. It's only been demonstrated by the right wing because it's just a, typically right? a policy of belligerent nationalism, yeah, which is generally of, yeah. of the right. Of yeah, some unless of, of course you're talking about Maoist China. Yes, but, generally. Yeah, because communism is indeed fascism. Yes. Right. Certainly. So this is, uh, so we'll just say this is, this is still fascism. I'm just saying the <laughs> violence is the important yes. part, I think, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why. That's true. That's why I was saying that the Mayorkas thing was a good example because <laughs> the Department of Homeland Security are people, there's a law enforcement wing of the federal government, they of the executive branch. They yeah. carry firearms. Those, they those do. people shoot people. Yeah, That's, and if we play by the left's rules, words of violence and, and fucking Secretary Mayorkas <laughs> is telling me so <laughs> with his words, oh that's violence, <laughs> and so oh it's God. fucking fascism. I don't know. But I, I know we're laughing about this, but oh it's, it's because it's so dark. Um, so Twitter is fascist. <laughs> yeah, Facebook Oppressive is fascist. Dictatorial control is number three. Yeah, so okay. I don't, you know, yeah, you're all, not wrong. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter's not far from it. Is what, what the whole point is. Yeah. Facebook is already there. Facebook, Instagram, Meta, anything that falls under that. Does Facebook own? Are they the ones that own fucking WhatsApp and shit? Right, like you said earlier. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. So like, Meta WhatsApp technically owns all those things. Now, Facebook, but... Instagram, all the apps um, are fascist. That's cool. That's a fucking. That's yeah. A, that's a uh, that's a fucking upper right there. If I've ever heard it. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. So we're five thirty, which means we're really five twenty right now. I think we should we should back the fuck off all the dark pill shit. Okay. Because this has been a pretty dark. <laughs> I feel pretty dark right now. Heavy. I feel real good right now, Heavy but I feel shit. it's it's been rough. 
you know shit's shit's rough right now let's check in with the chat uh wow there's been a lot going on uh leave texas thanks for the invite though yeah deborah don't leave texas bro that's the best thing you got going on right now florida you gotta remember a lot of people like talk about uh uh florida's like the freedom state and all that stuff nobody lived there in uh 2000 right when the hanging chads and al gore was in sway you know right. florida is is recently red i mean this is a this is a newly born red state y'all motherfuckers need to be careful everybody that's moving to florida you got a legislature right now ron Sanders just said it i got a i got a democratically controlled legislature that just approved me the funds to send me these flights to martha's vineyard all right you got a democratically controlled legislature you're in a motherfucking purple state if you're not careful yeah you motherfuckers be careful texas is the same deal all you california expats that now live in Texas, y'all got a lot to deal with, all right? This is... Nobody moving to Liz Cheney's house in Wyoming. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's cold in Wyoming. But, like, y'all got to be careful about moving to these sanctuary states because a lot of other expats move there with us. So you you, you watch out there. Um, both immigrants can join the military. Oh, yeah, we did that one. Me and Deborah seem to be in agreement. Y'all get out damn town and we'll talk... <laughs> Um, they know when you shit you don't think they have narrowed it down to that for no reason well no that's the best time to get to you man when you're when you're sitting on the deal you know when when you're sitting there scrolling on twitter that's the best time to get you with whatever propaganda they want to hit you with, yeah. you know um ethereal ethereal did i say ethereal somebody yes. said ethereal My you bad. said that fascism is ethereal <laughs> well it can go both ways it's all based <laughs> off authoritarianism and control i mean let's be realistic it doesn't matter left right it doesn't matter whoever wants to be in charge of you and the the capitalistic enterprise that powers society is fascist that's right you know left right don't matter uh the colin dictionary of understanding <laughs> Apparently I'm on it tonight. My You're bad. rewriting it just like the left. Hey, you know, I speak the truth. <laughs> Wikipedia cannot overrule. So, what is the merger of corporate and state? Well, that's that's kind of the fascist thing, right? It's it's and like I said, it and it staunch uh, throughout history. Capitalism, yeah, yeah, throughout history, if you don't factor in communism for some reason, because that kind of goes with communism, I guess fascism. You can't be communist without fascism involved, I guess. So nobody attributes that to the left. It's always attributed to, like, Italy and Germany. It's all fascist. Right, right. But at the same time, Mao's fucking China is just as fascist as fucking Stalin's Russia is fascist. So it's all when the state owns the, the capitalistic enterprise that powers the state. And it's just because of the trends. Like, nationalism is a part of fascism. Yeah. It's a part of fascism because nationalism has generally tended to be of the right. That's why it just leans that way. But okay all. okay and it's hot and humid as fuck here amen joseph this has been my case against florida for a long time i yeah and it's not i've lived on the east there. coast for a long and i understand what if you live on the east coast you know what quote hurricane season is all right fuck hurricanes i thought period. hurricane season was over uh hurricane season i believe is just <laughs> getting started i believe it starts in june and it goes through fucking november you know it's terrible i was in a quote hurricane once in late november so it was technically called a hurricane yeah but you know what happens when there's a hurricane and it's below freezing outside it's called a goddamn blizzard donovan <laughs> all right i had to be on a boat 
in the middle of the water to go save the boat while my, my while my family had to stay on shore and sit through a goddamn blizzard while it was negative degrees outside because I joined the Coast Guard. I had to go save the ship. And yeah. my family had to sit there. And they, luckily, a bunch of the families should join together and shit, so they all were together. But they were out. They were without power in their housing units and shit like that. And they got together and shed. There was a bunch of everybody sleeping like three or four fucking blankets on, just trying not to fucking freeze to death in the Northeast, <laughs> in America, in the 2020s. In America. <laughs> because there's a goddamn blizzard going on, which is just a hurricane with snow. It's not fun. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, Colin got that guy tapping his shoulder to, I, I don't know what that's going on. Um, uh, don't mind hurricanes, tornadoes, scotch. Amen, bro. That's why I won't go to Oklahoma. Fuck a tornado. That's all I'm saying. Fuck a tornado. This is why the Pacific Northwest is what's up. Because we get, quote, unquote, earthquakes. We had an earthquake recently, right? Yeah, you said, yeah, like last, last week, week we had one. Right I before s- that house exploded. Yeah, I, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Right before that house exploded. Just the top of it. But, yeah, we generally... The, the thing I like about earthquakes is they... Don't happen that often. And even when they do, <laughs> half the live. time, well, here, you know, like I've li- lived through a gang. Of, <laughs> I've lived through a gang of earthquakes, bro. And I've also been through hurricanes. I haven't been through a tornado because I'm not insane. I don't want to put my house in fucking tornado alley where it yeah. might just go up and away. I'm not into that concept. I got too much money invested in a fucking house. I'd much rather deal with a fucking possible slight shake of the ground in an earthquake you know i've been in big earthquake it was a little shake yeah you know a meth lab exploded it's not that big a deal but i'd much rather deal with that than a goddamn hurricane or multiple fucking hurricanes over the course of a goddamn like four or five months yeah which i lived through multiple years hurricanes even sucks on the east coast bro it fucking sucks especially if you live in florida yeah because lord knows you're going to get the fucking tip end of God's fucking dick as he comes around with the hurricane force winds and it's going to come in your fucking house and you're not going to, and you live in Florida. So like, you're probably going to be flooded. Winds are going to be coming. You can't go out. It's terrible. God's dick is coming in your house. It's, it's, it's going to come in you whether you want it to or not. Oh God. Fuck a hurricane. That's all I'm saying. Sandy, bro. I was there for Sandy. What's up? Yeah. The coast guard station. I was stationed now. Got flooded. We went out. Luckily, where you and f- I, <laughs> what is it? You and I, you were not in Sandy. No, but you pointed at yourself and then me. Oh, my bad. I was in Sandy. He said we went out. I was in Sandy. <laughs> we went out. My boat did. We had to go sit that one out, and uh, because that's what you do if you you're in the Coast Guard, you're in the Navy, whatever. If you're in, if your ship's in port and there's a hurricane coming, you go out to safe harbor. And then you drop the anchors and you just, you ride it out. It's the deal, right? It's better than getting smashed against the pier where you, you know, because your assets going to be lost because yeah, if you sit there at the pier, odds are the boat's going to get damaged because you're on the boat anyway. It's a weekend. You got to come in and take the fucking boat out because otherwise it's going to smash against the pier because the hurricane's coming. Right. Whereas your family's got to sit there in the fucking house and just deal with it. And you can't do shit, which Military families always come together, which is really nice. But, yeah, I did that one. And when we came back into port, I remember coming in, and there was a little – there was a station there that we weren't attached to. We were just at the same pier. But you, we'd walk by, and um, I parked – I left my truck at uh, my house because it was at higher ground and shit like that. But there were people 
that uh, whose cars had picked up and floated away. There's somebody oh, whose Jesus car Christ. whose car was literally upside down on top of someone else's car because of the the storm surge comes in and all that shit. It's not good, bro. And the the actual building where the land unit was, they had like four or five feet of water. You could see where the watermark was. Yeah, y'all not crazy. Good. It just Sa- rains here. Sa- exactly. It just rains here. I'd rather take that shit than go to fucking Florida and deal with goddamn so hurricanes. No, it just rains. Fuck all that it's shit. Not, yeah, and hurricanes it are bad. Like, it doesn't even like piss here that much. You know, it's just a no, man. Like it rains. Whatever. It's a moderate rain for like. A consistent few weeks is really how you know. <laughs> consistent few it's, weeks. Which it sounds like a lot. It's not. It's really not. Oh, are the bottle tap tapping, bro? Shit's beautiful when it does that. It is. It's all green. Plants and stuff. need. Yeah. Plants need water to it's grow. Got, right? it's <laughs> got what plants need. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's let's do this real quick. Yeah, let's go on, on the fun note. Let's jump over to Twitter. We'll just have a good time. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. I mean, we're we're not quite fully there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see this from over there? Yes. Okay. Um, so this welcome everybody to my Twitter feed. This will be fun. This is oh, a segment that we call a scroll down the street. Apparently. This is something we've been, let's be honest, we've, we've been talked talking about, about this for a long time. long time. We just thought it would be a kind of a fun breakup segment. Uh, we call it a scroll through Twitter or a scroll, a scroll down Twitter or whatever. So yeah. we're going to take a look tonight at my Twitter feed. Uh, obviously, we've got the hill there. Um, just going to roll down. Should I space out my flu and COVID booster? Dude, I heard this shit on. You don't ever listen to the Saturday morning shows, do you? No. Oh, bro. They were having a conversation on something this morning about like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, what should I do? The COVID fucking vaccine's coming out. It's supposed to be all good for Omicron, but nobody's taking it. Right. Maybe I should just take it with my flu shot. Everybody's all really concerned about this. And I'm like, bitch, nobody's taking the fucking COVID vaccine because guess what? You didn't test it on any humans. Wait, check this. The uh, lactation consultant that we're working with, who's who happens <laughs> no, 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 to no, be. I get it. I just, no, I just, that's... no, 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 no. Who happens to be like the number one lactation consultant, like, like in the state? I understand what that is. She just got her fifth COVID vaccine. The f- number five. Is it? It's the Omicron booster. Is it... <laughs> it's the inch. Okay. Never had COVID. So. <laughs> Number five. No, no, no. If you if you've taken five COVID vaccines, you've had COVID. Because that's no, what it does to you. Had COVID, she's Colin. never had COVID. Yeah, no, but she's the, never had COVID, Colin. Yeah, but the damage done to your body is the equivalent of having COVID. Listen, she may because have had it's an enormous all bruise in the on spike her arm. protein, right? She man. may have had an enormous. We can bruise say on that now, arm. right? Like we can say I it's think all so. this. Yeah, Jordan either way. told me that yesterday, and so I said, "Do you do you know anything about like this Omicron vaccine?" And she was like, "No, not really." So I told her that same shit. I was like, oh, "Like they haven't even tested on people." She said, "What?" It's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, for sure." Yeah, like, a few mice. I was like, "That's like." Like they're like scientific articles. Like that's not even like yeah. a, a conspiracy theory. Like you can nope. Google it right that's now it. and they will tell you that that they only what? tested it on mice. So are you seriously? Like, oh yeah. They said it's pretty much the same as the other one. So why would it be different? <laughs> why would she it was be like different? for real? I said I. So yeah. that's I'm paraphrasing what they says it, but that is essentially what the the message was. Is it's pretty much the same as the other ones. So it should be fine. Yeah, I love this, Joseph. I've wrote out plenty, but I know when to leave. Amen, bro. My my whole point with hurricanes is why would... I don't want to fucking leave because the weather gets bad, bro. 
You don't understand. You laughed on it, and you fucking laugh because you've never lived through hurricane season. I laugh because we're talking about hurricanes. I know that's well. That's because you don't. You've never lived on the East Coast. Look you at the hobgoblin over here. My little hobgoblin. My little buddy. He's the like, ugly, I don't know where I am. The ugliest dog on the planet. He's really pretty cute. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. He is when falling off in a three-story. You know, <laughs> when his mouth. teeth are in, like he's good. He only has like three. But they still get <laughs> stuck. It's the last ones that hang know. on that get stuck. He's a good boy. He's a cute dog. Say, hey, buddy. Yeah. He's got incontinence, so he's got to wear a diaper all the time. That's nice. But, you know. He as hangs out with daddy do. all the time. Yeah, as old dogs do. I, yeah, you should. All right, let's get back to my Twitter profile because okay. I'm, I'm very curious for you. We'll talk obviously later on throughout let's the week about the differences. We got routers here. Uh, I don't know. It starts out with a big word. I don't really care. Foursquare. That's a fucking promoted. Yay. Jorge Ventura Media. You know Jorge Ventura. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's down there on the border. He's seen what's up. Settlers in El Paso don't have room to house migrants currently, and many are sleeping on the streets. Lucas and Seb- Sebastian, four and six years old from Winston, have spent the last two nights sleeping on the sidewalk here. Tonight will be the third. Yeah, welcome to the, welcome to the fucking southern border. And you know what the really sad thing is? is How dare s- they do that to the unprepared communities? How dare they? Well, word. But also, when you think about the actual migrants themselves, they haven't had it that good in weeks, at the very least. That's how fucked up that situation is, too. Because they're not walking anymore? Well, yeah, because they're not going across fucking Guatemala. They're not going through their fucking, you know, they're not being trafficked anymore. They're done. They're they're here. Now they're just hanging on the streets, and they've made it. They were in America. Done. That's fucked up. Uh, Cernovich, he's always got some fire going on. Holson... Wholesome and Grandma Pile. What is going on? <laughs> this is a retweet, obviously. Uh, question. Should we be able to just qualify people from office for cringe campaign content? Ask for her, Linda Paulson. So she's running for uh, some kind of Utah State Senate seat. And, uh, yeah, super cringe. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Time Magazine. Here are the 32 most anticipated TV shows. Don't care, Time Magazine. All I care is when you fortify the election. Ben Boyce, here we go. He's always got fire memes. Life imitates memes. Let's take a look. You think the far right is wanting women in women's bathrooms? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a far right <laughs> position. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Who radicalized you? You did. <laughs> that's awesome. Welcome to society, bro. Actually, no. Welcome to Twitter. We all got to remember, Twitter is yes. a microcosm it's of extremes. World. That's the way it is. Obvi- Man, the mainstream news is still obsessed with the Queen, bro. They're into it. They're into it. I feel like I missed... Do you ever watch the Queen, the show? No. The first couple of few seasons were pretty kids, good. Bro. I liked it. I don't know. You don't like... You don't get to watch I anything. don't watch shit. I watch like, fucking Seinfeld. That's what I, I that's what I yeah, watch. Yeah, you you're not watching Lord of the Rings. No, I You're not watch watching shit. the fucking new Game of Thrones. I watch shit that I've seen before because I can't pay attention to it all the time. Like we have time to watch things at night after Dax goes down and he takes on average an hour to go to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. So one of us is getting up. So you need about every, 20 25 like, minutes max. I mean, the thing about it is that every If you're watching Seinfeld, you can watch Vox Machina. The thing about it is that's what I'm that saying. 
every time like when we're watching something dax gets up out of bed probably once or twice every five minutes so we're continuously pausing a tv show or a movie because one of us is getting up to leave the room Deborah so Jorge it is takes great. us two hours to watch a 30 minute tv show because we're pausing it so much but that's not gonna last forever, bro. It's fine. We'll get you on some. We just, right, we just right forget now. the first season, you know. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, uh, we started recently watching this. Uh, I also always have to do show stuff because uh, I can't do it till after it goes to bed. So I'm doing show stuff, and we're doing that. So what you're saying is, I watch a lot of whatever Jordan wants to watch. I feel real privileged right now. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of whatever Jordan wants to watch because I I'm even have time these and... days to play the occasional video game. I play video games when the boy wants to play video games. That, my friend, is legit. I played Kingdom Hearts this morning before I came here. Bitch, please. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play some <laughs> kind of video game at some point tonight, maybe. All right, everybody fucking, yeah, everybody retweeting that. Don't care. Washington Post, Democracy Dies in Darkness. Oh, I'd love the Washington Post. That's sub- where we come in. I'm subscribed Bringing to... Bringing facts to light. I'm subscribed to them. We'll share our login information. So you have New York Times. I have Washington Post. I literally just subscribed today, yeah. man. And I fucking hate myself for it. But I needed yeah, I that... I like it. I needed that article that we didn't get to today. And Washington Post <laughs> gives you zero free articles. Yes. And at one point... I thought a VPN would fix it. I thought fucking Brave would fix it. They don't give a shit. But the people at New York Times and Washington Post are so hard up for money. They're willing to yeah. invest their money properly to make sure that their site designers can allow you to get around their fucking paywall. Yeah. They're a fucking bunch of pieces of shit. Can't block ads. We haven't talked about anything concerning Ukraine today. Apparently, Ukraine's like on the shit right now. They... They faked out to the south, but then they moved into the north, and they've been killing it, bro. They've been killing it. Unprecedented. And then, and then fucking, we go to, here, I'll open up in a separate window, but... Uh, Deborah, my boy, is three and a half, and we had a uh, daughter in May. So how old does that make her? She is four months. A couple, few months? Yeah, four months and like a week. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Joe Biden. Breaking news: Joe Biden sends a uh, Bilbo another six hundred thousand, six hundred million dollars in military Ukraine to we love uh, Ukraine. You, Bilbo. Hell, I'm back. Sorry, I can't be active. Family friend event. Uh, hey man, don't it. worry about it, bro. I'd rather you be doing family shit, but also share the show. 100%. Share the show. Just share the show. Go do your family shit. <laughs> Catch us on the backside. It'll it's be okay. fine. We love to have you here, but also. Just, you know, we need the views. <laughs> Biden had announced a $600 million for more Ukraine aid. Let's fucking go, I guess, huh? Yeah, that's what's up. And remember, if you if you have a problem with that, then you're pro-Russia, anti-democracy. You might as well be a fascist. You're probably, you'd probably vote for Trump anyways because he's a Russian asset still. Right. Let's not forget that. Um, oh, we're in my bookmark time. Oh, this one was good. The difficult so challenges one, are... This one gave me kind of hope, right? This was concerning the migrants in uh, Marston Vineyard, right? Okay. Because um, we got to remember. we got to remember, man. There's there's two parts. Of this, there's the political equation, and then there's the real-life-on-the-ground equation. So let's let's hear what Miss Barbara Streisand Hare has to this say. This Barbara Streisand. Oh, it's your Barbara Streisand. So what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are... Uh, 
we have at some point in time they have to move here somewhere they can't else, be here right we we cannot we don't have the services we don't have to the services take care of 50 immigrants um and we we certainly don't have housing we're in a housing crisis as we are on this island and so we, we don't we can't house everyone here i'm sure there i'm sure that there are we don't have housing 50 <laughs> empty houses somewhere there are that people very we oh, know bro, open and this. giving and no, caring leftists would happily this. open their arms and their homes because they have a beach home or something that people can stay for a few days i have heard this a thousand times on the internet and i have never actually gone down that road but i have heard that there are let's just you know, we'll go one adult we'll just be safe here how many Airbnbs there are available right now on Martha's fucking vineyard for about two hundred dollars a night? Oh my god! And the federal <laughs> government is not willing to put up the money to do this. They'd rather call in a fucking ferry and have them shuttled back to Joint Base Cape Cod to have them housed in some fucking barracks or garage somewhere. Don't have housing for them. They don't have housing. No, no, no. It's all up to. The Obamas, it's all up to, you know, yeah, don't worry about, about the it. vacation houses that people aren't staying $69 in. a night, bro. Let's, let's look at this one. $69 a night. You can, you can, look at this. This is nice. This is nice. Entire home, look at this. Yeah. You know, it's fucking Martha's Vineyard. It's late spring, early fall. You can get there. You can see the fucking leaf colors tr probably changing. I love it, and for I love it <laughs> for less than a hundred dollars. No, I'd fucking stay there. Look at that shit. It's, it's nice. You know, you can come crash on the couch. You get super drunk. You just crash right there. It'd be sweet. You know, if you're really, really drunk, you can crash on the coffee table. I've done that shit before. It's or in fine. One of those chairs with your feet up on the coffee table. Yeah, Wild bro. Child Artist Studios nestled in the woods. That's what it's called. <laughs> and you're telling me that uh, the federal government cannot house, don't have housing for them five zero people obama housed more than that motherfucker when he hosted his goddamn That's, birthday at I his fucking house i love the we don't have room for 50 people it's yeah. fucking 50 people like what are you talking about like you i know, get it bro like i get it i get the concept of the people that live there every day but it's 50 because they have zero concept right. They can't handle one new person moving to town. If any new person moves into a long... Uh, no. Oh, my God. Long Island. I lived there for too long. There isn't a uh, government of Martha's Vineyard. They don't have any way to... I'm sure they do, right? To go to a sports store and say, fucking let us buy 50 tents from you. Like... But, okay. Pause button. Martha Vineyard, you... People don't live in tents. That's the no, thing about I know that. <laughs> I'm talking about the fucking immigrants... I know. <laughs> I know, but they can't conceptualize it. That's my problem. And the idea here is that we probably so, so they wouldn't even think to live in tents, what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's my point. I'll think he can see it's a house. <laughs> like, we, can't think, we can't do oh this. That's, and they all and need at least deal. two bedrooms and a bathroom to themselves. They don't understand <laughs> that in L.A. you can live in a $25 fucking tent that you get at the fucking right. at the big five or whatever Hell, like they do don't understand how that works right okay. that's not it's not in their mind they you're can't funny. conceptualize it I, but no, no, i no, might no. be funny but it's but real bro right. that's the thing because they've never had to handle that shit they right. never had to deal with that and i feel bad for the people on the ground that have to deal with it but yeah that's fucked. but let's get back to twitter uh oh we're in the fucking let's go back to the home here mm. Do you keep your Twitter home in uh, latest or at the, on the home page? Latest. Latest. What am I? 
I am in. Uh, I'm in latest. Good, yeah. good, good. Michael Tracy. I don't know why I follow him, but he sends me stuff is. that I hate. I follow all kinds of people. I Let's don't find know. out. Michael Tracy is a roving journalist, a friend of old dogs. Proton Mail. So maybe he's like a. What are the he's on Substack. Ver- Veritas guy. Let's check out his Substack. Let's just see what happens here. Bitch. Let me read it first. Michael Tracy, Democrats from Crumblins pretend they have massive, unbridgeable dif- differences so they can dot, dot, dot. I feel like I heard about Michael Tracy on fucking Commentary Magazine. He, he seems like somebody, I, he looks like somebody I might hear about on Commentary Magazine, yeah? Just looking at that picture? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? All right. B.B. Harris, the transporting, transportation the transportation sector in our nation's single largest source of greenhouse gas emissions. What about the cows? Yeah, don't talk about the fucking farting cows, bro, all right? What about agriculture? And first of all, it's barping cows, not farting cows, according to Tim Pool. Every year, gas-powered cars and trucks and buses contribute millions of tons of carbon dioxide and toxic air pollution. Toxic first air. of all, you know what? No, no, no. Let's just hear fucking psychopath talk for herself because she is always a pleasure to listen to. Transportation sector is our nation's single largest source of greenhouse gas emissions. Every year, gas-powered cars, trucks, and buses contribute millions of tons of carbon dioxide and toxic air pollution. Pause button. When she says millions of tons of carbon dioxide, she's talking about, like, compressed carbon dioxide. Does she know what she's talking about? Like... Is that like when you capture it and put it under pressure and then it becomes liquid or like, what are you talking about, sweetheart? Do you know? Kamala Harris doesn't know. She don't know. But there is a solution to this problem. What's the solution, Kamala? Electric vehicles. Electric cars and trucks and buses. Electric vehicles. Yes. Yes, we should do this. We should should go ahead and start strip mining all the resources (laughs) that we need. To harvest all the precious metals we need to build the batteries to contain all this energy that we get from all, again, all the precious metals and precious materials we need to build the fucking uh, solar panels that we need to capture all the energy that goes into, again, those, those batteries that obviously don't contribute to the carbon footprint of the nation so that we can so that we can have a governor like fucking uh governor newsom in california tell us that it's a heat wave and we can't plug in our electric vehicles and our electric appliances just make sure that you also use electric backhoes and everything to extract the minerals as long as you use an electric leaf blower it's fine it's fine (laughs) Oh, this motherfucker. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the first time I'm seeing Pete Buttigieg talk about the fucking tentative rail deal? Secretary of Transportation. I've been curious. What business is where it of his, Colin? <laughs> what business is it of his? Because people like <laughs> Joe Biden, the president of the United States, made their living by transporting themselves on commuter rail on the the transit system that is Amtrak that I'm relies sh- on these giant deals that are cut by the fucking giant train union. I'm sure he said something about it before this. 
I, I, okay. So I'm sure in all has. seriousness, I know we're fucking around because it's scrolling through Twitter, but I literally have been looking for this motherfucker for the last week and I have not seen him yeah. at all. And I understand because the secretary the of labor, no, no, the secretary of labor has been involved in oh, negotiations <laughs> oh god because Come the lab on, because Try labor out, man. because labor deals with unions oh right right oh, and so Come the secretary on, of labor has been dealing with this secretary of transportation now i'm curious what the fuck this motherfucker's got to say he's hanging out with his baby man Let's... he's got he's got babies he has shit to do bro you got a full-time job hey, i don't want to hear hey, it he this motherfucker <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you're just you're just working twelve hours a day. This motherfucker's just, he's running the country. It's not it's, a big it's, deal. it's like a it's like a huge difference, right? He's got shit to this do. This guy <laughs> is working harder than you, Donovan. He has to not be around. Oh god. Right? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel I'm good? I'm sure he's working harder than Are you I am. heated right now? Fuck this guy. All right, let's go. It enjoys the support of the union leaders as well as the railroads that were at the table negotiating it and an administration that really believes that this is going to be mutually He looks beneficial. like a fucking rat. Uh, I, you know, uh, I know. If you look at, at what was uh, won at the bargaining table for workers, uh, not just a substantial pay raise, but something that was very 24 important to them, which by the was way. We didn't talk about flexibility that. because of the way railroad workers are years. scheduled. It can be very difficult Shit for them to money. get time off. Okay, so he's talking. He's, he's just saying talking points. That's good. Okay, so let's. We're officially over six hours. We can wrap this up. Um, <laughs> I've literally just been going until we hit six, so bro. <laughs> okay, so Your we didn't talk about us. the transportation thing, but to, we've avoided it for now. Yeah, to close it out, uh, obviously we didn't hit the transportation, the the train strike. Uh, we've avoided it for at least sixty days because there's a sixty day down, there's a sixty day cool down period, and then the the unions have to vote on the proposed tentative agreement in the meantime and so we will readdress this if it becomes an issue if it does not then there is no issue and inflation will not skyrocket in the meantime it'll just continue Maybe. to go up as per the usual agreement right. it'll probably go up another percent over but the next everyone month, but... be thankful that it went down 0.02 percent since the last time both fucking okay <laughs> oh, god damn it james this... taylor told me that inflation was down colin james taylor is a fucking <laughs> cuck who sold his soul to the government for money right? told me that inflation was down right after <sighs> joe biden did i know okay i, I can, thought that we were better off I, we were if we vote democrat <laughs> then we'll have more money <laughs> the okay so i'm gonna well, we can close. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this loop within 30 seconds. Okay. Because the the train thing was a big deal, right? And um, but it turned out to not be a big deal <laughs> <laughs> because it was gonna be a big deal, and then it wasn't a big deal because they tentatively reached agreement that's gonna go for 60 days, and then we'll find out whether or not it's a big deal. But that conveniently is past midterm, so we'll yes. find out what's happening. Um, but realistically, yeah, James Taylor. That we didn't even touch on that, but like James Taylor, Rose Garden, the whole nine yards. Inflation's still really bad. Inflation is really bad, and there it's still is still like eight percent year over year. It's not yes, good. and the only reason it went overall when when the government takes a, a a holistic view, as they say, a holistic view of a inflation government approach. <laughs> it, went, it went down point one percent, Donovan. So yeah. you should be happy, according because to Green Beyond Yeah. Um, but but that's because yes because gas has gone down right? a little bit 
it has gone down about a dollar or so but since, everything else since the high. But again, don't be happy about that because that's still two bucks above normal. So don't be happy about that. But that indeed has been an exponentially greater drop in the overall inflation, whereas food, uh, overall energy, power, all those costs have continued to go up. So inflation is still up. As far as you're concerned, because gas, you might need to be, you might need to fill up once a week. And as we know from when the gas jumped from four dollars to to six dollars, you know it's a big hit. Right. But when you buy groceries every week, it's a bigger hit. And when that's up thirteen percent, a gas can go fuck itself. Right. So inflation is still skyrocketing. The government is still continuing to spend money, and they continue to suppress every aspect of your liberty as they possibly can as they get towards the midterm elections to gain as much power as they can so they continue so that they can continue to do that more. That is the message I want to leave you with today as we close out this episode 133 of the Salt of the Streets podcast. Um, Donovan, it's been a good day today. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's been you a lot of, it. it's been a lot of dark it shit, but it, it's, it's been good. Um, inflation is skyrocketing. I understand how everybody's offended and stopped stealing all that shit, but I'm telling you right now that if you do not go out and vote right now, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Handle your business, pay attention to shit, and just take care of yourselves. We love you all. Have a good rest of your weekend. Bye, everybody.